Shalom Uvracha friends, I hope everybody's doing well. Today I want to try something a little bit different. Something that I haven't really done before. To teach an entire lesson in Lakutamran from beginning to end in one sitting. And that means to say there are shorter lessons in Lakutamran, there are medium lessons, and then there are the, the Torahs that are really the, the meat and potatoes of this incredible Sefer. That's unique, very, very unique in its methodology and its depth and its breadth and its ability to demonstrate the unity and the godliness and the relevance within our Torah. And um, I don't know how long this will take. I presume it will take around three and a half hours or something like that, maybe closer to four. But Vesiyat Rishmaya, I feel that there's going to be a special to'elas, and I hope to channel a special level of, of Ashkacha and Siyat Rishmaya into the process of trying to teach and trying to explain and trying to delve into the Rebbe's words to really get to the root and the heart of Hanukkah in a way that if this would be split into a bunch of shir and like a series, I'm not sure that we would be able to you know, really capture the unity and the oneness of the lesson and to be able to feel that fire that these kinds of teachings light and ignite within our hearts Be'ez Hashem, as we lead up to the first night of Hanukkah and all the nights of Hanukkah and we're going to be lighting those Hanukkah candles first we have to have that flame in our hearts and that aspect of Bolvavi Mishkan Evna and then we become the Kohanim Gedolim who are going to light the menorahs in our houses like Reb Nassim says that the Shalosh Regalim are in Indian of Alila Regal. We go up to the Vesem Mikdash. The Chanukah and Purim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes, comes down, so to speak. It's Yeridala Regal in the sense that HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to visit us. And so we have to prepare. We have to do Hachanas. And the best way to do Hachana is to, to explore, of course, the halachic elements of the mitzvot that we're going to be engaged with, but also to, un, to, to examine and to explore the underlying meanings and the more spiritual aspects of what these Yamim Tovim mean to us, what they're bringing into our lives, what we're supposed to walk out of them with. And so I believe that this Torah from Ibn Nachman, particularly Torah, based in Lakutimran Tanyana, the second uh, Torah, the second lesson, in the second volume of Ibn Nachman's Lakutimran, they're printed as one and one safer. And Be'ezer Hashem, we're going to delve into it. I believe that this is going to cut to the core and the root of what Hanukkah is. And really, it's a, it's a remarkable, almost miraculous journey. And it's a great representation and it's a great example of just how exalted and deep and broad and unique the Tzaddik story is. So I believe it'll speak for itself. So let's jump in B'Siyat Rishmaya. And uh, you don't have to watch this in one sitting, but if you do find the time and you want just a boost, you, like something that it's just ain't of an imsa, you don't find it in, in, in other ways. There's something special about this, at least to those neshamas that are connected with it. I can't say for everyone, but those neshamas that are connected with it, there's a special, just inexpressible, ineffable feeling that you get when learning these kinds of Torahs, Torah days in Tinyana, particularly, it's one of my favorite lessons in the Kutamran, and I have a minig if I can, uh, but I try every night of Hanukkah in front of the nearest to, um, to read this Torah and to learn it, but to read it quickly because I'm already familiar with it from the previous years. But every night of Hanukkah, and it just brings me to the essence, to the essence of the Chag and, 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 and beyond the essence into much broader concepts that are reflected in this yamtiv. Called, called Hanukkah that really cut to the core of our Judaism, that cut to the essence of what it is to be a Jew and our mission here in this lifetime. So, B'siyat HaRashmaya, let's begin this journey. Adoinoi sefasai tifta chufi yagid tihila secha. 
And of course, we bind ourselves to all the tzaddikim in our generation, all the tzaddikim who ever lived, to bind ourselves to the soul of the tzaddik and to endeavor to channel down some of the light that was sent through this particular channel called Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, the Nachman of Emekar Chachma, what a privilege to learn his Torah with you. Says the Helga Rebbe, if I'm looking down, I have the Sefer in front of me, I apologize, but we're going to try to read and explain and go through it slowly. We're not in a rush. And we're going to take every single word and try to examine it and plumb the depths of the Rebbe's Giloi, all Besiyata Deshmaya with the help of the Master of the World. And of course, everything is Bidarch Efsher. We can't say that we really understand the Rebbe's Torah. And even if we did, that would be one facet of it in our thousand miles, uh, you know, deeper and different elements and different paths and different, different routes and, and modes of exploration. And so this is, of course, my personal take on it based on other svarim that I've learned that are Pirushim and Mepharshim, the classical Mepharshim, other more modern-day Mepharshim, but it's still all only B'derech Efsher, and, uh, and, and with the humility of knowing that the Rebbe's Torah, Mashiach will explain it. It's just, it's, it's always chasum v'sasum, no matter how much we think we understand it, we still close the Sefer with a feeling that there's so much more to explore. And Be'ez HaShem will spend the rest of our lives learning each and every one of the Rebbe's lessons, like Rabbi Nachman said, Kol Shali Hurak Kulay Hakdamas. All of my Torah, he said, they're all introductions. They're all Pesachim. It's just an introduction that Rabbi Nachman then encouraged his followers and his Hasidim to take every lesson and to be what he called Lavar al right? To go ahead and to pass through each and every tiny little room and, and, and crevice in Tarsh B'Ksav, Tarsh Nigla Nister, through the lens of this particular lesson. It's only an introduction into, in this case, the depth of Hanukkah, but there are Tarsh on, 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 on Elul, and on, and on the Yamam Nora'im, Tarvav, for example, and Tarsh on Tefillah, Tarbez, and so on and so forth. And so over here, Tarbez and Tinyana, and the second Chelek is the Torah of Hanukkah. So let's jump into it together and try to prepare for this Chag, B'Siyat Rishmai, with the help of the master of the world who our deepest yearning is to get close to and to try to really align ourselves with and to reveal the godliness within us to achieve self-manifestation but not self in terms of the ego but self with the capital s to reveal the godliness within us to become a little bit more elevated and to shine his light in the world to uh to, to build for him a dear betachtonim that's that's ikar kavanasenu that's our primary intention says the days of Hanukkah are days of Hoda. The Ramam says they're days of praise. They're days of giving thanks to HaKadosh Baruch. It's like thanks, thanksgiving. They're days of giving thanks. And, the, and, and like we say, the Chazal drew up this small composition that we say in Benching, that we say in Shemona Esrei. The Kavu Shmoina Simei Hanukkah Eilu. These days are days of hoda and halal. Days of feeling that feeling of thanks within us, recognizing that there's so much to be grateful for. The halal, halal and hoda, halal is the expression, and hoda is the, is the feeling. So Rabbi Nachman says, that's the days of Hanukkah. And these days of Hanukkah are for feeling that feeling of thanks and expressing that feeling of thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
But classically, this is classic Rabbi Nachman, he goes from some experience of this worldliness into the highest existential truth. This aspect of days of hoda, days of praise, this is an aspect, you'll find this word a lot in Rabbi Nachman's Torah, which means this is an aspect of, this is related to the concept of the delight and the pleasure of the world to come. What's the connection between praise and the world to come? Says Rabbi Nachman, this is the essence of Olam Haba. The ultimate essence of this place called Olam Haba, this time of this stage of this experience called Olam Haba, is simply, it's not so simple, but simply to give praise to HaKadosh Baruch to give thanks to Him. To recognize HaKadosh Baruch because this is the sum total of what it means to grow close to HaKadosh Baruch And of course, like the Ramchal says, the whole purpose of this world was that HaKadosh Baruch wanted to give us the ultimate goodness. What's the ultimate goodness? HaKadosh Baruch is the infinite good. And so if He wants to give us goodness, that means that He wants to give us Himself. And he wants to give us himself in this world through Torah and mitzvahs. Schar mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. Mitzvah, of course, like the tzaddikim say, milash and savsa is the relationship that we're building. And that's at the forefront of our minds when we're doing mitzvahs. It's all about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is present in this. We're aware of him. That schar of the mitzvah even in this world. But certainly olam haba has to mean closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. like the Ramchal says in the first paragraph of to simply benefit from the rays of his shechina, the rays of his lishchon means to dwell, the ray of his presence. And that's the shechina, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence. And to feel that, to experience that. So says Rabbi Nachman, if Olam Haba means closeness with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, well, what does closeness mean? How do you get close to something in spirituality? In physicality, closeness is proximity. We understand. There's one hand here, there's another hand here. Closeness means to bring them together. But that only is true in the realm of space. We can't have closeness in that sense where there's no space because the premise of that kind of closeness is proximity means that there needs to be the concept of space. But what about in spirituality? How do you have closeness in spirituality? Says The more a person knows and understands and recognizes that's how close we are with him. Closeness with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is perception of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Torah study is the way in which we come to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mitzvah observance is the way in which we are able to engage with certain actions and activities that also bring us into deeper and broader understandings of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is and what He wants from us. That's His will. And so there's the study of His will. There's the actual acting, right? And the actual uh, application of His will and manifestation of that will in, in mitzvah observance and halacha observance in, in chesed, right? In trying to imitate a Kaddosh Baruch Hu's midas. But all of this, the sum total of this closeness that we believe that Torah and tefillah and mitzvah observance and chesed, that that brings us close to our Kaddosh Baruch Hu. What's the essence of that? Is knowledge of Hashem. Is being aware of Hashem. That's the sum total of what this whole thing is about. Is to become more aware of a Kaddosh Baruch Hu. 
and to build on that awareness day after day and to live with that awareness, to allow that awareness to shape the way that we think, the way we speak, the way we feel, what we care about, what we're passionate about, how we relate to other people, how we relate to circumstances and difficulties and good times and so on and so forth. Every element in life becomes a vessel for further knowledge of a Kaddish Baruch who built on the core of our engagement with the Torah, which is Torah study, both the Nigla and the Nister, Halacha and Agada, mitzvah observance, and then of course Chesed, right, which is to go ahead and to bring that all out into the realm of being Adam le Chaveiro. So we have been Adam le Chaveiro is the Indian of Chesed. Right? And bin Adam la atzmo in a certain way is the Indian of is the Indian of tefillah, to engage with the deepest part of ourselves to draw that out. And bin Adam Lamakum is the Indian of the Torah that we're learning to be able to understand what a Kaddish Baruch wants from us and to be able to apply that in applied action in Chesed. But all of this is at the core of trying to enable us to reach further and further levels of our awareness of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and thereby our closeness with a Kaddish Baruch. Hu. And so the sum total of that is not so much schar, like it's unrelated. So you do this and then I'll give you $10. That's the same thing. The sum total of a life lived in ever increasing levels of engagement with Hashem and awareness of Hashem and living with Him at the forefront of our minds that like the Baal Shem Tov wanted from his Hasidim before you see a chair, you see a Kurdish Baruch Hu, and then you see the chair. Before you see another person, you see a Chelek Alakamimal, and then you see the person to live in the reality beyond this world, which we'll talk a lot about now, and to draw that into this world, Memela Olam Haba, when we're actually able to depart after 120 and ultimately after the Yemos HaMashiach for all of Am Yisrael, different understandings of what Olam Haba is. But Al Kalpanim, there comes a time in our own individual experience or in the, in the experience of all of existence where all that is. is is that, is that oneness, is that realization, is that revelation, and we don't longer need to find it and draw it out, which we'll talk a lot about how precious that is. That's what this whole lesson is about. It's about a lot of things, but that's one of the things it's about. But we can actually bask within, swim within this level of awareness. So says Rabbi Nachman, Kikol yoidim, Smuchim a love biyoyser. The more that we know, and the more that we're aware of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Smuchim a love biyoyser. We are much closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he says, what brings us into that awareness? Pashit, simple, hoda'a, praise. Praise is the ultimate extent of knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When a person is able to realize that everything, everything that a person goes through, certainly the good things, we'll talk about in a minute, even the negative things, based on the Gemara and Brachas, we'll get there in a minute, but certainly let's speak about the good things. And a person is able to stop and beyond the excitement that we feel over having received good news or having received a, a raise or something, a simcha in the family, something amazing happens and things are looking up and we get a new job and something, you know, things are, things are developing in our own lives to be able to stop and realize that at the core of what I'm feeling is, is gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, meaning to say, hakara recognition, that at the end of the end of the end of all of my emotions, it melts into this ocean of awareness to realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, everything is from you. Everything is from you. And, it, and, at, the, and at, the, you know, at the extent of my gratitude is just over the expression of love that this good thing represents in my life. That beyond all of the other things I'm happy about, I'm rejoicing in a Kaddish Baruch Hu's love as a manifest in that good thing and that positive news and that positive development in my life. And so that's ultimately the essence of gratitude. Ultimately the essence of thanks is the Nakuda of 
knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is reflected in the person who's constantly filled with Hoda'ah, constantly thanking Hashem all the time. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. It's very deep. It's very, very, it sounds simple. It's very deep. Because that's the essence of what it is to be a Yehudi. Milashan again, Hoda'ah, thanks, praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu all the time. That our life should be one great song of praise and thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the element of closeness with Hashem because a person that has that kind of mindset, so all the time he's aware of Hashem and mainly he's close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu because God is, like the Katsuka said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is wherever you let him in. And such a person is letting HaKadosh Baruch Hu into everything, into everything, into everything. So Rabbi Nachman says this is why we can understand First, he says misvara. Now he brings a raya. Kishar kol The Medrash tells us, the Medrash Rab and Sav and Emar, that La said, Lavoy, everything is going to be nizbata. All the karbanos are going to be betelim. Bebechinas kol hakarbanos betelim. All the karbanos are going to be null and void. We're not going to be bringing an oila and an asham and achatas. Chutz mi karban There's only one karban that's eternal, that's going to be brought forever, and it's the karban taida. It's the karban of things. Says Rabbi Nachman, why? Because now we can understand it. If oilam haba is the element of closeness with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and closeness with the Kaddish Baruch Hu is predicated on knowledge of Him, and knowledge of Him is encapsulated within this mode of being that's called hoda'a, that's called a, thank, a thanksgiving person, a person that's constantly filled with gratitude, a grateful person. Memela, la'asid lavo, which is a time of closeness with Hashem and a time of knowledge of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, as He's going to prove in a minute, Samamela, all the karbanos are null and void because everything gets wrapped up into this element that transcends all other karbanos. That is the primary form of karban, which means likarev. The essence of what it is to be close to our Kaddish Baruch is the karban toida. The way of getting close to Hashem, karban, karban, toida. That's thanks. And that that's the ultimate, that's the pinnacle of the asham and the chattas and everything else. At the end of the end of the end of the day, to become more of a Yehudi means to become more of a grateful person, to live a life of gratitude, to say, I'm yours and you're mine and I'm aware of you every second of my life and I live with you and everything that I'm doing, every sugya that I'm learning, every, every, every sugya in halacha, every sugya in gemara, every, every piece of agada that I'm learning, every medrash, every tiny good deed that I do or good deed that's done for me, every mitzvah that I prepare for properly and that I engage with, it's all further and further chapters in our love affair, further building this foundation of awareness upon which every element in my life, all the mundane things, and as we're going to say in a minute, even those things that are negative, because right, now we're still talking about the positive realm, but even those things that are going wrong in my life, it's all you, Rebbe Shalala. This is the pinnacle of what it is to be a Jew, to be a Yehudi, is to be a person that's filled with gratitude. Gratitude, not stam gratitude, a grateful, happy person, but a person who allows every life experience to further fortify our essential awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence. I'm a Mela to achieve intimacy and closeness with Him when I live in awareness that He's closer than close. Karav Hashem l'chol karav HaKadosh Baruch Hu's karav. He's close to us all all the time. And that is what the pinnacle of our mission is, right? So you see Rabbi Nachman takes days of Hoda'ah. We're going to get into the depth of why Hanukkah, why eight days. We're just starting. We're just starting. And Be'ez HaShem, for the next hour, we'll, we'll just be starting, you know, until we start to really develop these ideas more. Rabbi Nachman takes the Yom Tev of Hanukkah 
and immediately in one line in, in a paragraph brings it into the essence of our Yiddishkeit. The essence of our Yiddishkeit. It's not just a peripheral element. There's this yantav called Hanukkah and it has its own halachas and its own ideas. And once we are in Hanukkah, oh, so we prepare for it two weeks before, three weeks before, right? A, a, a chodesh. And then afterwards we move on. And afterwards we move on and then we prepare for something else. We have to realize every yantiv, it, it's supposed to bring us back into the existential why of our Yiddishkeit. It's so important to appreciate and to approach each yantiv this way because then it's not just a peripheral element. Then it's mamish. It's, it's so, so core. It's so core. And here Ibn Nachman is demonstrating how Hanukkah is maybe the deepest of all. That Hanukkah is the last yantiv. It's the last you know, chag that the, that the Rabbanon were koveya. It's a gullus yantiv. It has to keep us alive until the end of time. And so maybe Yechanukah even more so is encapsulating already the consciousness of La'asid Lavo that Hanukkah is helping us prepare for. It's being mechanich us. How to go ahead and to live in the way that we're going to live eternally. To live in such a consciousness of carbon toida. Shalai Yishar says, Rabbi Nachman, what does that mean? Shalai Yishar la'asid, there will not remain la'asid in the world to come. Rak bechinas toida v'hayda. All that's left is thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is gratitude, awareness of Him, closeness with Him. That's all that remains in la'asid lavo. La'hoydois, la'halel, v'ladas o'isoyiz barach. To give gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and here Rabbi Nachman introduces a new element called das, Das is awareness. We already described outside why awareness and gratitude are connected one with the other because the more grateful a person is, the more a person realizes that things in my life are not just coming to me and nothing's by chance, but everything is sent bikavana to me. Memela, the person becomes more aware of the source from which everything is deriving. But here, Benachman brings a raya that la'asid lava was not only connected to the inin of carbon toida, which is hoda'a, and obviously closeness to Hashem, which is Lehanas Miziba Shechina, which is the whole Iker Schar of Olam Haba, but rather it's connected to Das. Well, Das Oisoyez Barach. Kemayshikasa, the Pasuk in Yeshayahu says, Ki mala aretz deya es Hashem kamayim liyam mechasim. That the world then, the aretz, the earth, this is going to become very important, we'll get to this, but the aretz will be filled with the knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu kemayim liyam mechasim, like the waters cover the seabed, the world will be filled with das, filled with awareness. Once heard a beautiful pshat in this pasuk, outside the context of this, but of course it ties in, that what does this mean, that olam haba is... Is, uh, is categorized and is described or defined as a time period in which we're going to experience this incredible, incredible das, this incredible awareness like water covers the sea. There are so many other mishalim, so many other parables or so many other metaphors that could have been used. Why dafka, this metaphor of like water covers the sea? And so we find an amazing, amazing thing. If you ever look in a fish pond, so we have fish that are swimming, swimming, swimming. And they are surrounded by a substance that they need, that's essential to them for their own life force. It's essential that the water is oxygenized and it flows through their, you know, through, through their system and it brings the oxygen they need. Much like we need to breathe air, they need to, they need to swim in the water. But it's more stark than simply describing the way in which human beings are surrounded by air because we can't see that air. 
And so it's not so simple to us that we're surrounded by the very thing that we need, that wherever we go, we're able to take a breath. Hopefully we should be in places where we can breathe. And we're able to take a breath and, it, and that infuses us with life force and gives us, gives us incredible vitality and energy. We can't see it. But by the fish, it's clear. You look into the water and you see how the fish are swimming in their life force. They're swimming in it. And the Pasuk is telling us, It will be clear to us, not is that we're surrounded by oxygen, we'll be able to see it. Much more than that. The world will be filled with the knowledge of God, with the knowledge of Elokus, with the knowledge that we can't live one second, not because we're breathing it in, but because the element that gives us the capacity to breathe inside our body, but more than that, inside Nishmas Yisrael, is the Indian only Achverak, Achverak of Elokus, Achverak of closeness to our Kodesh Baruch I apologize for the noise in the background. <laughs> this is the nature of, uh, of living in Olamazeh. So I, I hope that it's not going to be too distracting for you. Uh, she's not alone, don't worry. All right, so this is the element of Das. To realize that we're swimming. We're swimming in Elokus. And that's this awareness of La'asid Lavo. What's that encapsulated in? Hoda'a. Says Rabbi Nachman, two proofs. One, that the Karbanos, Karbanos closeness to our Kodesh Baruch all the carbonos will be batala acid lavo. I apologize, there's something wrong with the camera now. You see, anytime you have a good thing, there are many is to it. All the carbonos will be batalin la acid lavo. They will all be nullified, but the carbon toda will be forever. And carbon toda is thanks. That's the Indian of toda. That's what it means. That the carbon toda, this way of getting close to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, through hoda'a, that will be la'asid lavo. And that's mirrored by the Pasuk in Yeshaya that says that umala arts deyas Hashem kamayim liyam achasim. It's the same thing. The hoda'a la'asid lavo is the das of la'asid lavo. It enables us to live a life of deep awareness, deep gratitude, deep consciousness of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence in our lives. And that's la'asid lavo, like the Pasuk says again this is the sum total of the pleasure of the time there's nothing more joyous than that of being aware of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence and how much every detail of our lives is planned out and nothing's by chance and everything is for our good of it so we had been speaking up until this point we have been speaking of the night of the positive all the things that we need to realize that when things go well in our lives, it's not just happenstance. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is present in that. It's a love letter for him, from Him. It's His expressing to us how much He loves us and how much He's present in our lives. And it's up to us whether to choose. Unfortunately, like the Pasuk describes Am Yisrael so often throughout our history, Vayishman Yisrael Vayivat, that when we became filled with good things, Adarab, like the Ramchal describes also in Parak Aleph of, of Mesil Sisharim, that a person can unfortunately fall into the trap of experiencing incredible amounts of goodness, wealth, and, and, and kavod, and, and, and all these amazing things, and then use it to become more distant from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But we were speaking about a person, Adarava, that uses all these positive things and becomes closer to Hashem, uses it not in order to fortify the delusional perception that I exist and that it's me and that I'm doing things, but Adarava uses it as a as a springboard to become aware of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but it goes deeper. There's the element of the negative things as well. Everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is Latava Avid, and Kolma is not just everything, but the 
word ma connotes negativity. Ma means a lack. When a person asks a question, it's because it connotes a lack of understanding. That right now I don't understand something. I have to ask ma. It's the most elemental question. What is this ma? I don't understand. I don't even have the basic. It's not me, who, that I already know. It's a person. Ma is just the most basic, basic kind of, of expression of a lack of understanding. And so we also go through ma's questions in our lives. When things go negatively and things and, and, and we deal with tragedies and we deal with disasters, natural disasters in the world. World, things that affect people, impact families, impact children. And we ask ourselves, why ma? And the, and the Chazal are, are telling us, kol ma da'avad rachmana letavavid. Even that ma, even that lack and that void and that inability to understand, the experience of feeling that there's a void, that there's a vacuum, that there's, a, that there's an experience of a hester, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu seems to be hidden or not present, it was done by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Avid and Letav Avid. It was done because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is trying to go ahead and to bring the world toward its Tikkun in a way that's a Pele, in a way that's Noira Alila, that's, that's impossible for our minds to grasp or to understand. That's Kol Ma to Avid Rachman is Letav Avid. When we understand that everything, everything, everything is for the good, but Chazal say this explicitly. And the Gemara in Brachas tells us, the Pasuk that each of us say every morning at the end of Aleinu and every evening and every night, Aleinu at the end of our tefillahs, by Yoimahu Yia Hashem Echad Ushmai Echad. The Pasuk says that by Yoimahu on that great day, a reference to this time period of Olam Haba, Yia Hashem Echad Ushmai Echad. A Kodesh Baruch Hu will be, will be one and his name will be one. And of course the question is, what does that mean? That in the world to come on that day, Hashem will be one, His name will be one. What does that mean? Now, in our current mode of experiencing reality, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not Echad. What does that mean? What about now? And the Gemara answers simply. He says, now there's a distinction between Hashem and Shemoy. Hashem is the shame of Yudke Vavke, that's the Midah of Rachamim. And Shemoy is oftentimes, or Ibn Achman says in a different Torah, Shemoy is a reference to Elohim which is gematria hateva, which is the element of concealment. And a Kaddish Baruch Hu wearing garments so that we can't perceive Him. And the silence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu that doesn't let the yud kevavke, which is the kol, expressed in aleph, dalet, nun yud, which is the dibor, to come to expression is just elokim. It's hidden. It's the chamesh gvuras. It's, 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 the, it's the opposite of, of expression and expressivity. It's severity. It's harshness. It's concealment. That's elokim. And the Gemara says that now, in our current experience of reality, there's a Distinction between Yudke Vavke and Elohim. How so? Because even halachically, when we experience Yudke Vavke in our lives, the bracha that we make is Baruch HaToyva HaMetiv, when it's clear Rachamim and it's wonderful and things are happening that are so beautiful and it's clear to us Baruch HaToyva HaMetiv. But when we go through things that are deriving and stemming from the shame Elohim, so we're not making Baruch HaToyva HaMetiv, we're making another bracha. Also that appreciates and understands that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is present within this, but we're not yet on the level where we can rejoice with it. We say Baruch, baruch Da'ina Emes, but it's still an element of judgment, and there's still the concept of Shiva and Shleishim, right, and, 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 and Shana, right? And there are different elements of mourning, different elements of not rejoicing over things that happen to us negatively, despite our awareness that everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're not yet on the level where we can live truthfully in this mindset of everything is Toiva HaMeitiv. Say Chazal, La'asid lava, Ba'yoy Mahu, Ye'ah Hashem Echad, Ushmoy Echad. 
everything, everything is Echad. Echad, of course, Gematria, Ava. We realize that everything is love. Everything is HaKadosh Baruch Hu just showering onto a Shefa, Toiva, Bracha, goodness, and, 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 uh, and, and just incredible amounts of support and incredible amounts of moving the world toward its ultimate positive revelation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us all the time. Dasas Hashem kamayim liyamachasim. Well, lavoi, the Gemara tells us, then we will make hatoiva hametiv even on those negative things, on the good things and on the negative things. The good things is the inning of positivity, a positivity, the, the, the inning of positive things that happen to our lives. Yudke vavke, toiva hametiv, that's even now. But la'asid lavoi, on everything we're going to make, baruch hatoiva hametiv bayoyma hu havaya echad, ushmoi echad, even Shmai, even Elohim is going to be Echad. See, here we see the same idea that what's Baruch Atoiva Meitiv, it's the Indian of Hoda'ah. And Hoda'ah is again praise, which is associated with awareness, is associated with Hakara, recognition, knowledge of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is closeness with Him. And that's why, again, all the Karbanos that we bring, or that Be'ez Hashem, we will bring still in the Be'ez HaMikdash, but in the time, in the realm of Olam Haba, which is after Yemos HaMashiach, that time of, of, of the perfection of the world, it's going to be an Indian of only the Karban Toda. But only this element of bringing thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which aligns again with that Pasuk in Yeshaya, that Umala Aretz Deyas Hashem Kamayim Liyam the world will be filled with the stark awareness of our life force, like the fish in the ocean, that they're surrounded by Alukus. We're going to come to be aware of that. That's the Indian of La'asid Lavo. And this is, again, paralleling this Gemara that says, that now we, he is one, but we don't exactly see it, and we react to different things differently. But everything, everything, good things, negative things, everything's going to be the Indian of So we have to speak, even before going further, we have to speak a little bit about what Olam Haba is, where it's rooted in the system, in the structure. And so we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu emanated Ten spheros, ten midos, a way in which once there's a creation, he can relate to a creation, he can blueprint, he can build the creation on this system. These are ten, like the Ramak describes in the Zarqa, there's so many different Mashalim because it's such a deep and difficult concept. Because Chas Shalom, we don't want to imply that Kaddish Baruch was not Echad, and to imply that there's Reboy and that there's Shinoi, that there's distinction or, or separateness within this thing called Echad Yachad and Yuchad. Of course, Kaddish Baruch was Echad, and when we talk about ten spheros, they are not divine. We talk about tools that a Kaddish Baruch Hu uses to express different traits that are included as one within his indivisibility as the Ramchal, as, as the, as the Ramchal and the Ramak both explain. But the Ramak gives a muscle of ten stained glass windows through which sunlight is shining and each of the stained glass windows is stained a different color. And so the sunlight is unified. The sunlight is just one all-encompassing, colorless, very difficult to define exactly what the nature of this thing called sunlight is, but when it shines through these 10 stained glass windows, the beam takes on the distinct hue and the distinct color of that particular glass. And so that's what the spheres are. The sunlight, HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaKadosh Baruch Hu, contains within himself everything as one, indivisible, Echad Yachadim Yuchad. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light, so to speak, hits these 10 uh, frames, these 10 lenses, through them we're able to say, okay, the others, oh, there's the Midas there, there's the Midas HaGvura, there's the Midas of Tiferes, and Netzach and Hod, and so on and so forth. So going through them very quickly, obviously that's not the point now to give a whole overview of this. I've given Shiram on that in the past, the Siyat but very quickly the 10 spheres are Keser, Chachma, Bina, 
Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, Netzachod, Yesod, and Malchus. These are the ten spheros. An easy way to think about them is the understanding that each and every human being is created B'Tselem Elohim, in the likeness of Elohim. What's Elohim? HaKadosh Baruch Hu has no form. The Pasuk itself says Tselem Elohim. What's Selem? How can you speak about Selem? Ein lo demos. That's one of the Anima means. We believe that Ein lim is sugi aguf. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is completely removed from that. But Elohim is the Hester, like we said. Elohim is not the Shem HaEtzem. Even the Shemos themselves are associated with the spheres. They're secondary. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has no name. He's called the Ein Sof. Leslach Shem Yediyah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has no known name. All the names are associated with the spheres. But I'll call upon him the name of Elohim is associated with Hester, with the covering over, with the creation of the world through the framework that HaKadosh Baruch Hu instituted in emanating and creating and building up the physical world until we come to our lived experience of reality within Malchus of Malchus of Asiyah. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Al-Kalpanen, Selem Elohim, means to say that this experience and this process that HaKadosh Baruch Hu undertook, that does have a form. Of course, it's not a physical form. And of course, none of the things that we speak about means to say that there exists a, a, you know, a fear somewhere that's physical. They're, they're, they're completely spiritual concepts, not even intellectual constructs. They're completely spiritual concepts. Intellectualizing them is also bringing it down a level. They're, they're completely, completely, you know, just mishalim, parables for processes, things that took place in realm beyond time, beyond space. It's, it's incapable for us to understand them, but there is some overlay Obviously, in terms of understanding these concepts that are essentially unfathomable, but then seeing the way in which they laid the foundation for our world, which we can understand. And so the Tselem Elohim that each and every person is created within means to say that at the essence of our being, meaning the essence of both our Neshama and our Guf, which is Vayipach Ba'ap of Nishmas Chaim is the Neshama, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu forms Adam Narishan's body, Afram and Adama, both of these need to be created, but Tselem Elohim, in the form of the process that HaKadosh Baruch Hu took in creating the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has no form. He's Ein Sof. It's just the infinite oneness, indivisibility. So what's the Tselem? Tselem Elohim. And we're created in that form. And that's why the human body looks the way it does. We'll go through it very quickly. Keser is the skull, is the cranium, the skull. It's called a crown, right? It sits above the Chachma and Bina, which is the right and left hemispheres of the mind. Chachma is associated with holistic thinking, big picture thinking. Bina is the more particular thinking, is more breaking down that big picture vision into particularities. But of course, Bina, as we'll discuss, is itself complicated because every sphera, and we can talk about this for a very long period of time and never even touch, you know, one iota of understanding the thousands of pages in the Ariyah Kaddish and the Ramak and Rashash. And we're just speaking about the basics of the basics of the basics, but every Every sphera has three parts. There's the higher part of the sphera, which is mekabel, which is receiving from the sphera above it. So if we have keser, chachma, and bina, bina has a a higher chalik that receives from Chachma, and where it is unified with Chachma in the sense that it shares in Chachma's characteristics of holistic, of you know, have, I don't know if holisticity is a word, maybe, sounds good, right? But of that holistic big picture nature, and that's the unity, and then Bina itself, and then the lower half of Bina from which it descends from the head, which is unified as one, into the body, where things come to manifestation. So again, the first three are called the mochen. They're the mentalities. They're much more spiritually oriented, as we'll describe, and they are encapsulated in our mini tselem elokim, in our mind, in our brain. So we have the cranium, which is the keser, which is the top of the head. We have chachma on the right side, bina on the left side, 
and that's all indivisible, so to speak. You can't see that. When you look at my head, you look at my face now, you can't see my Chachma Bina. Keser is a little bit different, but even Keser, we call it the cranium, but Keser is a makif. It's beyond, it's above. The crown sits above the head, not the head itself, right? It's, it's, it's itself, you know, just the, the closest we can get to any physical manifestation or representation of that thing called Keser, but it's all one, it's all unified. And then we come to the realm of Pirud, which is super important for this Torah. It's so deep. And so I hope I can give over to you one, one tiny chalik of, of what this Torah is. I hope that I should be blessed with Siyat HaDashmaya. So, so from Bina, we go into the, what, what it's called and what's known as the lower seven. So we have the first three, that's in a category of its own, and then the lower seven. And the lower seven is chesed, is the right hand. And that's always, the right hand is always associated with strength and an overpouring, just incredible passion to give. And that's why we try to give tzedakah with our right hand, everything with our right hand, our right shoe first, everything on the right side because the right is chesed and we want to channel midas chesed. The left hand is gvura. The torso is Tiferes. The right leg is Netzach. The left leg is Hod. The bris is the, is the Indian of Yisod. And then finally, the final sphere of Malchus is associated with speech, is associated with the heart, is associated with the mate, right? The, the mate, the Mechabal, the recipient, and any kind of relationship. The, the more feminine aspect of receiving. And that, and that goes for men and women as well, right? When, when a man receives, that's the malchus in him receiving. That's the element of, of malchus. And so we have these midos that are the blueprint of our, of our experience, but not just in our personal lives. If these spheros were the process that a Kaddish Baruch Hu undertook and the midos with which he built the entire world, that means that they must manifest everywhere in creation. And so phenomenally and fascinatingly enough, just like we find in our own mini Tselem Elohims, which is, you know, it's easy to talk about because we're familiar with the way that our bodies look at least, so we can at least begin to understand and talk just in terms of how the body looks, we can understand deep things about the spiritual underlying elements of the physical reality. As the Pasuk says, Mi bisari It's from the Basar that we're able to see and perceive godliness, whatever this means, to be able to understand the spiritual underlying forces that then manifest in this thing called the human body, we can, we can demonstrate a clear distinction between the first three and the bottom seven, which I already alluded to. The first three is going to be the Indian of the spiritual realm beyond. Thought is spiritual. You can't hold a thought. It's not the same, it's not the same category of things. A thought is ethereal. Where, where do we think? What is it? What, what is a thought? But the Chachma thought and the Bina thought, Keser is associated with desire. What is desire? It's all unified as one. We think what we want. We want what we think. That's the Indian of the unified spiritual blueprint and the plan that is done and, 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 and locked in long before we actually start to manifest the plan, but it's just the brainstorm. It's the thinking about it while you're sitting on your couch, even before you start the small business. Right? It's, it's unified. It's, it's one process that begins at, at once and it's hidden and it's concealed because it doesn't manifest. Nothing happened yet. You're still on your couch, maybe even in your sweatpants. But in two years from now, you'll be a multimillionaire. But in this moment, you're just going through the process of the chachma, the brains, the des- first of all, the ratzon, the desire, and then the chachma and the bina. And this is all included in the mind. And that's the realm of unity, the realm of achdos. But then we start to bring things mikoach from potential 
into poel, into actuality. And that's why it's only from the shoulders and down that everything starts to split and we can see different parts of the body. It's not a unified head anymore. It becomes a distinct right hand, a limb, a distinct left hand, a distinct right leg, left leg, bris, and so on and so forth, separate parts of our bodies because that's the realm of the plan and the blueprint being actualized in the, uh, in the process of creation. And so phenomenally and fascinatingly enough, even though, yes, this world is founded on all 10, but in our physical reality, we can only see the seven because that's the place where things begin to become revealed. That's the place where the creation of the physical revealed world, a world of multiplicity and a world of separateness begins. Olam chesed yibanez. We're going to bring that Pasuk soon. Olam chesed yibanez. The Pasuk says that Kodesh Baruch Hu created the world with chesed. The world begins, the physical creation of the world begins with chesed. Of course, everything begins beyond that. Bereshis, Bez, Reshis, Bez, Ramak, Keser, Bez is Chachma, Reshis is Chachma. The more spirituality-oriented elements of creation, first the thinking, and then the arets, and so on and so forth, even before creation begins. But ultimately, this world, and the physical reality, is riddled with, with series of seven. Because the, because the physical creation is built on the lower seven midos, even though it's infused, and we're going to talk a lot about that, it's infused with the, with the, with the, with the thought process, kiviyachal, so to speak, by Kaddish Baruch everything is in a, in a minute, but Baruch Hu, in, in a split second, in a millisecond, beyond second, beyond time, Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't need a process. He does it to make himself known to us, to reveal what his indivisibility can, uh, uh, um, Contains so that we can connect with it, but, but 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 that's the element of the thinking. But the actual process in this world, the creation of our physical reality is seven, and that's why there are seven days of the week, seven days of creation, because the world that was created needs to be created, founded on the concept of time that's split into seven. It's a cycle of sevens because it's associated with the lower seven: a right hand and a left hand, and a torso, which is of course Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, with all the creations that are associated with the with those traits. Not just how they physically manifest, but what they are. Light is chesed. Chesed is light completely shining on everything around it. The second day, the heavens, the firmament is gvura. They became rigid. We refer to yiras shamayim and so on and so forth. Tiferes is, is all the grasses, is the plant life because it's, it's, it's all different kinds that match together, all different colors. It's, it's the blend. It's the beauty. It's the tiferes, the harmony, which is, of course, tiferes being a blend of the right and the left. That's why it's in the middle. So that's the Indian of tiferes. All the days contained within it, that within, within the day, the mida that the day actually reflects and represents, but it's all seven, seven musical notes, seven colors of the rainbow, seven continents, seven oceans, seven metals, seven classical planets, and so on and so forth. You find this, uh, this pattern of seven throughout the physical world again, because this physical world is founded on the lower seven vis-a-vis the blueprint, which is all wrapped up in the top three, and that's hidden because that's the thought process before we actually begin to actualize that process, before we actually begin to go ahead and to bring it mikoach from potential, elapoal, into actuality. So analyzing this system, we find a phenomenal thing. Keser and Chachma are in the realm of complete, complete spirituality. They're called ayin. Ayin, nothingness. We can't even speak about them. 
We only refer to Chachma as itself vis-a-vis Bina. Because Chachma itself is also Chachma me'ayin timatzeh. Chachma, that element of holistic thinking derives from the Ratzon, derives from the will, but it's encapsulated within it. It's so spiritual, it's so broad, it's so removed from the details, it's beyond. Bina, like we said before, has a part of it, the upper chalik, which itself is included within, is emanated from, has a very deep relationship and association with chachma, which is holisticity, that, that word, I don't know, I'm, I'm making it up, I'll look it up afterwards in about three hours from now. Holisticity, connection, and so it shares in that element of oneness and unity and big picture thinking, but it also has the capacity to split down into all the midos below it. And that's why the Zohar Kaddish says that Bina Mina Dinin Misarin. It's from Bina that all Din, all, all uh, judgment, which of course is associated with period, with splitting, with, with, with constricted you know, element, not, not a freedom, and expands. Bina is where that process happens because Bina is referred to in the, in the form of the Olamos. It's called the Yesh Me Ayin. It comes from Ayin, but it also is. The bridge between the ayin, the realm of nothingness, which is the realm of everythingness, the realm of unity, the realm of complete holistic spirituality, yesh me ayin. It's the yesh from the ayin. It's the ma'avar. It's the bridge between the moichin, between that element of pure thought down into the next sphere that follows from it, which is chesed, which already begins, period, which is the right hand, and then to the left hand, and so on and so forth. So Bina is very much this bridge. Bina is very much this place in between. Bina is the realm beyond nature. It's the realm of one above. And seven is nature, and Bina is one above nature. Incidentally, obviously, Chazal tell us, and the Mikubalim tell us, that Olam Haba is associated with the realm of Bina. Bina is Olam Haba. Olam Haba is Bina. These two things are absolutely bound up with one another. These concepts are connected as one Bina and Olam Haba. Why is that again? Because Olam Hazeh is the lower seven. And that means that it's not only expressed within all the patterns of seven that we experience in our lifetime, but all of history is divided amongst this Indian and the series of seven. So that there are seven millennia, the seventh being, of course, Shabbos Kodesh, the seventh, of course, being the Emois HaMashiach, Melech HaMashiach, Melech HaMashiach is the Inan Amalchus, that's the final sphere of Shabbos Malkasa similarly is itself connected to the concept of kingship, to the concept of sovereignty, all wrapped up into the seventh Mida of Malchus. And so there are seven millennia, but what comes beyond that? Uh, beyond that is, is Olam Haba. Beyond that is an experience that's not just a spiritualized ener- uh, and energized experience of this worldliness, which is Yemois HaMashiach, that Ein Bein Chazal tell us there's no difference between our current functionality and the functionality in the time of Mashiach, but Olam Haba is something else. Olam Haba is not just a Me'ain Olam Haba, which of course Malchus is called a Me'ain Olam Haba because it shares in that element of Olam Haba. We're going to talk all about this at length, Be'ezer Hashem. It's Olam Haba itself. Bina is Olam Haba itself. And of course, the element of Bina, which is Olam Haba itself, and the element of Malchus, which is Me'ain Olam Haba, are going to have a deep relationship. That's why we can't go into it now. But in the shame of Yud Ke Vav Ke, which encapsulates all the ten spheros, the first He is Bina, and the last He is Malchus. They're both the same letter. Bina and Malchus. In the Zohar, it's called the mother and the daughter. They have a deep, deep relationship. Bina nurtures Malchus. Malchus 
is our physical reality. It's the pinnacle of physicality. But there specifically, as we're going to learn, we have the capacity to be able to tap into Bina, to channel the realization of the oneness throughout creation, to realize that although we live in a realm of concealment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is paradoxically revealed more here than He is in the, in the realms above. Over here, He manifests Himself to conscious beings that are able to perceive Him only through the medium of a physical world. But we have to be conscious of it. So a holy Malchus is, is inundated with the, with, the, with the Shefa of Bina. The mother and the daughter join hands and they unite. And, they, and, and, and this is the dance of La'asid Lavo. This is the dance of Shabbos Kodesh leading up into the next realms. In a Malava Malka, being Malava the Malka, not away, but up and walking with her. But then, boom, we hit a, a cement wall, a brick wall, and then Sunday starts again. We never proceed to the Indian of the eighth. The Chazal say La'asid Lavo is going to be revealed the eighth note. Now we only have seven musical notes on the chromatic scale, but La'asid Lavo will, will be revealed the eighth note. And that's the Indian of Olam Haba. That's the Indian of, of, a, of a new kind of experience of reality that we are precluded from experiencing at this given moment. But but our avoda is to tap into it. Our avoda is to reveal it. Our avoda is to reveal that if la'asid lavo is associated with, going back to what we're talking about over here, la'asid lavo is going is is, is an aspect of ayoyimahu Hashem echad u'shmoi echad. That means to say that we're going to realize that everything was Echad, that everything was HaKadosh Baruch Hu, everything was Achtos, was wrapped up into the Indian of the Mochin, wrapped up into the Indian of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Chesed, which Chachma and Keser, Rachem and Rabim are, are incredible elements of mercy, of Tov, of a desire to do good, even though there's a process that must bring that about, but the desire is good in that place. So then, of course, Olam Haba is going to be the realm of Bina because Bina is that bridge. Bina is when we're able to leave the separateness of our world where we think we have different experiences, some positive experiences, some negative experiences, and we're able to march out of that, out of the seven, into the one, which is the eight, right? Into the element of Bina, which is eight from the bottom, and to connect ourselves with that realm of Olam Haba, that realm of all there is then is going to be this awareness and this connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we have to drag that and draw that down into our experience. Rabbi Nachman says that experience in Torah Dalit, I'll read it to you in the beginning of Torah Dalit, Rabbi Nachman says over here that Kishadam Yodea, Rabbi Nachman says, when a person knows that every experience, that every circumstance, that whatever we go through is is for his own good, Menachem says, this aspect is to know this, to live with this realization is an Olam Habadik perspective. And our Avode in this world is to reveal that from beyond the physical reality. And so that's the element of Olam Haba that we're talking about, to live on this level of consciousness, which we will attain then, but the key is in this world already to begin living Olam Habadik, to already begin living with that awareness, to already begin living with that incredible gratitude, not just on the, the good things that happen, even on the negative things that happen. But all there is is achtos, all there is is oneness, all there is is emes. We're going to talk a lot about emes, Bezer Hashem. All there is is oneness, is unity, is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tov, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's desire to be native to us by sharing Himself 
down through the experience of multiplicity if we can only have the eyes the olam habatika eyes to be able to find him from, from behind every mask and not despite the physical world but specifically through this physical world to reveal the oneness from behind all of the multiplicity of course then if Chanukah are the yemei hoda'a the day of hoda'a there's got to be eight nights of Chanukah because it has to be going from the seven into the eight to demonstrate how we're able in this world to experience nisim l'malam anateva, which is the Indian of the candle that shines, that lights, for, and the oil that lasts for eight days of the, of, when they're lighting the menorah, for eight days dafka, because that's the expression of how we can live bound by a physical reality, but we're still able to be aware of and tap into and channel that element of that element of La'asid Lavo, that element of, of, of that world of Bina, that world of, 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 of freedom beyond. And why do I say freedom? Because Bina is also associated with Yovel. Bina is associated with Yovel. When all slaves go free, everything reverts back to where it was. It's the place of oneness. It's the place of freedom. It's the place of an expanse where we're no longer restricted to, our, to the physical teva of our guf, but we're able to be free. That's the realm of freedom, freedom in the mind, free thinking, to just be able to imagine anything, do anything that, that exists, that capacity in our mind of bina, to be able to think and dream and, and imagine anything in the world. That's associated with freedom. That's associated with yovel. Why is yovel bina? Because bina is the element of fivdi. Because what is 49? 49 is 7 times 7. It's a cycle of 7 Shemitah years. 7, right? 7 cycles of Shemitah. And so that's 7 times 7, and then 1 beyond 7 times 7, that's the Indian of Bina. And that's the Indian of Fivdi. That's why we refer to Chamishim Shari Bina, the 50 gates of Bina, because Bina is that realm of, of, of Yoival. Bina is the realm of the shofar. When we blow the shofar, it's associated with Bina. The shofar is itself a physical manifestation of the Pasuk that says, karasi ka. when we're in a constriction, when we're in a place of din, of separateness, of multiplicity, and we're surrounded by things that some things look good, some things look not good, and we see that we're, we're different from every other person, and that there's domin, someach, this reality is split into four disparate categories, all composed of combinations of Eish, Ruach, Mayim, Afar. And it seems like we're living in a realm of din, a realm of pigeonholing and of tunnel vision and inability to see the big picture. And I'm made, sir. I call to you, Rabbanu Shalom, and I'm made, sir, from that constricted place. I call to you, Anani, but you answer me with the Merchav. You answer me from that place of the expanse. You answer me from that place of freedom where I'm able to tap into an energy that enables me to break out of the constriction of the physical realm. And that's the shofar. It starts off very, very thin and narrow, and it goes progressively bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's the element of bina. That's why we blow a shofar by Yovel. And that's what calls drawer freedom for everything to go free. This is the realm of bina. This is the realm of olam haba. This is the realm of Hoda'a, of giving thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in these eight days of Hanukkah, which is the nace, l'malam anateva, all of this is wrapped up into the element of of Hanukkah, this is the das. This is that ultimate awareness that we're that we're speaking about of la asid lava. When we're going to realize that, like fish in the ocean, kamayim liyamachasim, we're surrounded by elokus, and that this world cannot hide Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It only hides him if we think that it hides him. But if we're ready to go ahead and utilize the world as a tool to become aware of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, there's nothing less hidden than Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And we realize that we're living within him. We're we're swimming within him, and that's the kind 
kind of consciousness that we're trying to foster within ourselves and within all of Am Yisrael is starting to taste this sweetness as we get closer and closer to Mashiach and closer and closer to the time of Olam Haba when we're all going to achieve this element. Kulam Yedu I see, like the Pasuk there says, Miktanim Ad Gedoylim, from the kids to the adults will all be living on this level. Umala Aretz Deyas Hashem Kamaim Liyam Echasim. So now we can understand a little bit again why Hanukkah is eight days. Hanukkah is associated with Halal and Hodah. Halal and Hodah are associated themselves with Olam Haba. Eight. And Olam Haba is Bina. One above seven. Seven is Olam Hazeh. Bina is one above. It's Olam Haba. And that's the realm of Halal and Hodah. The realm of being Makir HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Being Makir Tov. Right? Expressing gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why the days of Hanukkah, which there are eight, which are a vessel for Nisim Lamalam and Ateva that demonstrate the way in which even this physical world can be graced by, a, by, by, by an illumination that comes from the realm of oneness, that comes from the realm of Echad, that comes from the realm of Kulay Toy, where there's no possibility of negativity. We'll speak about that. That's the element of Sheker. We're going to get into that. So Hanukkah is, is, is eight days. Bina, and is filled with Halal and Huda, both of which are associated with Olam Haba, because Rabbi Nachman says that that everything, everything, everything is going to be null and void then. All other modes of getting close to Hashem will be null and void. All that's left is thanks to HaKadosh Baruch All that's left is knowledge of Hashem. As the Pasuk says, That's paragraph number one. Rabbi Nachman continues, it's deeper than life. It's deeper than life itself. Every word from, from Rabbeinu HaKadosh is amok, amok ma'od. We can spend the rest of our lives just on this paragraph. We spent an hour and five lines. It's just that I'm just trying to illustrate and demonstrate a little bit of the depth that exists within the Sefer. It's, it's unique. It's totally unique. So Rabbi Nachman says like this, listen to this ice base, ashrenu, what a privilege. What a privilege that we grant ourselves access to teaching like these. What a privilege. It's just, it's just different. What is chus? A shreinu that we were to an emes like this. Says the Rebbe in Oizbeis. Ubechinas toida. Shu shashua oilam haba. Zebechinas halachis. Everything that we've learned already about giving thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and that's you know, that, and, and the association between that kind of lifestyle with this element of Olam Haba and what that contains as discussed and described in a number of ways, all of this is an aspect of halachas, of Jewish law. What's the connection, Jewish law, the Indian of, of Olam Haba? Shabbat Nachman says, Ki when a person is zocha to learn halacha, befrat behem, especially someone who's zocha to, to apply halacha to new situations in a proper way, and a, per, a person that's ra'oi for hora'a, and a person is bringing out new chidushim, new elements of halacha, sebechina shashua olam haba. This is also associated with everything that we mentioned about this element of shashui olam haba, of thanksgiving to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he says it's an open Gemara. It sounds strange, but it's an open Gemara, Bebechinas. The Gemara Nita tells us, Tabayin Gimel, Something else we say every morning. Whoever learns Halacha each and every day, it is guaranteed for such a person, Shehu Ben Olam Haba. We could have guaranteed him anything in the world, but Ben Olam Haba, there's a connection between Halacha and Olam Haba. Why is that? Says Rabbi Nachman, Ki halacha, What is halacha? 
And again, this cuts to the core of our Yiddishkeit. It's not just a Hanukkah Torah, the Torah you say. This is the essence. Every day, if Rabbi Nachman only came to the world to reveal this one page over here, you know, two pages, you would already be, you know, already be something else. It would already be something else. You know, it would be right way to just spend the rest of our lives just learning this one page. And it cuts to the essence. What is halacha? What is the function of all of these laws that try that are that are intended to dictate our lives from the morning that we wake up to the morning to the moment that we go to sleep, from the moment that we're born to the moment that we leave this world? Beis Hashem, we should all live long and happy till 120 years old. Be'siyata deshmaya, filled with emuna and bracha and nachas and kultuv in every single way. What is this thing called halacha? Says Rabbi Nachman, you know what halacha is? Knowledge of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Getting to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu by intuiting and learning and discovering and incorporating His will into our desire for the way in which we would like to live our lives. And in so doing, every time that we learn a halacha and keep a halacha, that becomes another vessel for getting to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that moment, in that experience, and that unique way of behaving that we wouldn't have known otherwise, that this can get me close to Hashem, and that this is what Hashem wants. Halacha is associated with knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When a person learns a new halacha, a person is, is able to apply again halacha to new circumstances and situations to come up with a chiddush in halacha, a novel ruling. There's a new seichel, there's a new das in the world. Vahadas, like we already said, this knowledge is ikra shashua alam haba. This knowledge is the shashua, is the pleasure, is the deep tainug, an incredible, incredible, you know, glorious, delicious, you know, uh, uh, delight of the next world. Shashua alam haba is the das of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to really live this way. And not just have moments of it, but to live just in that awareness. A Kaddish Baruch Hu is real and he loves me and, and, and everything that happens to me, the good things and the negative things and it seems to be that there's the possibility of good and bad it's all echad it's all one it's all the call mada of rahman is all a tav of it and therefore we're filled with hodan thanks to akadish baruch all of that is wrapped up in to the concept of halacha as well so now rabbi nachman has successfully bound the concept of hoda'a to olam haba so we have hoda'a and olam haba and now he needs to bind, and then he bound halacha to olam haba. And now what's left is to bind these two things together. Because again, we, dist- we demonstrated how each are connected to olam haba. Hoda, we already explained at length, is connected to olam haba. That's what olam haba encapsulates. And we already explained how halacha is associated itself with olam haba because it too contains that element of das and knowledge. But now can we find a connection between halacha and toda, between these bottom two, not the top of the pyramid, which is olam haba, which we're trying to get to, but the two points that are on the bottom to connect those and complete this pyramid. Says Rabbi Nachman, we can. The Gemara in Bracha says, that there are four kinds of people that need to go ahead and need to make a birchas hoda'ah. Four people who are in dangerous situations when they get out of that. And then they need to go ahead and to give thanks to Hakadosh Baruch Hu right in public and to stand up right by Kriyas and make the birchas haida, which is which is the bracha of Hagoymel. These four kinds of people are rooted and described in the mizmar kuf in the mizmar kuf. 
Kuv Zayin. In 107, in, in, in the 107th capital, in Tehillim Kuv Zayin, over there, we outline and describe all these different people, the people that go through Midbari as they go through deserts, and the people that are on ships, and the people that are in jail, all these different kinds of people that are in danger as a person who's very sick, all these kinds of people, these four kinds of people are Arba Tzrichim Lahaydas. These are the four kinds of people that need to go ahead and make a Bracha Vagoymal, and they are rooted in this Mizmar Kuv Zayin. But do you know how this Mizmar ends? Of, right and, and and like he says shame if Russian that are described in this mizmar kovzayin shesiim besoifam but the last pasuk in mim in kovzayin says michacham the yishmar ele who is the chacham the wise person that will guard this the isboyinu chazde hashem and will be mitbonein which of course is bina mitbonein chachma and bina which is bina's connection with chachma mi chacham chachma the yishmar elav isboyinu bina but here we get to the point chazde hashem the chesed of akadosh baruch hu. Now, of course, on a simple level, the Chesed Hashem is referring to this that HaKadosh Baruch who broke these people out of jail and saved them from dying and saved them from a terrible you know, shipwreck and saved them from, from, from thirst, dying of thirst in the desert. So, of course, that's the Chazde Hashem that is referred to at the end of the Pasuk, but it's deeper than that. Says Rabbi Nachman, do you know what Chazde Hashem is a key word for? This is Rabbi Nachman's brilliance. Do you know what Chazde Hashem is a key word for? Chazde Hashem, Sabachinas Halachas. Chazde Hashem is actually a reference to Halacha. How do you know? What's the connection between Chazde Hashem, the kindness of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and Halacha and Jewish law? Again, there doesn't seem to be an overt relationship. Like Chazal tell us, the Gemara Ksubis Samach Tzadi Vav, says Rabbi Nachman, whoever, and says Rabbi Nachman, the Gemara tells us that whoever prevents his Talmud from learning from him, which means to, to, to service him, which means to, 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 uh, to get trained in, like an apprentice, to be able to see how things are done and to be able to learn in an applied way it says that you withheld from him a kindness what do we see from here that allowing the Talmud to be mishamish, which is learning halachos in an applied way of how the Rebbe lives and how he acts and how he behaves in certain circumstances what the law is that's chesed if you allow him to do that, that's chesed. Because if you withheld him from it, the Gemara tells us that's chesed. But if you allow him to go ahead and to do that, that's the Indian of chesed. And so we see that chesed is an element of halacha, shimush. Shenemar, because the Pasuk says, chesed. Again, this element of preventing your friend and withholding from your friend the chesed, that's a reference to someone who withholds his student from learning from him. Says Rabbi Nachman, shimush chachamim, sebuchinas halachas. Shimush chachamim, Experiencing this element of apprenticeship, so to speak, by Rabbanim at Chachamim is an element of learning halacha. Shehim bechinas, which is an element of Chazde David. The Pasik refers to David HaMalach as being associated with Chesed. Chazde David Hane'emanim. And what do we know about David HaMalach? Says Rabbi Nachman, Shahalacha Kemoisai. Halacha is always like David. Chazal tell us, based on the Pasik, and we're going to see in a minute, Kemoisham Rabbisim Shkhanavracha over here, we'll say it, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, based on the Pasik that says, Vahashem Imoi, God was with him, says Rabbi Nachman, Halacha Kemoisai. 
Says, says the, I'm sorry, says the Gemara, Halacha Kemoisei. Because the Pasuk says, Vashem Imai, Hashem was with David. Halacha Kemoisei, the Halacha is like David. And if the Halacha is like David, so David HaMelech is associated now with Halacha, not just peripherally, but at his core. He's founded on this concept of Halacha, and we'll get in a moment as to why this is as well, in a second, based on what we learned about Bina. In Rabbi Nachman's Torah, it's architecture. He builds first one layer, and then he adds, and then he adds, and then he adds, and every window leads to another room, and every room has three doors, and each of those doors lead into three other rooms and windows until kol ha kula, like I began with. Literally, the entire Torah can be processed through the lens of one of Rabbi Nachman's openings, one, one of Rabbi Nachman's what he called introductions. So this is one introduction. David HaMelech is halacha, halacha kamoisai. And about David HaMelech, who is associated with halacha, we say chazdei David Hanemanim. Again, another element in which, way, in which way we see that chesed and halacha are combined. So Rabbi Nachman had brought two rayas, two proofs, that chesed is associated with halacha. The first is the Gemara that says in Ksubis that whoever withholds his Talmud from learning, essentially learning halacha from him, you withheld from him a chesed. What does that tell you that halacha is? Chesed. Because if you would allow him to learn from you, that would be doing chesed with him. Chesed is associated with halacha. That's one proof. The second proof is Davar Amalek, about whom the Pasik says Vashem Imoy, which means that Allah Kimoisai, that Allah is like him, is referred to as Chazde David Hana Emanim, Chazde David. Chesed. Again, Chazde David, Halacha Kemoisai, Halacha and Chesed are connected, and whoever prevents his student from servicing him, from being Mishamashim, which means like Rabbi Nachman says, to learn halachas from him, you withheld from him a chesed. From these two proofs we see that chesed and halacha are bound one with the other. Says Rabbi Nachman, Yafem. Ode, how beautiful and deep. Now that we understand that Hoda'a is associated with Olam Haba and Halacha is associated with Olam Haba, so now Chesed and Halacha need, I'm sorry, now Halacha and Hoda'a need to be bound together. How are we going to do that? Says Rabbi Nachman, simple. There's one Mizmar, there's one Kapitel Tehillim that speaks about those that need to give Hoda'a, that need to give gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And do you know how that Kapitel ends? With a reference to Halacha. Because both of these things are bound at the root to Olam Haba. And therefore, they're going to be bound together very, very closely. Michacham is the Indian of oneness, that holistic element of big picture thinking, the brainstorm, total spirituality, enveloped within Keser. Hashem. Chazdei Hashem, a reference to Halacha. And the whole capital is a reference to Hoda. And so here, once more, we find these things bound up one with the other. Halacha and the Indian of Olam Haba and the Indian of Hoda all bound up together because Halacha independently brings a person to this consciousness of Das to be able to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to come to recognize His presence in our lives. That's the purpose of Halacha. And of course, like we already said, Hoda'a, giving thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is the sum total of what Olam Haba is, the essence of that kind of experience and that kind of lifestyle that we will be able to live at that time in Olam Haba. Rabbi Nachman ends, and then we'll speak about this a little bit more. The Zehu v'Hashem Imai. Where do Chazal learn from that 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 um, that that halacha is like David b'chol makom? That wherever wherever David Malach had a psak halacha, halacha ima b'chol makom. You know where they learn that from? This beautiful pasuk. These two words, v'Hashem Imai. Hakadosh Baruch Hu was with him. Say Chazal, halacha k'moisay. It's a reference to halacha. Why? Because we're able to understand now what halacha is. Halacha is 
channeling Olam Haba into this world. It's channeling closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu into this world. What's closeness? Recognition of. How do we recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Being grateful for, toward Him. That's all Olam Haba. Memela. Vashem Imai means Halacha Kamoisai. Because Halacha enables us to channel that kind of lifestyle into our daily lived experience from the minute that we wake up in the morning to the minute that we go to sleep. And Chazal already encapsulate that in Kol Hashoyin HaHalachis Bechol Yoim. Our Halacha each and every day. Muftach Leishu Ben Olam Haba, so we see a connection between Chachman Olam Haba and Memela. Therefore, Hashem Imoy is going to be a reference to Halacha, because a person that keeps Halacha in such a way, not in a dry, mechanical, rote way, but a person that realizes what Halacha is, what learning Halacha is, to be able to know a little bit more how to connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu by doing certain things, by not doing certain things, to clarify what the right way is, how I can go ahead and connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu in this world. Hashem Imoy, you'll be zeicher to tap into the spirit of Olam Haba. Hashem Imoy. Hashem will be with you. But we want to go one level deeper as well. We spoke before about Bina and Malchus. The way in which these two things have a very, very deep association. Bina is Olam Haba and Malchus is the pinnacle of Olam Hazed. It's the, it's the final, final sphera down from the, the first of the, of the lower seven. So Chesed is, is again the is Sunday and Gvura is Monday, Tiferes is Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday are, are, are Netzach and Hod and then Yisod is Friday and Malchus is the final. Malchus is the culmination. It's the pinnacle. It's the, it's the most Gashmi. But like we said, paradoxically, if a person does it right, we can be within Malchus to reach the highest heights more than we could have in the, in the higher realms. It's Davka through Malchus that we can actually experience through the concealment of the physical world, through the concealment of the system of seven, we can be Zohar to connect to our Kodesh Baruch in the deepest, 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 deepest way. And that's Shabbos, which is Me'ain Olam Haba. It's not Olam Haba itself, but it's Me'ain Olam Haba. It's channeling down that element of Olam Haba down into the world as the Bechina of Shabbos. And so, Shabbos, which is Malchus, and Bina, which is Olam Haba itself, beyond this world, have a very, very, very deep relationship. Each one is eight from the other, right? Malchus is eight from Bina, and Bina is eight back up from Malchus. These are the Indian of eight, the Indian of Hanukkah, the eight nights, one beyond nature being drawn into the element of this worldliness. Fascinatingly enough, Halacha is associated with Malchus. Halacha is Osios Hakala, the bride. And that's a reference to the feminine aspect of Malchus, which is the final sphera that receives from everything above it. It's that feministic quality of Kabbalah. It's the Indian of Shabbos that's associated with Malchusa. It's a feminine aspect. We refer to it as the princess, of course. It's the Indian of Malchus. And Malchus is the Kala. It's the bride. L'chadoidi, Likras. Kala, Penei Shabbos, Nekabala. Shabbos is Malchus, and Malchus is Kala. That's the element of the feminine quality of receiving, and that's the element of Halacha is Osios, Hakala, which means to say that Halacha enables a person to channel the spirit of Olam Haba within his life in this worldliness. David HaMelech is the Svira of Malchus. So David is going to be connected to the Inan of Halacha. Halacha Kemoise Bechol Makam, because Hakala Kemoise Bechol Makam, because David HaMelech demonstrates how to be an Ish how to be a physical person in this world and to be a king and to fight wars and to live in the pragmatic realities of this worldliness, of this experience, but at the same time being able 
to channel down within that the element of, of the mother, right? Of the of the of, of even Tiferes, the of the of the groom, right? That element of the transcendent nature of Hakadosh Baruch Hu down into this world, which is the Shechina, right? To reveal His presence. How do we do that? Through the Kalim, through the vessels of our Halacha, which is a deeper understanding of why David Amelech is associated with Halacha, because Halacha is Hakala, and that's a reference to Malchus. And David Amelech, of course, was the vessel for the sphere of Malchus. So that's a deeper understanding also of why Halacha is itself like Shabbos in the sense that Shabbos is Me'ein Olam Haba. Halacha is Me'ein Olam Haba. Because again, it's the same element of being able to channel that kind of Olam Haba consciousness that's encapsulated in the Midah of Hoda, which we put into practice over the eight, eight days of Chanukah, which are Yemei Hal of Hoda, on which we, we, uh, on which we experience that nace of the, the ability to tap into a realm beyond nature and reveal that within nature. That's the element of Halacha. Halacha is also Me'ein Olam Haba. Halacha is Me'ein, that element of Hoda. And these two things need to be brought together. If a person only has halacha, but he doesn't have the hoda'ah, then he doesn't have that kind of awareness and realization that halacha is supposed to foster, so then it's, it's, it's missing. It needs to be these two elements together. That's the ultimate yichud, as we're going to learn. That's the ultimate, ultimate combination and binding and unification that you and I were sent to this world to accomplish. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echa. This is why we were created, to unify HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to reveal that unity and to live with that unity and to make it a way, to make it clear to people that God exists, that He's real. We can talk about Him. We can live with Him. We can raise our children founded on a deeply palpable perception of His presence. That's the Indian, like we always say. And that the Pasuk tells us what's the essence of what it is to be a Jew. You already hinted to this. Am zu, but it's a Pasuk. Am zu yitzartali. I created this nation for me to hilasi yisaperu, to say my praise. That's what we were created for, to bring this world into the realm of Olam Haba. And we have to make sure that our Torah study and our Allah observance is a vessel for that, not to lose sight of the bigger picture of why we're here, to bring those two things together into this beautiful new construct that Ibn Ahmed of Breslov came to the world to reveal among thousands of other things, each of which can change a person's life. It's just different. It's not better or worse. It's just different. There's no tzaddik that revealed tires like this. It's just, it's completely, completely unique. Rabbi Nachman introduces this uh, construct called Toda Halacha which are two things you wouldn't think that are bound together. What is, what is one is like a deeply spiritual thing, hoda and halal and singing, and one is like pragmatic details. But Rabbi Nachman says, no, they're both the same thing. And in tandem, one with the other, we can channel the spirit of Olam Haba. And so this is the element of, of, of halacha. Now we can understand again that so far we have three elements. We have so many elements, but we have the element of bina, which is Olam Haba, we have the element of Hoda'a that's associated with Olam Haba. We have the element of Halacha that's associated with Olam Haba. And then we have the awareness of how these two things, Hoda'a and Halacha, which are both bound to Olam Haba, but how these two things connect in and of themselves. Because again, very quickly, the Mizmar of Zayin is all about Hoda'a. And it ends with the Pasuk, And Chazdei Hashem is a reference to Halacha. Two proofs. One is the proof from the Gemara Subas that whoever withholds his Talmud from serving him, learning Halacha, from him, and the pasuk says about David Melech that Halacha was was like him, Hashem Imai, and we refer to David as Chazdei David Hanemanim. So Chesed is a reference to Halacha, and again, this last pasuk, Hashem comes in the capital of Hoda, and so Hoda and Halacha are themselves bound together, and of course, again, each of them are bound to the concept of Olam Haba.
Now Rabbi Nachman moves in to an explanation and understanding to describe and explain how there's another element of halacha that's similarly associated with this whole thing of giving gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's also called halacha, but it's not exactly the way in which we've been interpreting until now, which is classically, pragmatically, the halachas that we learn and the halachas that we try to, that we try to align our lives with. Now Rabbi Nachman introduces a new concept that's also encapsulated with halacha, but is another, is another explanation and another kind of understanding. Because of this, the carbon toida and giving thanks is also called. Our Allah is about the carbon toida, right? All the karbanas. But toida, giving thanks, is also associated with the concept of halacha for another reason. This time it doesn't mean the actual halachas that we learn. Of course, like we'll say, it's associated, it's very much bound at the root with it. But halacha meaning halicha. Like Chazal say, Al-Tikra Halicha, Ela Halacha, right? Halicha and Halacha are bound together. Halicha means to go, means to walk, which of course, that's why we call them Halachas, because it comes from the word Lech, Lech Lecha, Lech, means to go, means to proceed, that we're, we're supposed to walk through life higher and higher, right? The Berdichever says, Kalashayna Halacha, Shayna means the word Mishana, to change. So he reads it, Kalashayna Halacha is Kalashayna Halichaisav Bechalyan. Whoever changes the way he walks every day, every day is fresh, every day is new, every day is a new exploration, every day is a new understanding deeper and deeper asagas, deeper and deeper awarenesses that we're growing in our awareness of a Kodesh Baruch Hu and in our maturity and in our, and in our depth and in our uh, understanding of, of how to serve a Kodesh Baruch Hu in this world such a person is a, is a Ben Olam Haba. That's how the Radichiver learns it. But Al-Kapanem, Halacha and Halicha are bound together one with the other. So here we're talking about the Halicha aspect of Halacha, the way of walking, the way of experiencing life. Says Rabbi Nachman, why is the concept of Halacha, which means to move, which means to flow, how is that associated with the concept of thanks, the concept of Hoda'a? Says Rabbi Nachman, when does a person bring a carbon toida? When a person leaves a matzav of tsar, when a person is in a kind of experience of pain, of pain. When a person falls into a difficult situation, the heart feels the pain. We even feel the heart starts to beat fast and we feel a pang in our heart. It, it hurts us, right? The heart feels the pain. And Rabbi Nachman says, The heart feels the pain more than anything else. The Pasuk says in Mishle, The heart understands its bitterness. And the Gemara in Brachas tells us, It's the heart that does the understanding. If a person's going through something, it's the heart that feels it the most. Halev Maven, Bina. It's the heart that feels it the most. And it feels the difficulty and the challenge and the pain that the person is going through. At the time of the actual Tsar, all of the blood in the person's body flows to the heart. Flows to the heart. Why? A muscle. Because in a city, if there's tsar and if there's pain, where does everyone go? They all go to the chacham. They all go to the, to, the, to the leader and to the person that they trust, that can lead them, that can guide them. Because they want an eitzah. And so they all go to him. 
He says it's the same thing with the heart and the blood that flows throughout the body. Because again, the heart is the maven, the heart is the chacham, and the blood that's flowing throughout the body is all the other people, so to speak, throughout the system. But when there's a tsar and the lave feels it the most, all the blood goes and it starts to flow and it starts to rush through the heart. All the blood gets gathered together and the person, it's also, do you ever feel if a person is, they call it cold feet, when a person gets scared of something, right? Or a person is in a, is in a situation where it's like your heart, it's like your heart stops, right? And you feel cold. You feel a, a creerus. Why is that? Because the blood, maybe if not physiologically, but the panemius of the blood, spiritually, is going to that place called the lave. Because the lave is the chacham. And all the blood wants to ask for an etza, so to speak, from the chacham. And when that happens, they start to pressure the heart. They start, they start to push upon the heart. And then the lave is in so much pain. It's not just that the lave already understood the pain more than anybody. Like he says, And so the lave itself, the heart was in so much pain, even without the pain that's being caused by the blood that's pressuring it. But now, all the blood is pushing upon it, is pressuring it, is causing a tremendous, tremendous pressure, which is why, by the way, people die from heart attacks that are associated with emotional experiences, with, with anxiety and with inordinate amounts of stress. It's all in the heart. It's all in the heart. It's even true medically. It's all in the heart. Because there's a pressure that happens in the heart, dafka in the heart, not in the right arm or the leg, dafka in the heart, because all the blood, like people that go to the chacham, they're all flowing to the heart to ask for an eitzah, but it pains the heart when this happens. V'alkein, therefore, when a person goes through this kind of experience, and there's tsar, and there's pain, and there's difficulty, and there's a challenge, so the heart starts to beat very, very fast, fight or flight, right? And we feel it in ourselves. The heart is pumping, 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 pumping. Why? Says Rabbi Nachman, now we could understand it. He wants to cast every, all the blood away from it. He's trying to just get things through, get it off, because he can't handle it. It's too painful, and it needs to itself have a little bit of time to work out how to, how to, how to deal with this problem and what to do. And so it says, now is not the time. I, I, know, I know how bad the situation is, but I need a little bit of time to think, so to speak. And that's what the lave is feeling. It starts to cast all the blood off of it. This is why a person's heart beats so powerfully and intensely at the time of a tsar. When a person gets out of that matziv, and a person is able to taste a little bit of a Yeshua, and a person is no longer in such a, in such a matziv of, of pain and of and of and of and of and of fear and of and of stress and anxiety what happens then is that the blood starts to flow in a normal regular way that it was flowing before the time of the tsar when there was incredible amounts of intensity and pressure and the blood is flowing to the heart and the heart is beating and everything just goes back kaseder to flow properly Says Rabbi Nachman, do you know how we refer to things flowing properly? Tahaluchas hadamim. Tahaluchas, the flow of the blood. What's the service of the word tahaluchas? Halacha. Halacha. When things flow properly, move in the natural way that they're supposed to move. Vialkain, says Rabbi Nachman, therefore, hatoida. 
This element of giving thanks and gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when does a person thank Hashem? When a person gets out of a matzah, when do those people have to bench goimel? Not on the boat. After they get back to, to, you know, to land safely, safe and sound, then they, then they have this chiv of going ahead and to give hodan, to give things to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So at that moment where Hodah becomes relevant, where a person has been saved, and a person then realizes Hashem, just on a literal level, the chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the time of halacha as well, in the sense, in the sense that this is the element of the flowing blood that goes back where the time of the tsar is over and everything's okay and it's the calm after the storm and everything calms down and the blood is able to flow again like it was. This time period of this element of giving thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is also encapsulated and wrapped up in the element of halacha, which means to flow. Things flow again. Things start to flow in the way that they're supposed to. The blood flows back in the way that the blood was supposed to go. Everything is fine. Everything is, everything is okay. And the blood goes and starts to flow again the way it is. This is another reason why halacha, not this time in the sense of Jewish law, we're going to get to that in a minute, of course it's connected, but this is another reason why this word halacha, which can also be referenced in this Mamar Chazal, that the that haba. this is another reason why halacha is associated with olam haba, because olam haba is hoda'a. When's hoda'a? When the time of tsar is over, when a person gets out of that tsara. Ah, a person's getting out of the tsara tahaluchas hadamim the blood is starting to flow in its natural normal way the way that it was flowing before the person was in this matzah of tsar that's another reason why halacha and the concept of halacha not just jewish law but movement of course that's why jewish law is called halacha because it teaches us how to walk teaches us how to progress how to proceed but why this would be connected to the concept of hoda'a so hoda'a and halacha are bound together again not just because of the connection between halacha and hoda'a which we described at length, but now they're connected one with the other because the time that a person says Hoda'a, which is right after the tsar is finished, that is also associated with Tahaluchos Hadamim, the blood that begins to flow properly throughout the Shvile Haguf. Says Rebbe Nachman, Oz Gimel, Umizeh Ba Haylada Benakel. This is the concept of being able to give birth easily. Only Rabbi Nachman. You don't find this in other places. Like, where did that come from? The tzaddik is building huge, huge buildings, huge structures that show us how the entire Torah, every concept is bound together, aligns. There's nothing like it. It's kaleidoscopic. It's a, he's, he was the architect Hagadol. He was the, he was the great architect. Rabbi Nachman says this is associated with holata benakel, being able to give birth easily. How? The Gemara tells us that at the time that a woman is ready to give birth, her legs become mitstananois, become cold, become cool. As the Gemara tells us in Saita, now, why would a limb become cool? Well, first we have to understand why a limb is warm. What keeps us warm? Blood, blood, mammals, right, are warm-blooded. We have this element of blood that flows through every single tiny little cell and throughout our veins and being brought to every cell in the body, and it warms it up. If this 
Gemara is telling us that before giving birth, her thighs, her legs become cold. It must mean that the blood is going somewhere. And says Rabbi Nachman, it is true. Because that at that time, the blood in the legs goes above. And then the place where the baby is coming out from becomes a little bit more pressured, right? Because the blood is all contributing to the pushing process, to that process of, of contractions. And then the Vlad, the child, is pushed outward. And that is helped along by the blood that originated in the legs, but is leaving the legs, goes out of its place to the makom of the, of the Leda and pushes the baby back, uh, and pushes the baby out. And then, like we said, after a time of tsar, of tsar the blood goes and flows back to the place where it was before. Like we said, this is the construct of toida halacha, praise, and Jewish law, which is also an element of taluchas hadamim, which is exactly what's happening here. The blood is flowing. Again, it's, it's different a little bit than a time of regular tsar, where it's flowing to the heart and then it goes throughout the body again. But over here, it's also an element of toida halacha, where the blood that was in the makom of the leda flows back down into, into the legs. Right? And when the, when the time of that tsar is over, when the blood begins to go back to where it was before, that's also a concept of halacha that comes after tsar. And this is the element of a woman giving birth and the process afterwards of the blood, similarly, like after a time of tsar, flowing back to its place. Fascinatingly enough, the Mepharshim point out that that Gemara that Rabbi Nachman brought to link halacha to the, concept, to the concept of chesed, because the Pasuk says chaz de Hashem in Mizmark of Zion, which is about hodah, and we wanted to link hodah and halacha, that very Gemara that says that whoever withholds a halacha from his student, it's like he withhold from him chesed, withheld from him chesed, the Gemara continues, and the Gemara says an amazing thing, and whoever does such a thing, withholds his students from learning halacha from him, the Gemara says, Even fetuses in the womb are cursing him. So what is that? What's the connection between fetuses in the womb and a person not allowing somebody to learn halacha from him? But now it's mavur hetiv. Now we can understand what the concept of giving birth would have to do with the concept of halacha. Because these two things are bound together. Because what halacha is, in the sense of being able to be connected to hodah, to give thanks to HaKadosh Baruch which is a self-connected to the other understanding of halacha, which means for things to flow, for things to flow. If that process is held up and halacha is not being taught, so then there's a concept of birth that's not taking place. There's a concept of that ubar, that fetus, that's cursing that person because the concept of birth, childbirth, is associated with halacha and limit of halacha. And here he says, Because halacha and holada, the concept of halacha, actual halachas this time, and birth are, are connected one with the other. And here he explains, very deep. There exist tamche oraisa, those that support Torah. Now, like we said in the beginning, everything in this world is founded upon a spiritual mitzias and a spiritual reality. And that means to say that whatever you can find in this world is going to trace back to one of those 10 elemental points. Most of the time, they're associated with, a low, with, with one or more of the lower seven because that's the blueprint for our physical reality as we described at length. But everything can be drawn back to this system. What is this? Where is it connected to? 
Everything, everything, everything has its root in this system, which was the blueprint with which HaKadosh Baruch Hu built his world, continues to run his world, and they run through every single, every single element, through, certainly throughout the whole Torah, throughout all of Halacha, all the Yamim Tovim are associated with different spheres, all the Tzadikim, all the different Shiva Royim, there are seven shepherds, why? Because of course, Avram is Chesed, Yitzchak is Gvura, Yaakov is Tiferes, Netzach and Moshe and Aaron, Yisoyed is, is Yosef, Yosef at Tzadik, Tzadik is Olam, and like we already said, David Amalek is Malchus, everything fits into the system and the concept of those that support Torah are also they also find a place where they exist within the framework where are those that support Torah in the framework what's the connection where, where do they connect and the answer of course is that they connect to the Midos of Netzach and Hod Netzach and Hod why is that because again this world is founded upon the lower seven, which begins with Chesed. Chesed is the as as Avram Avinu. Chesed is just unbridled giving. Yitzchak is complete, complete gvura. But Yaakov Avinu is Tiferes. What's Tiferes? Tiferes is a blend between the right side and the left side. It's the torso, it's in the middle. It's the synthesis between the thesis of chesed, the antithesis of gvura, the synthesis of chesed in the middle to balance these two things, chesed and gvura. What do Chazal tell us about Yaakov Avinu? Yaakov is Torah. Yaakov ishtam yoshev oyholim. He sits in the Torah. Ishtam is osios yesh emes. Titain emes li Yaakov. Vinasan lonu tairas emes. This is the element of truth. What is emes? Emes is the broad spectrum of chesed all the way to gvura. Emes, the very word emes is the aleph, which is the first letter of the aleph base. The mem, which is the middlemost letter in the Aleph base, and the Tuf, which is the last letter of the Aleph base. Our Torah is founded upon Chesed and Gvura. It's a blend. It's not all Chesed, and it's not all Gvura. There are mitzvahs Asay and mitzvahs Lois Asay. That Sarah said, there was begin with Anoichi Avayalikecha, which is the element, of course, of Chesed, but then Loyelcha, and that's the element of Gvura. Yaakov Avinu brings it all together. What's under Yaakov? If Yaakov Avinu is the torso, and that's the mean of Tiferes, again, Chesed and Gvura, the right hand and the left hand, which is the Indian of Avram and the Indian of Yitzchak, and then the torso is the Indian of Tiferes. What is under Tiferes? What holds up Tiferes? The two legs, Netzach and Hod. And so the Tamchi Arais of those that are supporting Torah in this Yisachar Zavulin relationship, those that support Torah are rooted, the Zohar Kaddish tells us, in the legs, in the Midah of Netzach and Hod, because they are Mamid, they they, they, they enable the Torah to stand on its feet, so to speak. And, and the Pasuk also links Mamon to, uh, mamon to, 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 to Raglaim also, right? Ayakuma Shabraglechem is the properties of Mamoinoi, right? Shal Adam, that stands him on his feet. Money is associated with the legs. Tamchi Araisa is the supporters of Torah, which are going to be the Midos underneath Yaakov of Inus which is the Indian of Torah, a blend of Aseis and Los Aseis. And the Midos of Netzach and Hod are the Tamchi de Araisa. They support the Torah. And that's what the Zohar tells us that in the last week's parasha, in parasha's Vayishlach, when Yaakov Avinu gets into the big fight with the Sarashal Esav, the Malach and the Sarashal Esav is Nagab Kaf Yerech Yaakov. He hits the Kaf Yerech Yaakov, the, the, the leg of Yaakov Avinu, and the Zohar says, what was the Pagam, what was affected by that blemish? The Tamchin de Oraisa. He was able to hit him in the place of the Tamchin de Oraisa. He was able to cause for a certain element 
of blemishing and to make it very hard for those that want to teach Torah, to get the support, to get the financial support they need. It's all rooted in this element that the Malach of, of Esav, the Sarah Shal Esav, is hitting Yaakov Avinu in the, in the Yerech, in the thighs. This is the element of the feet. So says Rebbe Nachman very deep, again, Kigam ha'alacha himbechinas holada. Halacha, this element of being able to re- of being able to reveal new chidushim, new chidushim halacha to the world is going to be associated with birth. How do we talk about the birthing process? Something happened with the feet. Remember, the blood goes out of the feet to the makom of leda, and then it flows back in. Says Rabbi Nachman, so deep. If we understand that halacha is associated with birth. That there's something new that's coming to the world. Olam chesed yibane. Chesed is halacha, and it's yibane. It can be built. It can. It can. It can. It can. It can reveal itself, manifest itself. It also needs to become birthed out of a thought process. Halacha is is comparable to a, a, an uber, like we already said, that I'm a kalal, somebody withholds someone from learning halacha. Because halacha is birthed, halacha is a process of birth. So then we can understand that there's going to be an aspect of connectivity between the birth of a woman which has a connection to the legs and a process that takes place in the legs and the birth of a halacha and the concept of legs vis-a-vis the Torah, which is netzach v'hod, which is those that support Torah. So Rabbi Nachman says, Ki raisa. There are those that support Torah. They give support and they give money to de Torah. Now, the first stage is they lack. If they have five million dollars and they give one million dollars to a yeshiva, now they only have four. So they're in a they're in a massive of lack. When they give their money to the Tamar Chacham, they have a lack by them. This is the panemius understanding of a Chazal tell us happens when a woman gives birth. There's the process of a birth happening. What happens? The thighs become cold. What does that mean the thighs become cold? The dam flows out of them. Now, what are the, what is the birth that we're referring to here? The birth of Torah, the birth of Halacha. Ah, birth of Halacha, the same process has got to happen. But what are the legs vis-a-vis halacha, ah, the supporters for Torah, netzach and hod, the tamchi oraisa. So what does that mean that the blood flows out of them? Damim says Rebbe Nachman, damim tarti mashma. Damim means two things. It can mean blood, and that's how we're referring to it in the context of the simple understanding of that Gemara vis-a-vis and in relation to a woman's childbirth, bringing a, bringing a child into the world. But damim could also mean money. And so Yarchasel Mitstananois means that before a halacha is born into the world, Yarchasel, the two elements of legs, Netzach and Hod, Mitstananois, they become cold. Why do they become cold? Because the dam leaves it, but not the dam of blood, the dam of money, because they lack, because first it's a sacrifice on their part. Kikdamim Tarti Mashma says the Heliger Rebbe, Schusia this is so deep, it's so amok. After this, through their magnanimous benevolence, when they go ahead and they give of themselves and they lack, but they gave it to someone else, guess what happens? New halachas are born that would never have been able to be discovered if people didn't have the Yisha Badas to sit and to discover and to learn and to clarify and to originate these novel rulings. Halachos are born. It's like the child is born. Halacha is born. Sheimachinas chesed, which are an aspect of chesed, like we said, olam chesed yibane. The element of chesed is born. It's birthed into the world. Yibane, a new, a new structure is built. 
Azai, Because a new chesed is brought into the world when more halacha is learned, guess what happens? The blood flows back, maybe even more than it was before. Blood, dam, damim tarati mashma. The money flows right back into the legs that contributed, that first grew cold, cold, because the dam, dam, money flowed out of it. But then after the birth, Guess what happens? A new chesed is brought down into the world. That's all that halacha is supposed to do. It's supposed to channel HaKadosh Baruch Hu into our lives, bring an influx of chesed down into every single element of our daily wake, you know, experience of being awake and being a functioning, alive person. And then the dam flows back in. That's talucha is hadamim. That's also why, again, halacha is associated with talucha. means to walk, means to flow, things flow. But it is a process, it's a birthing process. And first the blood is not there, and it's a, it's a shas tsar. And then afterwards, the halacha is able to, to bring incredible, incredible chesed down into this world. olam haba. Says Rabbi Nachman, the deepest thing. This model, in and of itself, of a lack, and then a birth, and then the feeling of that lack in a way that's even better than it would have ever been. So this very, very carefully. And I hope that I'm listening to this carefully and I hope that I could channel Siata Deshmaya because all this is Bedarach Efsher, but I do believe that there's a Mahalach here that's it's so sweet and delicious and deep and, and, and applicable. And this is the way to prepare for Hanukkah Chavra. So what a privilege. This model that we are descri- describing now is the delight of the world to come. It's another element. Exploring what this concept of halacha is is going to be able to tell us a little bit about halacha as well and the delight of that time period. Now, what's important even before going further is to draw distinction and realize the separateness between what the Rebbe described before as talucha sadamim and ashas of tsar, when a person is like one of those four people on a boat that's going to capsize and a person is screaming and a person is terrified or the person that's traveling through a desert and similarly feels as if there's no end in sight or the person is very sick and gets up. All of these different people in prison and they get free all or captivity, all these kinds of people, it seems to be that the dam, that the process of the blood flowing to the heart didn't accomplish anything. And when it flows back into all the places where it was before, it's not different than it was before. It's that before the person was walking on dry land, then he went on a boat and he was scared half to death and everybody thought that it was finished. And then it's over and he's walking on dry land again. But it doesn't seem like anything was gained. Here Ibn Nachman is teaching that that process enables something new to be born, something new to be brought into the world, that this process is the process of birth, that it's not that when the blood flows back into the same place that it was before, everything is the same. No, the woman is the same as she was before. But guess what? There's a new baby in the world. There's new life in the world. The people that contributed to the, contributed to the process of learning Torah, they have their money back. But it's not what it was before. Everything's different. Even though everything looks the same, everything is different. Something happened here. Something new is brought into the world, says Rabbi Nachman. That's Shashua Olam Haba. That is the Tachlis Maisi Shemaim It's the purpose of there having been a world created. Here Rabbi Nachman describes it and explains the Pasuk in Yeshaya says, 
that la'asid lavo va'yar lavana, the light of the moon will be shining like the light of the sun. Hanem la'asid, that is speaking about that time period of la'asid lavo. Ki alavana tivakar. Rabbi Nachman says, you know what? The moon is. The moon is cold. The moon has no warmth of its own. The moon has no light of its own. It manifests this concept of ma, of what, of lack, of chisarum. This incredible element of coldness and lack. That's because right now the world is in a process of tsar, and the whole entire world, all of history, vis a vis Olam Haba, is the six days of the week, even Shabbos. It's not Olam Haba, it's Olam Haba, but it's all a Bechina of tsar. It's all a Bechina of pain. It's all a Bechina of chisar. And we lack, we lack. Shabbos, we go into Shabbos, as if, but it's only a ki'ilu. It brings tremendous joy, and we're able to connect to Amuna, but it's not the thing itself. This whole world is a concept of lack, is the concept of the Levana that was all rooted in HaKadosh Baruch Hu telling the Levana, make yourself small, make yourself lacking light. That's the concept of this worldliness that the Gemara tells us in Katan that HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs to say, kapara, that I'm asking Kibiyachal, HaKadosh Baruch Hu asks for forgiveness from us. Every, Rosh Hashanah, every Arab Rosh Hashanah, which is why it's a time for Chuba as well, as Rabbi Nachman describes in Torah Aleph and Tanyana, the lesson before this, Rabbi Nachman talks about this element in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, forgive me because the root of all lack is rooted in the Chesron of the Levana, which is the creation of this world itself. But La'asid Lavo, it says that that lack will be filled, which means the dam, the blood, the warmth will flow back into that element of the Levana and it will again shine like, like, the, like, the, like the sun. But what did we learn about this process? It's not simply that things going back to the way they were. This is so deep. It's deeper than words, Mamish. I hope that I can give it over. We understand now that it's not simply that before creation there was a sun and a moon, but the, but the moon was shining like the sun. Then creation happened and then La'asid Okay, Akadish Baruch Hu says, the moon will be like it was before. It will be like it was before. But do you know that in the process something new happened? Do you know that in the process something new was born? That we gave something to Akadish Baruch Hu through our experience of this lack. That the Shas of Tsar wasn't for naught. And this itself. This itself is the incredible premise and foundation for the kind of mentality that understands the ability to say and even to live in a consciousness even though we don't make the but to live in the perspective to realize that any lack, that any tsar, that any pain that I'm going through, it's for a reason. There's purpose here. And I can tap into that transcendent reason even in the moment of my lack. We, we mentioned before the Pasuk, to scream out from a Kaddish Baruch Hu and Anani to ask that a Kaddish Baruch Hu save us with the R of the Merachav which is the R of Bina which is the R of Freedom which is the R of Yoival which is the R of the 50th Gate which is the R of the 8th Note which is the R of Lasad Lavai but there's also a Pasuk that says Bitsar Herchavtali even while I was still in the narrowness, you gifted me this experience of what's called Rechavas Hanar in the Kabbalah Sfarim as a reference to Bina. You gave me Herchavdali. You gave me a Rachav. You enabled me to tap into that spirit even while I'm in the Tsar. What gives us that strength? What gives us that ability? This perspective to realize that every Indian of lack is not simply that right now I'm in a matzav of Chisaron and then afterwards it'll be filled. Yes, the blood will flow back into the legs that grow cold. Yes, the money will 
will go back into the bank accounts of those that went ahead and supported Tyra. But something new will have been created. There's meaning to our suffering. There's meaning to our struggle. That's Rabbi Nachman's chiddush here. It's unbelievable. This is what Allah Asid Lavo is. The realization that everything that we went through was meaningful. And that it was all this process of chisaron. But in the process, dafka because of the chisaron. And the chisaron itself is only a feature of the fact that something productive is happening here. That's why the blood leaves. Not because it wants to leave, but because it's contributing to a process of birth. Then it flows back in and we say, oh my gosh, I'm back to where I was before, but I have something new. We're holding a baby in our hands. We're holding new halachas, new chidushim, new ways of living. This is so incredibly deep. This is the element of la'asul lavai. And it will be filled like the light of the sun. And the chisaron will be filled. But it will be connected to the concept of birth. Something new will have been brought into the world. Which is an element of the pleasure and the delight of the world to come. This is the aspect of the Pesach. These are the chronicles of heaven and earth when he created them. Say Chazal, don't read it. Read it Avraham. What does that mean? That a Kaddish Baruch who created told us the chronicles of heaven and earth what's Avraham? We already said at length. Midas HaChesed which is Olam Chesed Yiban as he says. Right? That's the element of this world having been created with with with, uh, with with Chesed, and that's told us Hashemayim Ba'aretz Bihi Baram Ba'Avraham Ki Haholada Aydei Bechinas Halachos. Because any birth in the world that's connected to Toldos Hashemayim Ba'aretz Toldos is a lashon of Holada needs to be Ba'Avraham needs to be connected to the Mita that Avraham represents, which is Chesed, which is connected to Halacha. Because this is the process of anything that's going to be born is it connected to Halacha? Is connected to the flowing of the blood first, flowing up to the Makom to push out the Vlad, and then flowing back into the Tamchin Oraisa when we transfer that model into the element of the birth of Halachos right not just at a childbirth in childbirth but back to the concept of the birth of Halachos any Holada is going to be associated with Halacha and that's the Chesed of Avraham and Chesed of course is Halacha and so Ela told the Shemaim Ba'aretz Bihibaram Ba'avraham Avraham is the Midah of Chesed Chesed is Halacha like we said Chazid David Hanamanim Kilom Anemim and Chesed two Rayas Mi is Boine Mi Chacham Yishmar Elav is Boine Nuchazi Hashem is the Olam Haba aspect of what we're trying to achieve and what we're trying to, uh, to attain and that's why Olam Haba speaks about the Miloy of Chisaron but this deep understanding of what the Miloy is is that something new was produced in the meantime Eila told us Hashemayim Bihibaram Ba'avraham told us Tolada is connected to the Indian of Avraham Chesed Halacha Ha'yidei Bechinas Halacha Shemichinas Chesed Kanal Bechinas and this is all in everything we learned up until now in the last two hours almost is encapsulated by the way and this is the way to learn the Kutumran <laughs> believe it or not it's very hard to keep the flow if it's not one Gilui the Rebbe didn't teach these Torahs over a period of six weeks you know it was just one sitting some of the Torahs took eight hours Ches. some of the Torahs took hours and hours and hours and they would get up and they would dance if I was with you, Bezer Hashem, we would dance, mamish dance. We're going to dance the whole Hanukkah from this. It's not another Devar Torah. It's not something you learn in a Sefer. It's like, oh, it's a nice, it's, it's a nice approach. It's, it's the essence of the Chag. It's the essence. It's the essence of Yiddishkeit. It's, it's, it's Madlikat Halev. And I hope that you're feeling that. I'm feeling that. And I, I, I know this Torah a little bit. I've been teaching it and learning it for a couple of years. But every time I learn it, there's new Chidushim. There's, there's something new. It's just, it's so beautiful. And it's so, it's so, it's so wonderful. Short form content is nice. But it doesn't, it doesn't deliver the full punch of what this Gilu is. It's, it's Gan Eden. It's Pasha Gan Eden. You don't want to leave. It's Pasha Gan Eden. 
So here he encapsulates the whole entire lesson of everything we learned together. This is it. This Pasuk is the whole Torah that we've learned until now, and we're just starting. Mama's just starting. Mizmar Lesoida means Mizmar. Giving praise, l'soida, to give again, to express our toda, our thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Haril Hashem kala aretz, let the whole aretz, let the whole earth sing and, 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 and scream out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the simple understanding, says Rabbi Nachman. L'soida, the word l'soida, is oisi ois toilada, has the same letters as tolada. Here we see a connection between toda and holada. We already connected halacha to giving birth. Now we connect giving birth to thanks, which itself is connected Everything has to be bound together. There are links that are linking everything. It's a holistic hologram. It's a, it's a, it's a construct. It's an intellectual construct that's forged through Mamari Chazal and Psukim and connectivity and concept and in theory and in Kabbalah and Remesh, Drus and Said and Pshat, of course. It's deep. It's Mamish Amok. It's so beautiful and new. It's Chiddush. Everything Ibn Nachman taught was Chiddush. His Chachas. It's new. It's filled with the spirit of renewal. There's just a new Giloy in the world. And so we already linked Halacha to to, um, we already linked halacha to hoda, and now we linked halacha to tolada, giving birth. Now we got to link holada to, to, to hoda, giving birth with, with, with toda, with thanks, with, 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 with hoda. And so here, mizma lesoida, the word lesoida itself, which means thanks, is the same letters as tolada because it's got to be connected to tolada as well. And hariu lashem kol haaretz, that the whole earth should sing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is of course Rosh halacha. And so here in this one line in Tehillim, Rabbi Nachman sees all these ideas packed in. Mizmar lesoida. Lesoida is tolada, and it means thanks, and it means giving birth. Haru Hashem kala aretz is halacha, all of which is connected to the concept of olam haba. Olam haba is bina. It's the first hey yud kevavke, and that's supposed to illuminate malchus. Guess what malchus is called? Aretz. Haru Hashem kol haaretz. Kol haaretz, the whole earthiness, our experience of the mundane world, and our experience of different elements within it, water and fire and all and earth and 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 air, the ability to use every element of the physical world through the framework of halacha to reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to connect to Him, to become more aware of Him, to become more grateful to Him, to become more and more attuned and 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 uh, and, and attuned to His chesed and to become, to become more comfortable and used to living with these eyes of, of Olam Haba. That's ele- everything that we've spoken about already is all encapsulated within this Pasuk. And he explains that this is why Chazal tell us that Asa, there was a wicked king, it was actually a complex king, but he did some wonderful things, but there were some things that he did not do properly. And one of those things was respecting Talmidei Chachamim. And he went ahead and he stopped them from learning. And he made them go to the army even though they, 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 were, they were exempt. Asa chala es raglav. And guess what happened to him? He became chala es raglav. He became sick. Where? In his feet. Dafka, his feet. Now, why would he get sick in his feet? But now that we understand what feet are and how they interact with the concept of Torah and how they interact with the concept of birthing halachos, that they are supposed to be supporting Torah. If a person is not supporting Torah, that can lead to the feet getting blemished. So Chazal tell us, Asa Chola Es Raglav, Asa had this experience of having his feet damaged and blemished. Asha Asa and Gary of Chachamim because he went ahead and he, and he, and he caused that Tamini Chachamim shouldn't be able to learn properly. Ki al Yedei Sha Asa and Gary of Tamini Chachamim ubita loisam and ha because he prevented them from learning. Al Yedei Zechala 
Esraglav. Because of this, he became a little bit sick. Dafka and his feet, like we already learned, halacha and the birth of new halachas gives kiyam to the raglayim. This is a very important line because most people think that the feet are supporting the Torah, meaning Tiferis, right? That those that support the Torah, the Torah needs them. It's true. Because the Pasik said, and the Gemara tells us, in in Kemach, in Torah. It's true. There's no support, there's no Torah. But the deepest reality is in in Torah, in Kemach. You know what came first, Torah? Yes, once there's Torah in the world, it needs, it needs support. But the truth of what needs what is that those that are supporting Torah need the Torah. The truth of what needs what is that the body needs the soul, right? The soul needs the body to manifest itself and to express itself in the world. But the body without the soul is nothing and the soul without the body lives on forever. Right? And so that's Reb Nachman saying here, Ki is, hey, tikkun haraglayim. Even though it seems that the raglaim are being mekayim the Torah, im in kemach in Torah, the truth is, I mean, Torah in kemach. Because the halachas are this aspect of that allow the blood to flow that allow the blood to then flow and again damim is not just blood means also dam which means money to flow back Kaseder into the legs. So Asa, that, had a, that, that made a blemish in this concept of Torah study, he had to get sick in his feet because it was never bound to their purpose, which is the concept of being connected to support for Torah, birthing new halachos. And so Dafka, he blemished Netzach and Hod because he did the opposite of supporting Torah. So he was afflicted in his legs, Dafka. Adkan, I would say, Chelek Aleph of this particular Torah. This is the first Giloi construct, Halacha, Holada, Olam Haba, and, and Toda, giving thanks, all wrapped up into the concept of Bina, and some of the ideas that we have begun already speaking about in the context of oneness and multiplicity, and the way in which these two things relate, this world and the world to come, and, and the eight days of Hanukkah, and the realm of Nisim, where everything is Galoi, and everything is revealed, and we can perceive the oneness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the ability to draw that into our lives through Halacha, everything that we spoke about until now, is, uh, is, is part one, so to speak. And here we move in to the second construct within this lesson, and then we're gonna fit it all together and see how Rabbi Nachman is, is, uh, is, is changing the world every second just by revealing these Torahs and having them be in the world. Rabbi Nachman said about his Torah, he said, my Sefer Lekutran is Aschalta de Geula. It's the beginning of Geula. People think that Rabbi Nachman meant when he said that if you have payas, you know, and you come to my, come to my, uh, you come to my tzian and you, and you give a pruta tzedak and you say, take an aklali, I'll pull you out of Gehenna by your pays. It doesn't mean Gehenna in the next world. Rabbi Nachman is pulling people out of hell in this world through teachings like these. It's a different consciousness. Speak Pasha a different language. People just don't understand it. It's a completely different way of thinking. And it's Rabbi Nachman's das. Rabbi Nachman was a gadol. Rabbi Nachman was a gadol shebe And it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's still hidden. Like Rabbi Nachman says, Vadayna Ardnella minister. Not just because we believe him because he said that, but because the quality of the Torah and the depth of thought and the chiddush is unique. It's just unique. And I, and I hope that you're tasting that a little bit. It's unique. And, it, and a gift the person who learns it, Ibn Ahmed says, with a Moach Gadol. You can get a big mind if you learn these Torahs. Trains you how to think abstractly, finding the common theme throughout different things, finding unity and disparate ideas. It's, it's just, 
It's an otherworldly experience. It's haschal to the geula, not just that it's going to bring Mashiach, which of course I believe it will, but in our own lives, it's haschal to the geula. Right? In our own lives, we can begin to taste a little bit of redemption through learning these Torahs. It's just, it's already Olam Haba. It's, the world stops existing. It's just sitting and basking in the Ziv HaShchina that Rabbi Nachman was shining down to the world through his humble, open channel that wasn't blocked up with any ego. It, all it was was just coming to save you know, Am Yisrael and, and help Am Yisrael achieve its ultimate potential potential with all the chedushim and all the all the etzos and, and, and just this general approach to Yiddishkeit that's so incredibly broad and vast and deep and transformative and uh, and so this is this is uh, this is Chelik Aleph and we're, we're going to demonstrate how Chelik Aleph and Chelik Beis are all bound together it's all one theme but we're going to get there let's now start Ois Dalid which again is the is, it's the fourth letter here but I believe that it's it marks the beginning of Chelik Beis of this Torah Excuse me, when a person is Zoche to the Bechina of Toida Halacha, when a person attains this consciousness of Toida, which is Olam Haba, but then Halacha, which is Hakala, to be able to channel that down into the way that he lives in this world. Al says Rabbi Nachman, this leads to Nizgala or Ha'emes, to the revelation of the light of unity, Umeir Bahadibur. And it manifests within the capacity of speech. The light of MS shines down and illuminates within the capacity of speech. Now, he's going to get to why in a minute, but just on, on the most basic elemental level, how do we express our gratitude? It's only through speech. How do we express our Hoda to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Halal and right? To read it, to speak it out, to sing it through our speech. Is there any form of speech that's more MS than praising a Kaddish Baruch? That's recognizing a Kaddish Baruch Hu's guiding hand behind every leaf that falls from a tree and certainly everything that happens in our lives. Is there any, is there any greater MS than that? That's the ultimate MS. That is the MS. It's just not to fall for the sheker of this world and to remind ourselves that Yeshalokim and a Kaddish Baruch Hu's running our lives and he's with us and he's real. And there's no deeper MS than that in the world. And so when a person achieves this mindset of toida halacha. So memela, what happens? Memela, the MS, that MS that a person accesses shines into and illuminates the dibor, the capacity of speech. That's on the most basic, basic level. For Ibn Achman reveals a little bit of a deeper level here and then we'll say something even a deeper uh, kind of explanation. He says, because first, when a person was in a matzav of tsar, and a person had not yet achieved the awareness of how the tsar that the person was going through and the chisaron that the person was experiencing and the yachasem, it's sananois, and that experience of coldness and krirus of the levana, that's chaser, and a person didn't perceive how that was a process, that was part of a birthing process, and it just felt like tsar, and it felt like pain, and there was no rachav, there was no experience of harchava within the tsar, bitsar harchav talim, and I'm there was no Indian of that freedom of that light of Bina of Olam Haba clarity, lucidity Azai says Rabbi Nachman when a person is in that is in that matzav 
That's a pigamha MS. That's the opposite of MS. That's when a person gets frustrated and angry and anxious. And this is what we do because we're human beings and it's very difficult for us. We're trying to elevate our consciousness. We're trying to upgrade you know, our, our mode of experiencing life so that we can start to live in the level of Olam Haba already, which is of course the reason that Hasidus came to the world is to already begin gifting us these Hasagas so that we can even now bring in an early Shabbos Kiviyachal and already start to taste all of this that we describe as happening in Olam Haba. We can start already living this way now, which Rav Nassim says that my Mashiach already came, which means to say that Rabbi Nachman's Torah took him out of Gullus, and we described before, pull us out of Gehenna, Maschalta de Geula can begin to enable us to become redeemed, free, just to look in the world in a, in a much, much different way, and with Olam Habadika eyes, that people find sometimes a hard you know, it's hard to understand because they're not, they don't understand these teachings. They don't understand what it is. It's, it's different. It's just something different. You have to experience it. You have to be humble and open to it. And you have to be mevatal to it. And you have to spend time and work on it and be mamin in it. There's the aspect of amunas chachamim. You know, certainly chachamim that it's a little bit hard maybe to believe in because the rest of the world is not on this, you know, on this train and, 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 and so on and so forth. But when a person lives in this way, and a person is in, its, is, is in that sour, but he doesn't appreciate the godless of what he's going through and how it's part of a process, so he says, this is a Pagama MS. This is the element of Pagama MS. The Pasuk initially says, you know who's Yisnu Usam, who hates Tam, which is wholesomeness, Yaakov Ish Tam. Of course, in the conjugation of Ish Tam is Ms. Ms is Ish Tam, the Aleph of Ish and the Tam, right? Of, of, of Ms is those letters, Ms, Aleph, Mem, Tav. But this element of Tam of Ms is hated by Anshe Damim. It's those people that are in a matzav of dam. Those people that are in a, that are in a situation and a circumstance of, 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 of blood, right? Which means to say they're caught up in this that the dam is not settled in their hearts and in their, and in their bodies. And, and this that there's so much pain in the world and there's so much tsar in the world. And they're not able to, 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 to tap into the amuna and to the capacity to utilize that experience, dafka, as a meeting place and as a way in which we can tap into HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Anshei damim yisnu usam. We see that there's a correlation between anshei damim, those people that are caught up in the, in the illusion of lack, which again is the illusion of creation, is the illusion of nature, is the illusion of this world. Yisnu usam to the point that they start to hate emes. Yaakov ishtam. Because the emes is... The opposite of that, the MS is, is that every concealment is for the purpose of revelation. And every tsar that we're going through, is not just that we'll get through it, but that it produces a birth, it produces a halacha, it produces something new, a new way to live, a new experience. And we learn and we're developing and we're, and we're all the time evolving as people and as yidin and as a nation and as, and as a world and everything's getting better and better all the time. When a person leaves the tsar and a person then can see retroactively everything that I went through was all for the best and all this kind of consciousness which is the element of like we learned thanksgiving this element of praise this element of, of submission of of praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Halacha like we described at length both in terms of the actual Halachas but more importantly the Taluchas Hadamim the way in which things begin to flow back and Miloy HaChisaron as I mayor HaEmes then the emes shines. Bebechinas titin emes liyakov chesed la Avram. When does Yaakov Avinu have emes? 
Chesed la'avram. When there's the aspect of Chesed la'avram, like we already said, Avram is the Midah of Eila, told us Hashemayim Ma'aretz Bihibaram. When the Tolada happens, Ba'avraham, Al-Tikri Ba'ibaram, Ela Ba'avraham. Avraham is Chesed, Olam Chesed Gibana. Chesed is Halacha. When a person experiences getting out of the Tsar, and a person experiences the incredible new thing that was produced, that wasn't there before, not despite, but specifically because of the difficulty, then a person is an aspect of MS. The hepech of anshi damim yisnu usam, when there's dam, when the dam goes back and it flows forth and the legs become warm again, and the tamchin they get the money back, and then they're able to see where the money went, and they're able to see what produced, what, 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 their, what their efforts produced, and what their chisarun contributed to, that all of us are in this process of chisarun, living in a world of chisarun. What did it do? What did all the do? What did all the pain that every person goes through do? What did it accomplish? Then we have Tita and Emes Yaakov, Chesed Lavram. When we have Chesed Lavram, it leads to Tita and Emes Yaakov. Chesed Lavram, we say, the Rabbi Nachman says, Hainu Halachas Kenes Gleel. The Chesed Lavram is the Bechin of Halachas. Al Yedeza Meir HaEmes Umashlem HaDibor. Then, Dibor is illuminated with this light of truth that a person attains. We already explained how. We already explained how. Because again, the deepest expression of our Dibor, which is the reason why we were created with a mouth at all. Why did Hashem create this nation? Just to speak. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets very, very upset when we're speaking, but our heart is not in it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, You can honor me with your lips, but the whole purpose of creation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I want you to live genuinely and to and to come to, to, to come to recognize me and to speak to me, to allow the end to be mayor, the truth of your awareness of that realm of emes to be mayor bahadibor, to illuminate the speech. So that's one element that we understood that when a person gives gratitude and uses his words or her words to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the element of speech that's illuminated with the light of the emes. Rabbi Nachman says a deeper reason, and again, this is just the foundation. We're going to go very, very deep now outside. Because you know what the shlemus of Dibor is? Through truth. Speech that isn't truthful, has no shleimus. It's no completion. Because the Gemara, the Gemara Shabbos tells us, kushta koi, truth stands. And over here, over here obviously, Rabbi Nachman is saying, kushta koi, because again, kushta is truth, truth is tiferes, tiferes is Yaakov, avinu, titan emes li Yaakov, emes is Yaakov, and kushta koi, it needs to stand. How does it stand? Netzach and Hoyt. So when Netzach and Hoyt are seen as being part of the process and the Allah is born, so Kushta Koi. Then we have the relationship between Kushta, Tiferes, and Koi, which is the two legs, Netzach and Hoyt. These two things stand and truth is able to be Meir into the Dibur through the process of Hoda'a that's associated with Halacha. And the Gemara tell, and the Medrash tells us, and Rashi brings it. And even if a person says a sheker, the only way that it's going to get through is if there's a little bit of emes there also. It's the only way. And Rashi brings the Gemara Rashi that the Miraglim came back and they lied about what was going on there, even though it was their perception, but it was an essential lie. They misinterpreted what they were seeing. And they came back and they said a bunch of things that weren't true about Eretz Yisrael, but they threw in a little bit of MS. And they threw in a little bit of MS as the Indian. They said, Gam Zavas Chalavadavash. It's also a land. Yes, it's a land that flows with milk and honey. Rashi says on the spot, Rashi brings from the Medras that any lie can only have a Kiyam if there's a little bit of MS mixed in. We find that MS is the Kiyam of speech, the Kiyam of Dibor. 
any Dibor, even a Dibor Sheker, if it has a little bit of MS, it can stand. Kushta Koi, the truth stands. It enables something to stand. And that's why when a person is living a life of MS and a person speaks, there's truth to it. And it, and it, and it's Mikhaim, the words, and Nikarim Divrei MS. Divrei MS can be, can be perceived. And you just see, okay, there's something here. There's something here that's different. What is it? It's MS. There's an MS that's shining forth into the Dibor. Okay, now this is Adkan. Before we even get into the next element of what this MS is and what the Dibor is, we're going to get into all this at length. But I want to speak to you a little bit outside about these ideas based on what we began with. And if you're still with me, thank you so much for sticking with me. I, I don't know how many people are going to watch this all the way through. I think that it's worth it if you do. But if you're, if you're still with me, thank you so much for being a part of it. I think this is special. And I think we're being zochah to say out to the Shema. Hashem should continue to, to shower us with His presence because we just want to connect to Him and we just want to channel Him. We just want to be real and we want to reveal the Him within us. And we just want to be aware that that's what we're trying to get at. So listen to this. In reference to that place of Olam Haba, which we said is the world of Bina. Bina being the eighth, one above the sevenness of this, of this natural world, one above into the realm of eight. We refer to it using the word Echad. Because the Pasuk says, like we said, by Yoimahu, on that day, on that day again of Olam Haba, which is the realm of Bina, Yiyeh Hashem Echad, Ushmai Echad. Everything will be one Echad. Let me explain. The Gemara says, today is not one, today is one. But we still live within a world of disparity. But Allah said, love it, we're going to realize everything was echad, everything was ava, everything was love. Kalmada, Avad Rachman, Latav, Avid. All the Chisaro, now Rabbi Nachman develops it more, was for the purpose of halada, mizmo lasoida, is tolada, that's the praise, and that's alam haba, and that's the carbon toida, and the das, and, and so on and so forth, through the process of halacha. Echad. Says Rabbi Nachman, do you know what the esode of emes is? This comes from Torah and Aleph. The esode of emes is achdus. Because truth needs to be bound with the concept of oneness. Because there's only one truth. If I hold up this cup, for example, and I want to say the truth, I say that it's a cup. And that's the only truth I can say about it. If I'm talking about what it is essentially, I can also describe other things about it's filled with water. Also true, right? But each thing in and of itself, I can't say that it's filled also with apple juice. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be true. The truth is that there's water in here. The truth is that this is a cup. I can't tell you that, it, that it's a cup and it's also a guitar. I couldn't do that because that wouldn't be true. Sheker is bounded on the concept of multiplicity. Because if I wanted to lie to you about this cup, I could tell you everything in the world. I could tell you it's a clock. I could tell you it's a book. I could tell you it's a car. I could tell you it's a building. I could tell you it's a foot. I could tell you, I could tell you anything I want about this, about this, uh, about this cup. Sheker is multiplicity. Sheker is connected to multiplicity. MS is Echad. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is MS. HaShem Alekeichem MS. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Echad. Shema Yisrael HaShem Alekeinu HaShem Echad. The Echad of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his Achdos, is his MS. His MS is his Achdos. The creation of the physical world is the foundation for the possibility of Sheker. In the upper realms above, it's all echad, it's all achdos, it's all bound up clearly within HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence, who's revealed within those worlds, within those realms of the moch, in the keser, chachma, bina, the spiritual blueprint, everything is, is echad. But once there becomes the illusion of a separate creation, then there is one and two. Because from our perspective, there's one, there's a Baruch Hu who's the creator, but we also live in the reality or perception of a creation. 
to Sheker. Sheker. Then it becomes the possibility for us to have a realm of Sheker. So the realm of multiplicity is going to be itself the realm of Sheker. And that's why, again, this realm of the head, which contains within it the spiritual blueprints and underpinnings of, of, of creation, is all the inyan of the moichin, chachma, bina, keser. Keser, chachma, bina is the inyan of achtos. It's all unified. When it starts the seven days of the week, which is the p- patterns of seven that underlie our physical reality, it's going to be a hand here and a hand there. Everything becomes separate one from the other, disjointed, even though they're all part of the same body, but they manifest separately because this is the realm of Sheker, because there's the possibility of saying there's a creator and creation. Two, you can say two things about it, Sheker. Then it's Sheker. In as much as we are seeing the MS that there is no creation and that even Elohim is Echad, the more we're connecting ourselves to the realm of MS. The more we're connecting ourselves to the realm of achtos, of oneness, finding the light of the Creator, which is unified, which is Hashem Alekechem MS, and Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekechem Hashem Echad, manifest through this experience of our, our world of diversity and multiplicity, but realizing that there is no multiplicity on the level that behind all multiplicity is the, is the achtos of HaKadosh Baruch and so now we're able to understand why we're speaking here so much about, about MS. Because MS, again, aligns with everything that we spoke about. Not just that it's true that a Baruch Hu does everything, but at the core, this element of what Olam Haba is, the realm of Bima, the realm of unity, that crosses the boundary, Yesh me Ayin, that crosses the boundary from Ayin into the possibility of Yesh, which is the possibility of denying that there's a God, a possibility of choosing creation over creator, it's going to be bound up with, the, with, with this element of emes, because emes is achtos. And so Rabbi Nachman says that when a person is zoiche to toida halacha, a person is zoiche to this kind of mindset and this kind of experience of being able to live every minute of life filled with incredible gratitude toward HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu from behind everything and to see every single little halacha as another way and another medium through which we can connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through which we can come to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu, such a person attains the light of emes. Because that light of emes, again, the light of emes is the light of achtos. This person is choosing creator over creation. This person is trying to go ahead and to find the, the oneness of a Kaddish Baruch Hu behind the diversity and the multiplicity of nature. He's trying to find the one beyond the seven. The seven is the, is the sevenness of nature and he's trying to find Bina, the unifying motherly light that shines from behind all of it. That Midah through which a Kaddish Baruch Hu is creating the world which is a, which is a Mavar, which is, the, which is the bridge between Yesh and Ay and Ay and Yesh. And it's Meir Ba'adibor. It manifests in our speech. What is speech? Speech also has a spiritual source. Like we said, the Tamchin Yoraisa, those that support Torah have a spiritual source. Speech also has a spiritual source. The spiritual source of speech is Malchus. Malchus, the Zohar Kodesh tells us, Malchus Peh. The sphere of Malchus is associated with the concept of, of speaking. Of speaking, the Melech speaks, right? He makes dic- he makes dictates, he he makes exeros, uh, he makes decrees, and that's how he runs his kingdom. The Melech is founded upon this concept of speech. The mouth is oriented with the idea of of speech, 
the, the idea of speech. And the emes that we're speaking about is associated with bina above. That bina, by the way, is associated with the lave, because we already said halave maven. That's the holistic nature of the human being is encapsulated within the heart. We have all different parts of our body, certain pieces we need, certain parts we don't necessarily need, but the heart is the core of it. The heart is the one from which all the veins that spread throughout the body, but it all comes forth from the heart. The heart is the, is the oneness, is the unity, is the realm of bina. And the, and the, and the dibor is the element of malchus. So when a person is zochet to toda, which is the element of olam haba, and halacha, which is, uh, which is an element of olam azeh, which is hakala, which itself is a reference to malchus, the emes of bina is going to be meyer betoch dibur, Because this is the orientation of the connection between the first hey in Yudkevavke and the last hey in Yudkevavke, which is the mother and the daughter, which is bina and malchus, each ate from one, ate from one another. Bina being ate up from malchus, Malchus being ate down from Bina, the ability for the light of the eighth, the light of one beyond seven to shine down into our lived experience, which is Malchus Olam Hazeh, that's manifested in the conception of being able to articulate words, to speak, because God created this world, which is the world of Malchus, with speech. That Yoimer Elikim and so on and so forth. This whole world is founded on speech, is founded on the concept of Malchus, and this world is the sphere of Malchus, and that's the Indian of David Amelech is all tfilah, va'ani tfilah, tfilah la'ani kiyatov. Malchus is an ani, Malchus has nothing of its own, it's the Levana, which is lacking, and it only has what the sun gives it. But we can, atta- we can attach ourselves to this heart, to this element of the oneness and allow that, which is MS, oneness, and allow it to be mayor bahadib or to manifest in speech. What kind of person is zochet to this? A person that, man- that, that, that manages to merit toida halacha. A person who has this kind of relationship with the Yiddishkeit, where he's able to realize that all the halacha is a kli, is a vessel for coming to know HaKadosh Baruch Hashem Imoy. That's the sum total of halacha, or says Rebbe Nachman, such a person is zocha, to the ability for his speech and capacity to articulate and to express thoughts, to be filled with emes. And we made up, we mentioned a Pasuk before, and we said that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not happy when our speech is disconnected from our hearts. As the Pasuk says, kibduni. There's a way of bringing honor to God with our mouths, which now we're understanding means in our living and doing the right things in this world, but it's not really connected to the lave. It's not really connected to the element of bina. It's not really connected and channeling that realm of oneness. So we speak about nice things and we daven and we learn and we talk about Hashem, but, but, but it's, it, there's a disjointed element where bina and, the lave, uh, bina and the mouth, they're not absolutely connected one with the other. The first hey and the last hey of Yudkevavke aren't being bridged by the vav of halacha. The vav is always halacha. Halacha is kasher, pasal, tame, tahar, mutter, aser. It's associated with the six days of the week. There are six areas of halacha. And that's, of course, encapsulated in the letter vav. The vav is the inin of halacha. The vav is the shishe sidre mishnah. That's the element that's supposed to bind the hey of olam haba, which is taida, which is thanks. And the hey of Olam which is Halacha Hakala. And Biswas of Kibduni, Hashem says, make sure that you're not engaging with this world in a way that looks like it's Kibduni, but Balibam Rihak Mimen. You gotta channel the Bina into the Malchus. You gotta channel the first hey into the last hey. You have to channel the realm of oneness into the realm of multiplicity. That is the ultimate goal. And that's what we've been speaking about over here to be able to allow the Dibor to be illuminated with the light of the MS. And this is what the Dagamach and Ephraim says, just a sweet vart. There's so much to say, and I don't wanna get into every single detail. Detail. I could I literally could speak for forever, and I don't want to do that. Um, and, and not that I could speak forever, but it is possible to speak forever and ever and ever on every single, not just every Torah, every line here, because it's klalias. Um, but the Dagamach Nefraim says in the pasuk, 
that when Amisol were leaving Mitzrayim, no dog barked at them. That's a simple understanding. It says the Hilgadagamach and Ephraim. Do you know what it means? That no dog barked at them. He says, Do you know when Am Yisrael are Zochet to be in a matzav, to be in a situation where where nobody screams at us and, no, and, and nobody attacks us? Kelev Lashayna. That means dog and, and, and Lashayna and words and expression. But it says the Dagal, you can also read the word Kelev as Kilev. Kilev Lashayna. For Am Yisrael, the way that we can succeed is when when what we say is aligned with what we are deeply feeling inside and we should be feeling this overwhelming awareness of a Kodesh Baruch in the realm of Bina, in the realm of Emes, in the realm of Achtos, that then becomes manifest in our speech. Which is the opposite of when our mouths and our hearts are very close together, which is the Indian of Bina and Malchus, which is the Indian of Hoda'a, which is Olam Haba Bina, and Halacha Hakala, which is the Malchus of this physical world. So now we can understand on a deeper level, of course, why Malchus and, I'm sorry, why halacha and toda, why this kind of approach to this world and understanding what we're supposed to do and what this world is founded upon is going to enable a person to, uh, to have this experience of the emes, meir biribua hadibor, shining forth within this element of dibor. Nimsa we find, says the Eliger that after everything we described, how MS again is associated with Bina Olam Haba, that Malchus Dibor only has a Kiyam in as much as it's connected to the realm of MS, to, to eternality. And here Benachman introduces this incredible concept that the MS that we're speaking about manifests within Dibor in three names, three divine names, all of which are associated with different aspects of MS, which we'll get into. Hashem in the next half hour or so. But before we get there, Rabbi Nachman first introduces us to the Pasuk that he's going to interpret and going to focus on later. But Bechinas, the Pasuk in Tehillim says, Kel Elokim Havaya Diber. Kel Elokim Havaya Diber. These are three names of God. The name of Kel, the name of Yudke Vavke, and the name of Elokim. Ke, I'm sorry, well, not in that order, but Kel, Elokim, Yudke Vavke, and then Diber. So here we see a relationship between the three names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and a fourth element of Dibor. And Rabbi Nachman is going to demonstrate how this Pasuk encapsulates the, orient, the, 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 uh, the relationship between Dibor and Emes. That these three names are going to be associated with Emes. And of course the word Dibor is associated with Dibor. But before getting into what those three elements of Emes are, and Emes is always three. Yaakov Avinu is Emes and Yaakov Avinu is the third. We're going to get into all of this, Be'ezer HaShem. Yaakov Avinu is the third. And, and, uh, and, and, and there are three letters of Emes. Aleph, Mem, Tav. And so there are three Shemus of Emes. Emes is always a Claudius of three, as we're going to see. But first he focuses on what he calls the Arba Chelke Hadibur. The four elements of Dibor of speech. Of course, it's no coincidence that in that Mizmar Kovzayin, where we spoke about Halacha, because the last Pasuk there that says, that says, How many people are the Tzrichem Lahaydois? Arba Tzrichem Lahaydois. There are four. And guess what Halacha is oriented with? Guess what Halacha is associated with? Also four. This idea of four is encapsulated within Malchus. Malchus is always four. Malchus is speech. But Malchus 
Malchus is for because it's connected with the letter Dalid. The letter Dalid is numerically uh, is numerically equivalent to four, and the letter Dalid is delays. It spells an Aramaic word which is quoted in the Zohar Kaddish in reference to Malchus, which states delays klum. Malchus has nothing of its own, and the letter the word delays is the letter Dalid. Malchus is the Dalit. Malchus is the four Malchuyos, right? There are four Galuyos that Am Yisrael goes to goes through. This is this world is connected. It's connected to seven, yes, but it's connected to four more specifically. In, in, in terms of its being encapsulated within the Midah of Malchus. And so there are going to be four elements of speech. And here Ibn Achman first outlines the four elements of speech. Then he's going to tell us about the three names of MS and showing us how these two things manifest and culminate in Shabbos. Let's take it slow. Again, if you're still with me, I love you. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so grateful. And what a privilege because I just need to share this. I need to share this. It's filling my heart. And I, I just want that people should be able to learn Tyra on this level. That's just something different. It's something new. You never heard of it before. It's, it's, there's no safer like this. It's just completely different. And it's a Pele. And Rabbi Nachman's safer again, is a Schaut de Geula. We need to learn these Torahs. So all I can do is make it available for people, I guess, and encourage people to learn it. Um, but if you're still with me, Mamash Ashreinu, Ashreinu, Ashreinu. What a privilege. So let's jump into the Arab Chalki Adibor. Rabbi Nachman says, There is the concept of the fourfold aspect or fourfold foundation of speech. Speech is four. When Am Yisrael were in Golos, were in Golos Mitzrayim. But Yadib or Begolos, all the Svar Makdashim say the same thing. That when Am Yisrael were in Golos, it was as if the Dibor was in Golos. Everything in Mitzrayim has to do with speech. Paro is Osios Ha'oref. That's the back of the neck, the opposite of speech. It's the place where speech cannot come out from. It's the, it's the contrast in Tumah of the Kedusha of Dibor. Moshe Rabbeinu, as we're going to learn, is a Kfad Peh. He's not able to speak. He needs to go outside of the city could say he needs to go outside of the city in order to David the whole element of of Yitzias Mitzrayim is associated with, with speech, right? Call a marvelous sapper be Yitzias Mitzrayim harizim mishubach. We can also orient this back and connect this back to the Degamach and Ephraim's Torah that was about Yitzias Mitzrayim. Loyechratz kelev l'shaynim. Do you know why the dogs didn't bark at them? Because kelev l'shaynim, kelev l'shaynim, kelev l'shaynim. Because it was a giloy of this concept of speech. It was the gulas. Uh, it was the it was the guula of the shechina, which of course lives within each and every member of Am Yisrael. Akol be'asar shechinta sharia that Am Yisrael then collect collectively. All of Am Yisrael, the Shvatim were in Galos, and that's the Galos Hashchina. Shchina is associated with Malchus. Now Malchus is Dibor, and so we were in that element of Galos Hadibor. But when we got out, then we were zochet to Kalev Lashonim, Kalev Lashonim, and that's the Geula of Malchus in as much as it's channeling Bina. But Rabbi Nachman says that when we were still in Galos Vayadibor, but Galos never by Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu told the master of the world, Lo ish devarim hanoichi. I'm not a man of words. Gam mitmol, gam mishilshem, gam meoz dabercha. El avdecha. He says, not today, not from yesterday, not the day before, and not meoz, from then when you started speaking to me. Lo ish devarim hanoichi. I'm not a man of words. This was Moshe Rabbeinu saying, I'm not a man of Dibor, I'm not a man of words. And Rabbi Nachman is able to intuit, Rabbi Nachman is able to listen deeply to this Pasuk and identify four 
kinds of speech for chalakim of dibur. Of course, why four again associated with malchus? Malchus pe, malchus is deles lamegamik klum. Deles is the letter dalit. Dalit is four. Cesar benachmin zebachinas ribua hadibur. Each of these elements in the pasuk loy is devarim anoichi. Element number one. Gam mitmol. Element number two. Gabi shilshaim. Shilshaim shalosh. Element number three. Gam meaz. Element number four. We're going to delve into all of these now. There are ribuah hadibur, araba chelki hadibur, four categories of speech. One, ki dibur shalt tzedakah. First, we have the speech of righteousness, of charity. Bebechinas, because the Pasuk Yishayo says, midaber bitzdaka. There's the concept of midaber bitzdaka, to be able to speak with tzedakah, with charity. And this kind of speech is associated with humanity because this kind of speech is something that only human beings have that the, that the, that the animals do not have. What's the Geder Adam? What's the Geder Adam? What separates us from the, the, the animal kingdom is our capacity to speak. That's number one, but also our capacity to give tzedakah. We have this unique capacity to think in an altruistic manner. You can find that sometimes among animals, but this desire to go ahead and self-sacrifice for the purpose of others, you don't often find by animals. And so the gather Adam of speech is going to be associated with the gather Adam of tzedakah. These two things are bound one with the other. Which the chai is not able to do. The animals don't have that capacity. And that's pshat. The Zohar Kodesh tells us, The Zohar Kodesh links the creation of man to this pasik. These two things, which is a, rel- which is a reference to to Boaz, which is a reference to the chesed that Boaz was doing with Rus, the creation of man is the gilui of righteousness because that's man's uh, very specific and unique role in the world vis-a-vis animals. He can also speak. Adam famously is a mispalel, mispalel, right? Adam, right? He was, a, Targum says, he was a speaking spirit. That's what we are, we can speak. But it's also connected with tzedakah. Because this is what it means to be able to speak, it means to be able to do chesed. So now we can understand that this was what Moshe Rabbeinu was referring to in the first part of this Pasuk when he says, Well, what kind of dibor are you referring to? Let's listen carefully. Ish. We have to think of the kind of speech that is oriented with and connected with this unique aspect that Adam has that behemoths don't have. And that's the speech of tzedakah. I don't, says Moshe Rabbeinu, in his humility, in his anivas, of course he did, but he says, I don't have the speech of tzedakah, the speech of man, the speech that, 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 that uniquely enables me to assume the position of human in your creation. And we have another Pasuk that connects dibur to tzedakah and to ish, these three concepts together. The Pasuk says, Toiv ish, ish, chaynin umalve, chesed, tzedakah, Right? A good person who's So he has Dibor. So here we have all these three things connected. Ish, Chesed, 
Dibor. And this is what Maish Rabbeinu is referring to when he says, ish He's referring to the Dibor of Tzedakah. That's the first kind of Dibor, the first of the four categories of Dibor. But there's also a Dibor of Tshuva, says Rabbi Nachman. Bachinas the Pasik says Khuimachim Dvarim Meshuvu al Hashem. We see that Dibor's speech, Khuimachim Dvarim, is connected with Vishuvu al Hashem to do Chuva to return to Akadash Barhu. Vizabachinas, this is a refer- this is referenced in the Pasak by that by Moshe Rabbin when he says, Gamitmal. Loi ish dvarim anoichi is the dibor of tzedakah. Gammi tmol is the dibor of tshuva. Why is tmol connected to tshuva? Bechinas dibor shal tshuva. It's a connection and, 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 and it's an aspect of the dibor of tshuva. Kamay shikasav, the pasuk about tshuva says in, in Tehillim, Ois parak tzadi, v'atoymer shuvu b'nei adam ki elav shanam be'inecha ki yoyim. Esmol, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "Return, son of man, shuvu bnei Adam, ki elav shana meinacha kiyoyim esmol." Because a thousand years in your eyes, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is like a day. Kiyoyim esmol. You find the concept of esmol yesterday in the context of tshuva. Moshe Rabbeinu over here is saying, "Gam mitmal." What's mitmal? Must be tshuva. And tshuva is associated with dibor as well as the pasuk says, "Chui machem devarim dibor v'shuvu el Hashem." So so far, those are two of the four categories of dibor, and they are referenced in Moshe Rabbeinu's words: "Loi is devarim anachi dibor of tzedakah." Kamitmal is the dibor of tshuva. V'yesh says Rabbi Nachman, the third kind of dibor: "Yesh dibor shel ashirus." There's a dibor of ashirus of wealth. Those wealthy people that are close to the king. The Pasuk says, These three spouts that were seen in the dream. These three spouts, sprouts on the, on coming, or, or shoots that are coming off of the, of the branch. Three princes, three sorry geim, three people that are, that are ministers close to the king. Like Rashi says over there. So that's connected to three, and that's going to be Gami Shilshaim, right? That's going to be the concept of Ragami Shilshaim. That's three, because these are the three sorry games, Shloishes Hasarigim, and these people who are Ashirim Krebim Mamalchus that are associated with three are connected to speech because the Pazik initially says, Chain Svasav, Re'ehu Melech. The friends of the, of the king, Chain Svasav, they, they speak well, they know how to speak. That's the Dibor of the wealthy, of those that are close to Malchus. That's the third kind of speech, Zebachinas, and this was hinted to in Moshe Rabbeinu's words. Words when he said Gami Shilshaim, meaning to say that I don't have the speech of Shilshaim either. That's the third kind of speech. And then finally, there's the speech of Malchus itself, which we already said that Malchus is itself connected to speech. Malchus Pe, like we said, Malchus is connected to speech. Ah, here he brings it. The Malchus Pe. And of course, each and every sphera, we already hinted to this earlier, each and every sphera is associated with one of the shameless of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. What's the shame that's associated with Malchus? The shame of Adni. And the Pasuk says, Adni Sifasai Tiftach. Malchus is going to be connected to speech. Adni Sifasai Tiftach. So there's a Dibor of Malchus. Bechinas Malchus Peh. Veza Bechinas Gam Oz Dabercha. Me Oz. Bechinas Nochin Kisacha Me Oz. This is very deep. I want to go into this for a second. In presenting the fourth category of speech, was the, which is the Dibor of Malchus, Malchus itself, Rabbi Nachman uses the word Uz in the Pasuk as a reference to Malchus, 
by finding an intermediate Pasuk that seems to connect Oz to Malchus, and that Pasuk is Nachon Kisacha Me Oz. Your chair is is Kisacha, not is Nachon, is sat is, is um, established and firm may us from then. It says, Rebbein ah, Kisei, must be a reference to Malchus, and we'll talk about why in a minute. Now, us is associated with Malchus, and gam us da bercha, there's a dibor of Malchus, and that's the element of gam us da bercha, this fourth category of speech, which is the Dalit, which is the less lemegam which is the dibor of Malchus, which is itself connected to speech, but we need a Pasuk to prove it, and that's the Pasuk of Nachon Kisacha me us. This element of Nachon Kisacha me us hints to us that this is the at, this is the essence of what Malchus is. Malchus is the Kisei. Malchus is that we're sent down to this world to transform our lives into a Merkava, into a chariot for our Kaddish Baruch Hu, Vavi Mishkan Evna, to enable our heart to become a chariot for our Kaddish Baruch Hu, through Halacha, through right behavior, right ways of speaking, right ways of thinking, right ways of acting. All of the human experience is for the purpose, the tachlis, which is malchus, the tachlis, which is this world finally manifested in Shabbos. Shabbos is the pinnacle of creation. What was the point of creation? That we should live Shabbos, Dick. That we should live with the princess. That we should live in a way that enables us to become a kiseh, a chariot for our Kaddish Baruch That a Kaddish Baruch could rely on us, so to speak. Could rely on us to fix the world, to daven for the world, to do everything we can to shine a light of das emes into the world, to the best of our capacity and in the right way. This is the element of kisei. This is the element of nachon kisacha me'oz. And what's oz? Very simply. If we said that malchus is the culmination of the element of the, of the, of the physical reality, and that's manifest in Shabbos Kodesh, and Shabbos is the seventh, then it's able to channel Bina. And it's doing what it's supposed to do. And it's channeling and it's recognizing that this whole physical creation is just the speech of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's Elohim and it's Bayamahu Yashem Echorishmaiahu is Bina. It's Emes, it's Bina. But it's mayor down into the Ribuah Hadibur. It's mayor down into this element of the seven. And so and so of course this element that's going to be a reference to Malchus is going to be the word Uz. Uz is Zion, which is the seven, and Aleph, which is the one beyond it. And the Pasik says, Eze Mekaim Bina. Bina. Eze, of course, is itself the letters Yud K and the letter Uz, because Bina contains within it all. It contains within it the, the, the seven and the oneness of Bina itself, and Lamalamikaidesh, the He, which is a reference to it, and the Yud of Chachma. It brings everything together as the Ramak writes, Eze Mekaim Bina. That's the element of Bina, which is, which is referenced in this word, which is referenced in this word, Nachan Kesachami Uz, because that's a mal. So here are these four categories of speech. Let's go through them very quickly again. The first one is Dibor of Tzedakah. And that's a reference, in, that's referenced to in the Pasuk when, when Moshe Rabbeinu says, ish Why is Ish connected to Tzedakah? Because that's the Gedar Adam. Gedar Adam to give Tzedakah, Gedar Adam to speak. Speech and Tzedakah are bound together and they are all encapsulated in the word, word Loi Ish Dvar Manoichi. Gamitmol is the Dibor of Tshuva because the Pasuk says, ki, uh, ki, alam menachi, ki, emes, um, No, the Pasuk before. For that, Tashiv and Ashadaka, a timer Shuvu Bene Adam, right? Ki Elif Shanabe Nacha Kiyoim Esmol. Esmol is going to be the concept of Chuva. And Kuyamachim Dvarim Meshuva Lashem, the second is the concept of Chuva, Gamitmol. 
Dibor of Tshuva. The third Dibor is the Dibor of the Hashirim Kreibim Lamalchus, the Shleishes Hasarigim, Gamishulshim, the Shleishes Sarigayim, the three ministers, Chenri Eus Fasav Melech. These is, I'm sorry, this is going to be the third category of speech, which is hinted to in the Pasuk, and finally, Oz is going to be Malchus, Malchus to Kedusha, illuminated with the light of Bina, and that's going to be the concept of Nachon Kisachami Oz. These are the Arabic Chalkia Dibor. This is Dibor, this is all, Mal- it's all Malchus, right? It's possible also to suggest, also, and for, for thinking about it, that MS is going to be. Tiferes, because we already said, and we're going to learn about the three elements and components of emes. We're going to learn based on these three uh, uh, these, these three shemes and the pasuk kel elikim havaya diber. So now we're just talking about dibor, but we're going to talk about emes. Emes is going to contain within it three elements, but it manifests within the, the capacity that we have of, of being truthful, which is the Yaakov Avinu within us, which is the torso. And if you think about it, if you really look carefully, it's a basic thing. And this element from the ribuah hadibor. Each and every one of us, each and every one of them is referencing the other spheros that surround the sphere of Tiferes, which is going to be associated with Emes, because Tita and Emes Yaakov, and Yaakov is Tiferes. Yaakov is the blend between Chachma and Bina. And the way, the way that we can see that is that the Dibor of Tzedakah is the sphere of Chesed. Chesed. The Dibor of Tshuva is the Dibor of Gevura. Gevura takes a lot, Tshuva takes a lot of Gevura. Right, a person goes into a state of of of, of judgment. Right, ain't done him. Right, a person has to ain't done him lamala and done him lamata. But a person needs to be misboning and a person needs to really, really be very real with oneself. And that takes a lot of gevura. That's the element of tshuva, the dibor of 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 ashirim kravim lamalchus. What does it tell you? Kravim lamalchus. That's already telling you the sphere of malchus. What are the three that are kravim lamalchus? Yisoid, netzach and hoid, or netzach hoid and yisoid. Right, so we have Chesed and Gvura, the Dibor of Tzedakah and the Dibor of Tshuva. And then Tiferes is going to be the MS in and of itself, which is Meir all around and shines through the other spheres. Then we have the three that are Kravim Lamalchus, which is Netzach hiding Yisait. And then, of course, the Dibor of Malchus is the, final, is the final sphere of Malchus. So that's also an interesting point. Let's jump in now to the concept of what this thing is called MS. What is this concept of MS Meir Beribuah HaDibor? Says the Elegar Rebbe Schus, what a privilege to learn his words with you. This MS that we're going to talk about shines within the Ribuah Hadibor, these four Chelke Dibor, through three names, which we made reference to before Shehem, Kel, Elohim, Hashem. These three names, Kel, Elohim, Hashem, are the sum total of the MS that's manifesting within, all around, within the Ribua Hadibor, within the realm of seven, that connects the seven back to the Echad, which is, of course, the MS, encapsulated within the heart, within the realm of Bina, that we're trying to manifest in our lived experience through the, through the, through the concept of Halacha and the consciousness of Toida Halacha. Shem Kelelikim Hashem, Shem Achinas Zivugen. These three elements are also have associations. And the associations of these three things are Torah, Tzvila, and Shidduchim. And are associated with these three names. How? Kel, says Rebbe Nachman, the name Kel, Zabachinas Tfila is connected to the concept of Tfila. Ki Kel al Shema Koyach. What does this name Kel mean? What are we supposed to have in mind when we say the name Kel? Takif, Ubalei Choyles Kulam, strength. Kel connotes strength. It's the meat of Chesed, by the way. Kel is also a name. It's associated with Chesed. 
but it's associated with gvura in the sense that there's a there's a gvura sheba chesed. That's kel, right? Is is the incredible power and strength with which chesed just boom it shoots out and wants to just change the world and transform everything. That's the gvura and chesed. That's kel. That's why kel is takav hubalei There's a strength there. And Rabbi Nachman says that it's through tefillah that Am Yisrael are called Kel. Then Kodesh Baruch Hu refers to us as Kel. But Bechinas the Gemara Megillah says Minayin Shekara Kodesh Baruch Hu Yaakov Kel. How do we know that a Kodesh Baruch Hu called Yaakov Kel? Shenem Rabbi Yikra like Kel. There's an element in which a Kodesh Baruch Hu refers to us as being Kel, which means not that we're God or divine, of course, but that means that we have power. It means that we have power. What power do we have? Tefillah gives us the power. That's our whole power. We always say, in koyach Our whole power is in our mouth, is in our speech, is in our ability to praise. That's, our, that's the function of what it is to be human and the function of what HaKadosh Baruch who dreamed of this nation for, like we said a number of times already. That's our strength. And think of it. What is it we're doing when we're davening? We're davening to be mevatal gzeira. It means to say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made gzeira and we're davening that we should be, he should be mevatal gzeira. That's an incredible gvura that we have. It's an incredible kel. It's an incredible takif. And we are called kel. We have that capacity. And that's why Kel is connected to Tefillah. We take the, 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 the strength for ourselves. Because we're going ahead and we're nullifying his Gezeris. We have an incredible amount of Koyach from this. We are called Kel because we can daven. Kel is associated with Tefillah. In Yerushalmi. Loi ish kel vaichazev. Loi ishu shaasa divri kel kechazev. Loi ishu a tzaddik that's able to go ahead and to prevent what Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants kibiyachol express that he wants to happen. Prevent that loy issues like mamish such a lofty level. Shaosim shaasa divri kel kechazev. Right, kel kechazev. You 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 made the dvarim the words of kel, which is the gzeiras of Hashem and the gevur that Hashem has kechazev, as if as if he was lying. Right, because we can be mavatal the gzeiras. Through tefillah we can be mavatal the gzeiras. Vazay Yisrael nekram kel. That's why Am Yisrael are called kel. And this is associated with, with Dibor. And the ability for this element of MS, Kel Elikim Hashem Dibor. Now we're in Kel, Dibor. Shines into Dibor. Will enable us to speak. What's your gvura? Tfila, our own tfila is your gvura. That's kel. We take your gvura from you. Gvuras cha yidaberu. It's the gvura we take from you through our tfila, through being mavato gzeris yidaberu that will shine into speech. Tano idea koyach gvura. Shes abachinas kel al shem koyach meir hadibur al idea emes. This illuminates the dibur through emes. Kiat tfila hirak. Because we already said, Tefillah's got to be, Dibor's got to be with MS. You can't daven without MS. To all those, to all those that call out to him. So we see that Tefillah Kel is associated with MS, and it's Meir Biribuah Dibor because Gvurascha Kel, Takiv. Tefillah Yidaberu enables us to speak. That's the first of these three shames. Kel Elikim Havaya Diber. Diber is the, the, the Diber is is going to be connected to the Arab Chelki Adibor. And this is the first of these three shames that is Meir Birbuah Dibor. What's the second shame? Elikim 
Elohim Zebachinas Torah. Elohim is an aspect of Lim and Torah of Torah study. Come in Shakasa, the Pasik says in Shemois, and you shall be to them Lelokim. What's Lelokim? And the Pasik says, right, it's a, it's a reference back to this element, right? Kadesh Baruch was sending them out. Kadesh Baruch was sending Moshe, you shall be a leader for them. Lelokim. And the Targum is Lerav. And a Rav is Moshe Rabbeinu is Laman Das Kalamer Arts. Kiyashem Alakim. Moshe Rabbeinu is Das Kal Yisrael. And we're going to learn about Moshe now. Moshe Rabbeinu is delivering the Das. Moshe Rabbeinu is gifting us with this understanding of being able to connect to this awareness of MS. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. Everything, everything, that's all Moshe. So Moshe is the Rav. Moshe teaches us. You will be Lelakim. You will have the shame Lelakim. Then it was a reference to Aaron, but you're going to have the capacity to speak. And of course, Moshe and Aaron are themselves Netzach and Hoid, which is very, very deep, which we made reference to before. And we have to understand how that fits in, but of course it fits in. Moshe and Aaron, who we're referencing now. Rav, teaching, that can shine into the Peh. Because the Tzaddik is teaching Torah's Emes. That the whole purpose of halacha, the whole purpose of learning, the whole purpose of God, it's all for the Misa. It's all in order to to lift up the nitzotzos, to lift up holy sparks that are scattered throughout this world by revealing HaKadosh Baruch Hu in everything, utilizing all of physicality for the purpose of connecting ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's called Toitzi Yakar extracting the preciousness rather from the cheapness, from the cheapness of a life of Sheker, a life of choosing creation over Creator. And then the Pasuk ends in Toitzi Yakar If you do this, Kifi there's an aspect of Kifi, Torah is connected to MS. That's the Torah of MS that is Meir, in the aspect of being able to enliven speech, much in the same way that the first name, Kel, is shining in, like we said, that Kel is Tfila, and Tfila is MS, and Ukvaraschi Dabeiru. Here we find that Torah, which we sufficiently bound to the concept of Elohim, can itself be Meir in the Dibor, because Torah's MS, Torah, which is one of the names of MS in the in, in the in the in the channel of Hashem Elokim, Hoysa Befiu is able to go ahead and to illuminate the speech. And finally, Hashem, finally Yudke Vavke, finally we get to the third shame because it was Kel Elokim Havayadiber. Kel Elokim, we already learned. Elokim, I'm sorry, Kel is Tfila, Elokim is Taira. And now we learn what Yudke Vavke is. Yudke Vavke is a Bechina Shiduchim. This is the element of Shiduchim, the Bechina Smehashem Yotzahadavar. Because in reference to Shiduchim, the Pasik says, Mehashem Yotzahadavar. Eliezer says, Ebed Avram realizes that when he sees Rivka and he understands that there's going to be a Shiduch and a Zivug Hagan between Yitzchak and Rivka, he says, Mehashem Yotzahadavar. Yudke Vavke is the name of Zivugim. The Bechinas, the Pasuk initially says, Hashem isha It's from Hashem that a person is zoche to a wise woman, right? And that's the concept of, 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 of zivuk, of shiduchim. emes, and it's all connected to emes, because Eliezer says, Asher hinchani emes, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu has led me on the path of emes in this endeavor. So we see again that emes 
is associated with Shidduchim, and Shidduchim is associated with Yudke Vavke. May Hashem Yatsahadavar. May Hashem Isham Askeles. So we have these three things bound together because what we have in the Pasuk is Kelalikim Hashem. We just have Shemus. We have to understand what they are. And then when we understand what they are, we have to bind them to Emes. And so we did that sufficiently again with Torah. I'm sorry, let's begin with Tefillah. We, we did that sufficiently because we said Kel is power. Tefillah is power. Tefillah has got to be Emes because we said Karv Hashem Lachal Karv Lachal Emes. And this Emes of the power of Tefillah is Meir Bidibor because it says That was Kel. Elokim we said is connected to Torah because Elokim means Rav. And that's the element of Moshe Rabbeinu who's teaching. And that's Meir into the concept of speech. And it's connected to Torah because Torah is Emes Those are the three elements that we bind together. We're doing the same thing now with Shidduchim. First we need to understand we have the Shem Yudke Vavke. What is that connected to? Ah, Shidduchim Zivugim. Me'ashem Yadzadavar. Me'ashem Isha Maskeles. Now we need to understand then how that's going to be associated with Emes. And the third element is now how does how is that mayor in the Dibor? How does that illuminate Dibor? And here Ben Achman says, through this, it's mayor, it shines into Dibor. Ben Achman says that 10 components of speech came down to the world. And, and this is Chazal, the Gemara and Kedushin, Tisha Natlunashin. Women are much more associated with Dibor. We can understand it's not a derogatory comment. Spiritually speaking, women are rooted in the sphere of Malchus. Women also have all the other spheres, but they're rooted specifically in the sphere of Malchus. Malchus is all Dibor. So of 10 components of Dibor that came to the world, women took nine, right? Because their essence, their spiritual essence is bound up in the sphere of Malchus. And the sphere of Malchus is Malchus Peh. And so they're very, very connected to the concept of Dibor. It's very important to see how Nikla and Nister, it, it aligns. You can't really understand Nikla properly without the Nister. You can't understand Nister properly without the Nikla. These two things go hand in hand. We need balance, obviously, right? And so we see how these two things connect. Now, think of it. If nine components of speech went to woman and one component of speech went to man, neither are complete. By the men, the deep were certainly not complete because they're missing nine components. And by the woman, their nine components are still lacking the tenth. When is the shlameless hadibor? When men and women get together. When a man and a woman, a husband and a wife, get together. That's a b'china of shlameless hadibor. Because he's bringing his one component of of, uh, of, of Dibor. She has her nine and they connect together and that's the Shlemus HaDibor. Becholz, my Rebbe Nachman says, Becholz man she'in eskashras, all the while that there's no kesher between man and woman, ain la hadibur shleimus, then the dibur is lacking. Aval kishin eskashrin, when they come together and they have a bachin of zivug and a shiruch, a bachin of yudke vavke, we're going to talk about that in a minute, neschabru, veneschabru, veneschlamim chelke adibur, then the chelek of dibur that the man has, and the chelek of dibur, and the chelke adibur that the women have, comes together and they become completed. Nimsa we find through these three names, Kel Shehem, Kel Elikim Hashem, Shehem Achinas Tfila, Torah and Shidduchim, Nishlam Adibor Al Yedei Emes, like we learned, Hain Ribua Hadibor Shenishlam Al Yedei Al Yedei Emes, Shenishlam Al Yedei Emes. The Parpers L'Chachma says an amazing thing. The Parapras L'Chachma says, Luli de Mistafina. He says such a lashon. He says, if I wasn't afraid, you know, he said, maybe I want to explain this third component of these components as not really being a component, but a conjugation of the first two. Listen to this. He says, this that we're learning now about the different 
chelkim, chalakim of emes, the different shamus of emes, that are meir b'rebuah hadibor, is not disjointed from what we learned in what we call chelik aleph of the Torah, which is the understanding of olam haba, and how it's connected to huda, and how it's connected to halacha, and halacha and olam haba, are, and, and, and how halacha and huda are connected one with the other, and this whole process of chisaron, and then milia chisaron, taluchas adamim, something new being born, and this consciousness being aware of that every single moment, that's not disjointed from what we're speaking about here, which is what's, what, what, which is what leads to this, uh, being able to have the Chalke Adibor, the Dalek Chalke Adibor illuminated with the Shlesh Kave Emes. He says the same thing. We've essentially been talking about Taida, thanks, and Halacha, right? Which is Halacha's Malchus, we said, Taida's Bina, and bringing those two things together is the Bechina of Emes and Dibor, it's one. So he says, think of it. He says, Emes itself has three different Shemas, Kel, Elikim, and Yudke Vavke, but he says it's not three, it's just two. Because the shame kel, which is tefillah, is itself toda, is itself hoda, is thanks, toda, toida. And the name of Elohim is the bechina of Taira, right? Like we've been learning. And he says, what's Taira? Is halacha. So we have Taira and we have tefillah is itself hoda and halacha. These two things that go back to back and, and that they connect. So he says, do you know what shiduchim and zivugim is? The name Yudke Vavke? He says it's just the zivug between Torah and tefillah. It's the zivug between hoda'a and halacha. That's all it is. He says it's not a third element, which is essentially the essence of Yaakov Avinu, who is not a new Indian. Yaakov Avinu is not a new Indian. Yaakov Avinu is the bechina of, 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 of the mix between Avram and Yitzchak. And so then it produces tefillah. It's not something new. It, it, it manifests as a new entity in and of itself, but it, it, it is only the zivug, right? The shiducham and zivug in between Torah and tefillah, between the first two shemes. So it's kel, elokim, and then yud kevavke is the zivug. Yud kevavke is the zivug, by the way, between the male and female aspects, because yud kevavke itself contains two shemes. There's the way that we write it, which is yud kevavke, and that's associated with the male way and the way Hashem manifests himself to creation, which we refer to as HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh, Kedusha is removed, it's beyond, it's outside of our realm of experience. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then the way that we say it is Aleph Dalet Nun Yud, Adni, the shame of Adnus. And that's, the, that's, that's connected to Malchus, we already said. Adni Sefasai Tiftach. So it, it contains itself the name Yudke Vavke, contains itself the female and the male aspect, the aspect of Torah, which is the male aspect, and the aspect of Tefillah, which is the female aspect, bringing it down into this Nikuda of a third Metzius called, uh, called Shiduchim and Zivugim. That's what the Parapurais Lechachma says. Laniyaz Daiti, it's possible maybe to suggest also that in the context of Shiduchim and Zivugim, which we're speaking about, among these two shamas of Emes in and of themselves, the shame of Yudke Vavke, I'm sorry, the shame of Kel and the shame of Elohim, beyond that, there's a Zivug taking place between the three shamas of Emes and the Ribuah Hadibor that they're manifesting into. Where else do you find Shiduchim and Zivugim between three and four? And the answer, of course, is the three avos and the four imahos. 
And this works out nicely because we already said that the imahos, we already said that the feminine sphere is more associated with speech. So it makes sense that they would be represented in the Arba Chelke Hadibur, and that's the four imahos. And the masculine element is more the element of emes, is more the element like we're speaking about here, right? Is the chelik of Dibur that the emes contains, but then they come together and they are mashlim and they have a hashlama. And I think maybe it's possible to say that these are the three chalakim of, of, uh, of, 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 of emes, right? Is that the name of Kel is Avram Avinu? That's the Inan of Tefillah. The name of Elohim, we know, is the name of Gvura, and that's Yitzchak. And Yaakov Avinu, which is the Shidduch and the Zivug, which is the Etsem HaEmes Titan Emes Liyakov Toiras Emes Hoisabefiu, is the conjugation between Avram and Yitzchak which produces a manifest in the Bechina of Tiferes. And so that's the three Avos. And the three Avos are the three Chalke, of the, of the three Shemas of, of Emes. But then we have Arab Chalke Adib, where there are four. And let's try to do this. We have to align the four Imos with, the, with these four Chalke Adibor. So I would say that the Dibor of Tzedakah is associated with Rivka. Rivka, we make reference to later on, that she's the one who comes, Atasisa Chesedim Adoini, Eliezer says. You've, got, you've done a, a, a kindness, right, with your, with your master. But Ditcher has a whole tire on that, how it's a reference to Avram Avinu, who called the Kodesh Baruch Adon, very, very deep, right? that Avram brought about all chesed in the world is im adoini, is only because of the shepherd that Avram Avinu is bringing down into the world. It's an amazing thing. I read about it in Sparks from Ritchiv. But this nekuda of, uh, of, of, of chesed, of tzedakah, that's the chelik of Dibor that's associated with uh, Rivka. Uh, Rivka is the balas chesed. Tshuva is Rachel. About Rachel it says, mini koili mini koilech. Rachel is crying over Am Yisrael needing to return. That's the Inan of Tshuva. And all of that is, 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 is wrapped up into Rachel. We have Ashirim Kroivim Lamalchus. What's the Inan of Ashiras? Ashirim Kroivim Lamalchus. That would be an Akuda of Leah because Leah gives birth to the Bechar. The Bechar is the Inan of, is the, at least it was supposed to be, Ruven is the Inan of uh, Apishnaim, and that's Ashirim. That's a shirim. That's that's a, that's an added element of wealth, and then ultimately, Sarah is associated with the chelik hadibor of Malchus because her very name Chazal says Sarah al kol elam kulei. Sarah, right? The name Sarah is the is the feminine uh, terminology for Sar, right? Is the feminine term for Sar. Sar is a king, and so that's the dibor of Malchus Sarah al kol elam kulei. So here you have the four imois, each of which aligns with one of the chelki hadibor, and we have the three shemas of Emes, each of which aligns with one of the shemas of of, of the avos Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Kel, Elikim, Havaya, manifest into the Ribuah Hadibor, which is, which is Rivka, Rachel, right? Rivka, Tzedaka, Rachel, Tshuva, Sar, um, and Leah, Ashiras, and then finally Sarah, which is Malchus. This is going to be significant, so let's keep that in mind. Let's go weiter. Ois hey. Psiatr Shmaya. Ushleimus Hadibor, Ubechinas Lashana Kodesh. Shleimus Hadibur, when a person attains this aspect of complete speech, this aspect that we're speaking about of Toida Halacha, right? Hoda Halacha brings us back into the element that we've been talking about from the beginning of being able to bring the light of Bina, the light of unity, the light of oneness down into our lived experience of Halacha. That's an element of Lashon HaKodesh. Because when you're able to bring about a shlemus of the deeb or through the shlemus of emes, that's lashon hakodesh. That's holy lashon, holy. It's filled with kedusha. It's filled with hakodesh baruch hu. The masculine element, the emes, that comes down and is made ear into the deeb or into malchus. That's the lashon. Lashon hakodesh. 
All the Lashonas of the Amim, of the nations of the world, they're lacking. And we're told that they do not have completion. They're called in Yishayahu, it's called like the, the, the Dibor of stammerers. They don't really speak coherently. The Ein Shleimus, Rak Lashon HaKodesh. The Shleimus is only, is only to Lashon HaKodesh. That's the Shleimus. That's the Shleimus. The Shleimus is the concept of Lashon HaKodesh. The Lashon HaKodesh that we're speaking about, where HaKodesh Baruch Hu responds to Moshe Rabbeinu's claim that Lo Yish Devar HaManoichi, Gami Tmol, Gami Shilshim, Gami Oz Dabarcha. And what does HaKodesh Baruch Hu say? Say, Mi Sampela Adam. Really? Who? Who gives, which literally means, who gives man the ability to speak, but so much deeper? Me is Gematria 50. And that's going to be the 50 gates of Bina, which is the element of me, which is the element of 50. And that's the concept of Bina that's Meir into, into Malchus. So me, some pe la Adam. Akadosh Baruch Hu says, if you can channel these three shamas of then Diber. Then it will come down and infuse all these Chalkeah Diber that you make reference to. Misam Pela Adam. And an amazing thing is that the Pasig says, All streams flow into the Yam. Yam is also me. Yam is always a reference to Bina. Again, Bina is Chamishim Shari Bina. It's one above seven times seven, which is the beginning of seven Shemitah cycles that culminates in a, in a Yoivel. And Yoivel, we said, is freedom. Freedom is Bina. And Kol Hanachalim Hol where does it go? It goes to the Yam. Nachal is Rosh Hashanah's lahadlik ner Chanukah. Kol hanechalim holchem al Yam. Chanukah is the Yemei Hoda eight nights. Nisim l'malam yateva. Yemei Hoda halacha hilchas Chanukah helps us to live in this way of realizing kol hanechalim holchem al Yam. Me, me, some pela adam. And, uh, and, and, and so when a person manifests this kind of connection and this kind of awareness, this kind of lifestyle, of mentality, of mindset, of moichin, then he's zochet to Lashon HaKodesh. Ulishoyin HaKodesh, says Rebbe Nachman, Lashon HaKodesh, Umukush, Lashabiz. Lashon HaKodesh is bound up with Shabbos HaKodesh. But Bechinas, the Pasuk says, V'daber davar. That Shabbos is connected to a certain special kind of speech. Of course, I'll be pnimi so you can understand why, because Shabbos is Malchus and Malchus is Pel, like we've said. But that Chazal say that our speech on Shabbos shouldn't be like our speech of during the week. But so shall they bless. And the Gemara in Saita says, anytime you see Koi, it's a reference to Lashon HaKodesh. They need to give the brachas the Kayanam and Lashon HaKodesh. And so brachas. Is associated with this element of koi. Koi again is the nakuda of of lashon hakodesh, and that's connected to bracha. Shav lashon hakodesh nichla brachu kedusha. Lashon hakodesh contains bracha and kedusha. Kia lashon hakodesh mekushal shabbos because lashon hakodesh is mekushal shabbos. Like we said, daber davar. That's what we're speaking about. Shaloyi diburcha shal shabbos kediburcha shal chol. It's a different kind of dibur. It's a different kind of speech. Koi sevarchu. So shabbos memela, which is connected to bracha, as he's going to say in a minute. Shenem Boy, let's just read Shabbos, which has this element of what's bracha? 
Kaisevarchu Kai is Lashanak Kaidesh. Kaisevarchu. When we say that they should give the brach in Kai, says the Gemara, it's a reference to Lashanak Kaidesh. So Shabbos, which is an element of bracha, Kaisevarchu bracha is associated with Kai. Kai is Lashanak Kaidesh. Kai also can, Shabbos also contains the element of Kedusha, Kedusha and bracha. Kedusha, of course, is going to be the element of Hakadosh Baruchu, the Shem Yudke Vavke, as it is written. And then ultimately the bracha is going to be the bracha of Malchus, which is the Shem Yudke Vavke, as it is spoken. That's why Shabbos has a Friday night and a Shabbos day. The Friday night is the Bukhin of Shamar, is the Bukhin of the feminine element of Malchus Chak, the Indian of Melchadoid, the Kala, that's the Indian of Friday night. Shabbos day, Shabbos day is the male aspect. Shabbos day is not Aleph Dalanun Yud, the aspect of Shamar, it's the aspect of Zachar. Is the aspect of the male, as the Shari Ara writes. That's the aspect of Shabbos days. Yismach Moishe B'Matnas Chelkoi. It's the element of Torah, Torah Shabbik Sav, not just what we had in the in, in, in the nighttime, right? Which is connected to Amuna and Tefila. But Shabbos is the Indian of is the Indian of uh, a Shabbos day is the Indian of Kedusha. And Friday night is the Indian of Bracha, Bracha and Kedusha. But Bracha is connected to Koi. What? Because Koi Sevarchun. What's Koi? Lashana Koidesh. And about Shabbos itself, we know that Shalayi Diburcha Shal Shabbos Kidiburcha Shal Chol. Alkain therefore Aidei Shalashan. When Lashana Kodesh is connected to Shabbos Al Kain, Ayyid Shlemus Hadibur through the Shlemus Hadibur Shubhinas Lashana Kodesh, Ayyid Zamam Shikhma Simchashal Shabbos Lashashis Mehachal, a deep thing happened, says Rabbi Nachman. We are able to draw the Simcha of Shabbos into the six days of the week into the six days of the week. Now this again should sound familiar because this is also a model where you have this concept of multiplicity, six days, and one. Shabbos, because Shabbos is channeling Olam Haba. Shabbos is Malchus to Kedusha as the final hey in connection to the first hey, which is Misam Pela Adam, which is Kalev L'Shoinam, Bisvasav Kibduni, and Lev is there also. It's channeling it down, and Shabbos can fill the week with Simcha. Now, why does the week need to be filled with Simcha? The days of the week are a connection to atzvus, a connection to sadness. Even the good things we do, even the joy that we have during the week, but it's not. It's not the same. It's a bechina of atzvus. It's it's a, it's a bechina that's rooted in this worldliness and mundane responsibilities and so on and so forth. The Zohar Kodesh says that the malach matat, which is a malach that originally started off as the person chanoich, as that we speak about in Parshas Bereishis, and took him. As Rashi tells us, he was afraid that he would he would act in an improper way, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted to preserve the kedusha of this incredible person who be, literally became a malach, like Eliyahu Anavi, Eliyahu Malach Abris. Matat became a malach, and this element of matat is associated with the six days of the week. It's associated with the way that Hashem is manhig the olam in a way of hashgacha that's couched within Hester, that's couched within uh, uh, you know schar and onesh, where it's not clear, it's not clear, you know why bad things happen to good people and so on and so forth. It's 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 hidden. It's Ashkach of a Kaddish Baruch with this manifest within this physical world. It's associated with the Vav of Yudke Vavke, with the parts of Avzair Ampin, with the six days of the week, with the with the with the, with the element of Vav. She says matat, which is associated with six, which is associated with the, with zeir anpin, what's called hanhagas hamishpat, as opposed to hanhagas hayichud, which is far higher. But it's this mask, so to speak, that a kaddish baruch Hu wears, right, to be manhig the world during the six days of the week. It's rooted in the six days. He's called an eved. Shmoi kishem rabbi. He's he's called eved, as we're going to see. And eved is atzvus. Bechinas atzvus sadness. Aval shabbos ubechinas ben. Shabbos is ben. Shabbos is not the six days of the week. The six days of the week is atzvus. Is matat. Is darkness. Is concealment. And shabbos is a bechinas of ben. 
But oz naichali loyin with hatoyin. And on Shabbos, Shabbos is called Shabbos means to rest. Shabbos vayinafash to rest. Rest in in Aramaic or, or even in Hebrew, right? There's the element of Noach. It's called in Aramaic. It's naicha to rest. But Noach is the is the sharisha minucha. Noach, as we're going to learn, when Shabbos, which is an aspect of Ben, comes to the world, then we're able to tap into a realm far beyond Matat. We're able to really just bask in this this Kesher Atzmi, without any concealment, just HaKadosh Baruch, without a mask. This brings about a tremendous amount of Simcha to the world. All of our mitzvahs during the six days of the week are lifted up from the sad that they were couched within because again of the experience of concealment that we experience even in our mitzvah observance throughout the six days of the week. And we draw upon ourselves menucha v'simcha. Because of the menucha, because of this element that we're able to rest and we're able not to feel like an evid, like we're doing something, we have to do it, but it's mamash the bechina of like there's nothing more that I'd love to do. And even while I'm working, right, the Pasuk says, that, that, that it's not, it's not, that, it, that, it, that it's just an element of, 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 of the deepest rutzon that I have, the deepest desire to connect. He had a son, and Noyach is born. What's Noyach? So here we have these three concepts. We have the Indian of Ben, which is the kind of Avoida that's associated with Shabbos vis-a-vis the Eved of the six days of the week, which is the Nekuda of Matat. And Shabbos is the Nekuda of Ben, Vayoilid Ben, Vayikrashmoy Noyach. That's the element of Menucha, the element of Naicha that comes down to us on Shabbos that's associated with Noyach. And we say about Noyach, What's the Itzvon Yadenu? Is the Itzavon, is the depression, is the sadness. Like the Zohar Kaddish says. That's what the Pasuk says. Eilish told us, Noyach, Noyach is Tzadik. Says the Zohar, Noyach, two times in one Pasuk, one time right after the other. It must be Noyach. There's a noyach below, there's a noyach, there's a noyach below, there's a noyach above. That's the element in the way in which Shabbos goes ahead and brings naicha, brings rest to everything above and below. Right? That was Noach's job. Right? And that's, of course, a reference to Shabbos. That Shabbos is, but Shabbos is Menucha. Shabbos is this element of Menucha. Shabbos is the element of Vayoilid Ben. The concept of Avodah Hashem on the level of Ben, not on the level of Eved. Eved is the six days of the week, but Shabbos is the Nukud of Ben. I'm sorry, on a person is Zoichet to the Shleimus Lashon Hakodesh. We've been speaking about that the Shleimus Lashon Hakodesh is the Nukud of the Yichud between the Gimel Shemus of Emes and the Ribuah Hadibor, and that makes Lashon Hakodesh. That makes the Dibors, the Indian of Lashon Malchus, filled with Kedush which is transcendent spirituality rooted in the sphere of Bina manifesting Yisod without getting into that connection now. We're able to draw this joy, this beautiful, wonderful, incredible simcha and dveikos and awareness of Shabbos into the six days of the week. 
כי מחמא של הלושן הקודש מקושר לשבס, על כן נמשך על ידי השמחה של שבס לששס נימי החול. Because לושן קודש is connected to שבס, and of course simply, it's the element of seven, which means to say it's the three שמס of אמס, מאיר in the ריבוע הדיבור, three and four is seven. So שבס is this element of לושן הקודש, דבר דבר, כויסי ורכון, ברכה אין קדושה, כויס לושן קודש, and so שבס, when a person is זוכה to this level, then you can, you can illuminate the six days of the week with this as well. And that's Pshat in the Pasuk. Kel Elikim Hashem Diber. We already said that Kel is Tefillah. Elokim is Torah. Which we said from the Paparois is only a Yichud, is the Indian of Yaakov, is the Indian of a Yichud between Chesed and Gevur, between Tyra and Tfilah, which itself is a connection between Hoda'a and Halacha, Toida Halacha. And Diber is the Arba, Chelke Hadibor. Kel Elikim Havaya Diber is Gematria with the words, is Gematria Misbar Simcha. Itself is the numerical equivalent of the word simcha. Because when a person manages to attain this kind of shleimus hadibur, that his speech is filled with praise of a Kaddish Baruch, no matter what's going on in his life, and he's able to fill the kalim of malchus, which is malchus peh, with that incredible achtus and emes of bina, which is the Indian of lev, and a person is zochet to toida and halacha, such a person is zochet to Shabbos, and Shabbos is simcha, Shabbos is ben, Shabbos is ayin achamenu mimaisenu mi'itzvayin, the opposite of Yitzavon, the opposite of depression that's associated with the six days of the week. And therefore, Kel Elikim Hashem Diber, which gives us Lashon HaKodesh, that's Mekushal Shabbos, is going to be Gematria. Simcha Kyagdei Shleimus HaDibur Shul Lashon HaKodesh, Nimshach Simcha. This brings us to an incredible level of Simcha. Now here's Aizvav, and this takes us really through to the end. This is the final element of the Giloi, but it's the sum total of the Torah, and we need to really think about this very well. All When a person manages to do this, and to bring this element of the Simcha of Shabbos into the six days of the week, This is the Giloi, the revelation of the oneness of HaKadosh Baruch in the six days of the week, every day is something else. Every day is a new creation. Like we said, nature is riddled with multiplicity, is filled with diversity. Every single day, a different creation, a different element of nature was manifested into reality. Of course, this is very difficult for the human mind to grasp how it can be, and we hinted to this, we spoke about this before, that separateness can emerge from oneness. That different things that operate differently one from the other, can actually be a manifestation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's achdus and oneness. It seems like we're living in the realization and, in, and, and, and under the illusion of Elohim. And we think we're in this place where Hashem is completely hidden. All we see is separateness, multiplicity, diversity, two-ness, and not oneness. Oneness is the Indian of MS. And here, everywhere we look is Sheker, 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 Sheker. And the more things there are, the more Sheker there is. And the more we can fall into the illusion or give into the delusion of thinking that Echad and Achtos and oneness is covered over. Our minds can't grasp that and we can't be aware of that. 
through Shabbos, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu gave us this incredible gift. That there's an incredible gift that a Kodesh Baruch Hu has, the unearned gift of Shabbos, Bebe's Genazai, in the hidden place of Shabbos. And Shabbos, its name is Shabbos. And of course, Bebe's Genazai is the hidden realm of the Moichin, and that's the element of Shabbos being rooted in Bina of Shabbos Shema. Shame is always associated with Malchus. As the Pasuk says, Vayas David Shame. And so it manifests as Shabbos, but it's connected to Bina. And it comes from that realm of Olam Haba and that realm of La'asid Lavo, that Shabbos is a Me'in Olam Haba. Al Yidei through Shabbos, which is Shlemus Lashon HaKodesh, through this, we can reveal the Achtos HaPashit, even among the Pu'ulis Mishtamis. Ki Shabbos Moira Alamunas Hayichud. When we come to Shabbos, Shabbos is Amuna in the oneness of a Kodesh Baruch. On Shabbos, we stop and we realize that everything that we go through during the week, ultimately it's all rooted in creation, and creation has a creator. And creation is, is filled with diversity and separateness, but ultimately the creator is just one is the Echad. And that Echad, and that Emes of the Echad is revealed on Shabbos. Shabbos is the day of Emunah. It's the Yom and Neshmasa. It's the day of the soul. That the body similarly is filled with diversity, separateness, different hands, different parts of the body that are diverse, but ultimately inside the Neshama is one. It's the same Neshama and it manifests in the body. And of course, this is a mashal for the way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu manifests in a world of multiplicity despite being one. But it's just one Neshama and it hears through the ears and it sees through the eyes and it speaks through the mouth and it smells through the nose and it feels through the hands, but it is still one, right? And Shabbos is the Yom and the Neshama. So Shabbos brings us into that realization to be able to connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu's oneness as manifests throughout the separateness of nature in much the same way. We believe that everything, everything, everything is drawn from the from the realm of oneness, from the simple oneness, the un, the indivisible oneness of Hashem. He created everything in the week. There's a creator, and creation is filled with diversity, but he, there's a creator. Veshabbos, Veshabbos, and he rests on Shabbos. Nimtza we find. Through Shabbos is revealed this aspect of the oneness of a Baruch And here the Rebbe says something a little bit different, because here he talks about the thing itself. We're going to talk about it. But if he here says the Rebbe, when there's a revelation of Hashem's oneness, dafka, among those things that are separate, that brings HaKadosh Baruch Hu much joy. Rabbi Nachman says it's very precious to Hashem. And we find this in the Gemara and Brachas, and as a klal and halacha, yachid v'rabim, when you have an individual and you have a rabim, we're going to talk about what rabim can mean, paradoxically, halacha karabim, the halacha is like the rabim, the halacha is like the many. Ki rabim, because they are many, that every person has their own perspective, which is an element of the six days of the week, that everything is different and everything is separate one from the other. When all of these people that are different days, like Chazal say, because not all these people who essentially have different experiences and want different things and so on and so forth are able all to be unified around one idea. 
That's the revelation of unity, even among separateness. That's very precious to Hashem. And that's why the halacha is like them. And of course, that there shouldn't be machlokes. If not, this call yachid biyachid yamikadaita. Every single person would think something else. And nothing would nothing, and there would be all the time machlokes, and there would never be able to get anything done. This is not what Hashem wants. Hashem wants the simple unity. When this level of achtas hapashet echad we said is ms ms is bina that realm when it becomes revealed below gam lamal in a scala achtas hapashis barach above also so to speak. Hashem's achdus is revealed because it's a mirror. And the more that we reveal it down here, we are Hashem's kisei, so to speak. Hashem relies on us, like we said, in the in the in, in the of Nachan Kesach Oz, That's Malchus, Malchus is Malchus Baratzen Kibulo Aleim. That's this world that was created for us to be Mekabal Hashem's Malchus on us when we're doing it right. The Gemara, the, the, the Medjur says, right, Yachal Kamoini, because the Pasik says, Kadoshim to you, that you should be Kadosh. And it says, Yachal Kamoini, you would think Kadosh like me. And the Medjur says, Kedushasi Lamala Mikdushasra. My holiness, as God, is greater than your holiness. But the, uh, the, many of the Tzadikim say that you should read it differently. Kedushasi Lamala. Hagadish Baruch was saying, My holiness, Lamala, is Mikdushasra, comes from your holiness. Rabbi Nachman makes reference to this in Torah Chaf. In Tarah Chaf, I believe. Rabbi Nachman over there says that that's Pshat, Yoshev Tehilis Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch who sits on our Tehilo, so to speak, because Va'ata Kadosh, Yoshev Tehilis Yisrael. Hashem's Kedusha Lamala, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Achdus Lamala is revealed when we get together down here. It relies on our unity down here. Here he says, okay, When there's achdus down below, there's oneness is also revealed more and more and more in the realms above. Now this brings us into a very famous Gemara. The Gemara is called the story of the Tan Roshalachnai. It's called the oven of snakes. And there was no snakes in the oven. But because there was such a machlaikis about this oven, it was an oven that was in different pieces and they used sand to unify the oven as one. And they wanted to know whether this was considered a kli that could become pure or impure as a, as a vessel, right? Whether this was considered, it had a shame kli on it. And there was a huge machlaikis. There was a huge machlaikis among Rebbe Yezer, as we're going to see, and all of the, and all of the uh, Rabbanim, right? That Rebbe Yezer felt that it was a kli and Rebbe Yezer felt I'm sorry, Rebbe Yezer felt that this was not considered a kli in and of itself, and therefore it cannot become impure. It wasn't a kabbal tumah. And the, and, the, and, the, and the Rabbanim, everybody who was arguing with him, Rav Gamliel and others, were, 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 were of the opinion that, um, that, that this was indeed uh, a kli, right? That we had unified this thing. And it was called Tanah Shalachnai because they were, were, were fighting about it and arguing about it and circling it around with arguments like a snake, like an achnai. So what was the story here? Very briefly, they had this machlikis and Eliezer started to prove to them that his opinion was halacha l'maysa. We're talking a lot about halacha. He wanted to prove to them that their opinion, that his opinion was halacha. And he started proving it from, from, a, from a carob tree that uprooted itself and all of a sudden found itself, you know, a very, very far distance away. And the river started flowing backwards and the walls of the Bismedra started leaning in and finally a baskal came out and said, halacha is like Rebbe Yezer. And they didn't listen to it. They said, tar loy he. And it matters down here what we say, halacha karabim and the rabim is against Rebbe Yezer. Says Rebbe Nachman, 
what was going on here Bepnimius? This is the story with Rebbe Yezra Gadol and the Tano Shalach Nagib of Metziah Dafnuntes. Rebbe Yezra Alachu Kamoisa Bechol Makam the Gemara itself, because that's what the Baskal said that Rebbe Yezra always was Halachu Kamoisa. Mamish like Davan Amalach Hashem Imoi. But you're right to Laharish Shazachal the Shlemis Hadibur because he was so very much bound with Halacha. He wanted to demonstrate that he had been Zochet to Shlemis Hadibur to Lashon Hakodesh. That that's how you get the Shlemus Ribuah Hadibor, where the Gimel Kave Emes, the Gimel Shemus of Emes, are shining into the four Chalakim of Dibor. He wanted to show them that he had it. Yalkein Amar, he said four things. Four things. Keneged, the four Chelke Hadibor. Charav First, he said the carob tree will prove it, because again, it uprooted itself and implanted far away. Amas Hamayim Yechiach. And the stream of water starts flowing backwards. He says, that'll prove. Kos The walls of the base Medjush start to lean in. He says, those will prove. And finally, Baskal Yechiach. Finally, that Baskal emerged, that uh, that that. That spoke, you know, and said that the Allah is like him. <speaking in Hebrew> These four things are connected to the concept of Ribua Hadibur. <speaking in Hebrew> the four categories and components and elements of speech that we had described. Because the tzaddikim have this power, like we talked about, this power of kel, this power to run the world, this power to utilize their speech to change mitzias. wanted to show them that he had this. He was zochet to the ribua hadibur. The gimel shemus of emes were shining into his dibur. And he showed that by doing all these amazing things with his words. To literally change nature. And he showed this and revealed this through four things. What were these four things? First thing, that let the plant, the, the palm tree prove this. He says this is a reference to the Dibur of Tzedakah, which we associated with the with with um, with Rivka Because Kharov, this concept of a of a of a of a carob tree actually alludes to Tzedakah. Because why do you plant a charev for generations? The Gemara in Tainus says, He said, we came into a world and it was filled with carob trees because our grandparents planted for us. So we are also going to plant for future generations. That's what tzedakah is. It's altruism. They're not going to be able to benefit from it in their lifetime, but, they're, but, they're, but they're, their children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren will. That's tzedakah. Tzedakah also impacts generations. Right? When you when you want that people should do tzedakah to your grandchildren, give them tzedakah now because because the wheel of fortune turns and two generations from now it'll be his kids that are wealthy and it'll be, you know, not your kids, but it'll be, you know, a different matzah where you, you need to come on to them later on. And so tzedakah also has this element of dairas. Amasamayim, the streams of achinas, tshuva is an element of tshuva, but achinas, shivchi kamayim libeich noichach Hashem. That's the element of the dibor of tshuva. So, so far we have the dibor of tzedakah, which in the Pasuk of Moshe Rabbeinu was, lo ish devarim anoichi ish devarim, like we said, yichalkal devar b'mishpat. And then we had the element of gamitmol, which is an akuda of tshuva, which is an akuda of kiyoim esmol, like we had learned, which is v'shabu banim l'kvulam of Rachel. And that's connected to the amasamayim, which is associated with because the walls leaning in 
Zebachinas Hashirim. This is connected to the concept of the Dibur of Hashiras, the Gamishilsham, the Shalusari Geim, Shame Ketel Shal Kol Poineboy. These walls are Ketel. It's like a like a like a tell some, some something that, that people take shade, it, it provides shade, people take refuge in. Because the the, the Pasuk initially says that those that love an Ashir are Rabim. Everybody turns to them, everybody wants to be their friends, everybody wants to you know to hope that they're gonna be able to get something from this relationship. The are also called a tell like everybody turns to Ashirim, everybody turns to the Kosli Bishamedrish. Dorshi Hashem. They don't lack. The tzaddikim are able to draw this element of ashiras. They're able to bring schus to the world, like the Gemara Chulin says, but to themselves not. The tzaddikim themselves, they don't have anything. They're only able to serve as a channel for bracha as long as it flows through them, but it, it, it doesn't get stopped up by them. They draw all that is good to the world. Like you find by that he was channeling all the shiras and all the food and all the sustenance into the world. And what did he eat? One little one little calf of, of carrots from week to week. This is a reference to the Debor of Ashiras that, similar to the walls of the Beis Medrash, everyone turns to. That the tzaddikim that are the ashirim or that all ashiras comes from, where do they get that from? They get it from darshi Hashem. They get it from lima Torah. The kasli beis where they're drawing all the good from. Baskal, finally, the final element. The baskal as of course bechinas malchus. bechinas malchus. There are. Seven. There, there are six is going the kana. There are six vertebrae within the the, uh, the 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 voice box or this this element, the esophagus that produces the voice. Bebchinas malchus. Bebchinas sheish malus lekise. Again, kise is malchus and it's associated with six. Nimsa sheherer rebelazer ba'arba dvarim elu. Rebelazer showed through these four things: the charev and the amas hamayim and the kaslevis hamedrash and the baskel, which are connected to the dibor of tzedakah, to the dibor of tshuva, to the dibor of ashirim kribim lemalchus, and finally the dibor of malchus. Itself, he wanted to show Hadibor. He did it. He accomplished Shlemus Ribuah Dibor. Ms. Channeling into Dibor. That he he had he had this element. But they didn't listen to him. Because at the end of the day. Even though this yachid might have been zocha to this incredible level of shlemus hadibor through the, shle, shle, you know, the three shlemus of ms that are mayor in the dibor, at the end of the day, tachlis, what overrides that is halacha kerabim. This is the element of the oneness that's revealed in, in, in actuality, not conceptually. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. In actuality, reveals Das Yachit. Among the six days of the week, which is Abhina of Shabbos, and that's what Shabbos does. That's why Akadosh Baruch Hu said afterwards, he, he appreciated it. And he said, You, 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 uh, you over. 
overpowered me. You emerged victorious. Nitzchuni banai, the Bechina of Ben. Hainu shebechinas Ben shalehem nitzayach. What's Ben? Ben is the Indian of Noyach, like we said. Vayoyle Ben, vayukrashmoy Noyach. Ben, because that's the element of Shabbos as opposed to the Eved of the six days of the week, which is Matah. Vezesh shalom HaKadosh Baruch Hu, nitzchuni banai. Hainu shebechinas Ben shalehem nitzayach. Kizesh rabba maskim amadas echad, zabechinas Shabbos, bechinas Ben. Now, it's very, very difficult to understand this, of course, because what we know about the three Shemas of Emes being mayor in the Dibor, which produces Shabbos Kodesh, and Shabbos Kodesh is itself the element of being able to be mayor into the six days of the week, which is Achtas HaPashat among Pulis Meshdanos, that itself is the element of Rabbi Maskim Umadas Echad. So if Rabbi Yezer was standing up to say, I have Shlemus Ribuah HaDibor, so then that itself is the element that we're talking about of Halacha Karabim, right? That he, he was the Rabbim, so to speak. That he contained that element, that Bechina. So the answer, of course, is, is that that's a Bechina. That's an aspect. But ultimately, they were the real Rabbim in and of themselves. They, they, they had that Rabbim. And it's not just that they all, you know, peripherally thought the same way. They were bound up. They had a Kesher one with the other deeply. And they, they, they you know, and, and, and they were able to channel a much higher level of Achtos into the actuality of different consciousnesses, you know, binding themselves together to be able to join and to and to uh, and to and to and to take one position, and so that overrides. But again, based on what we said about what the chalkeah dibor are and what the shalosh shemus of emes are, and we had said that they're the shalosh avos and the four imahos, I think we can get to a deeper understanding here of why it was that this rabbim was able to override. And this is a very very deep thing. The Rebbe says in Torah Ayin Gimel, I think it's Ayin Gimel. The Rebbe says that laasid lavai. Moshe Rabbeinu is going to stand up kolul of the, of the Shalish Avais. He brings it from the Zohar Kaddish plus Nafke Michad, Chan Miklas Kayim, that Moshe Rabbeinu stands up and he's going to contain within himself all of the Avos and of course the Mos that are included with them. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. And so here it emerges an amazing thing. We're talking about the level of seven, and the level of seven is amazing, and that's Shabbos, and it's within the six days of the week, and it's able to demonstrate the Achtos, and it's Malchus, Malchus de Gedusha, that's drawing down from the level of Bina. All of that is true, and that's seven. That's the three of Emes and the four of Dibor, that's seven, that's the week. But Moish Rabbeinu is perhaps a level beyond that. Moish Rabbeinu Ba'atzmai is not an aspect of seven, he's the aspect of eight. It's the aspect of eight. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Bechina of eight himself. And this is why, if you look back on what we said, that, that the Pasuk Kel Alekim Havaya Diber, we said is Gematria Simcha. And that was the Simcha of Shabbos that's produced through Lashon HaKodesh, that's produced through the Shlemus Hadibor, with the Gimel, of Eve, uh, the Gimel Shemus and Kavam of, Eve, of Emes that are shining within it. That leads to this element of Shabbos, Lashon HaKodesh, Daber Daber, Koisavarchun, and that's the Simcha but you could also read the word simcha as Moshe Ches. Moshe is connected to the element that transcends the seven that Rabbi Yezra HaGadol had attained, which is the Shlemus Ribu Adibar, which is the Avos Animois. That the Medrash says about the Avos Animois vis-a-vis Moshe Rabbeinu, that Rabbi's Banos Asu Chayil va'at Alis HaKulana. Rabbi's Banos Asu Chayil is the element of maybe even the Bechina of Rabbi, because there were many, there were much more than just Moshe, 
And Asuchayo, that's great. But Va'at Alis Al Kulana. There's an element of a certain kind of tzaddik that's Alis Al Kulana. That himself, it's just a different category. It's not from this world at all. It's an element of Bina. It's an element of the world beyond. It's the element of Moshe Ches. Yes, there's the Simcha of Shabbos. But if you open up the Simcha of Shabbos, what's it at the core? Which this tzaddik gives power and strength to all the other tzaddikim. Bipnimias is Moshe Ches. And that's Moshe Ches. And that's maybe Nitzchuni Banai. Everybody knows that Moshe Rabbeinu, we had already mentioned earlier, that different that the different Royim, the seven shepherds, are rooted in the different Midas. What's the Midah of Moshe? Is the Midah of Netzach. That's why Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Davka Nitzchuni Banai. And what does the Daf in Tainus say? I think we just had it yesterday in Daf Yomi. It says that Moshe Rabbeinu was Chashiv Kerabim. He himself was Chashiv Kerabim. You can have a Tzaddik who's a one Tzaddik, maybe even against the whole world, but he's Chashiv Kerabim. He himself is the root of the Rabbim. He's the root of their souls. And Moish Rabbeinu attains this level. So Moish Rabbeinu in and of himself is the Bechina of the Rabbim that are going up against Rabbi Yezra Agadol who has the Shlemus Ribu Adibor. But that's still the element of the Avos. That's still the element of Rabbi's Banus Asu Chayil. And Moish Rabbeinu is the Nakuda of the At Alis Al Kulana. And that's Moish Ches. Ches of course is Bina, right? Which transcends, which goes up, which goes beyond. And that's the element of Moshe Ches, as opposed to the Simcha of, of the, uh, of the, of the Imaos. One other element, Nikuda, also to focus on is, um, is this amazing thing that this Machloikis happens around the Tanur Shalachnoi. Because that's exactly what it is. The Tanur Shalachnoi is this conversation. Without getting into the reference to a snake, which is the snake is obviously the primordial snake, which is the introduction of Sheker into the world. Sheker in Laraglayim. That's where the snake's feet are caught off. Sheker in Laraglayim and, she- and the snake is the, the aspect of second, right? Is the aspect of two. Before the hand, it was just Adam. And Adam was completely, completely bound to the Ratz and Hashem. And then there's a creation. The snake represents that secondness. It's, it's sly. It's full of sheker. All right? It's the sheker of this world. It's the trying to convince us that this world is real and trying to convince us that it conceals the Kodesh Baruch. But the truth is it reveals him in the deepest way. And that's the giloy of the achdos. But the snake, that's the achnoi. That's the snake that we're talking about. The element of the hepech of emes. The hepech of achdos. The hepech of bina. The element of, of sheker. That's the element of, of, um, of, of the achnoi. But even the keli in and of itself. Rebbe Yezer looks at the Kaili and he sees it's not one. Rebbe Yezer is trying to channel this element of, of Bina. He says that it's not considered a Kli. But they realize Adarab. They realize that you know what the true Bina is? What the true revelation of Bina is? Not the Shlemus Hadibra that you think. It's beyond that. It's Mamish down into this world to realize that yes, it seems separate. And we're filling in the cracks with Elokos, right? Like they were with the Kli. But it is a Kli. It is called a kli. That is called achdos. And this rabbi maskim madas echad is more echad than even the achdos of the kli that a Kaddish Baruch Hu had before going ahead and created the world where the moon was shining like the sun, but it's specifically through the moon a little bit losing its light and having the chisaron that they say that's the biggest gilu bina. That's the biggest kli. That's the biggest unity that could exist that's possible. And going back to what we had spoken about then, about that tsar that we go through, just so I mentioned this, that tsar that we go through and that the tsar is meaningful in the sense that there's something that the tsar produces. It's not simply that everything goes back to the way it was, like we learned. There's a new child in the world. That's perhaps also the bechina of before and after, is meaning there's the moment of tsar and there's the moment of, of negativity. And then, it's when the when the third aspect is born that it's not just 
full or not full, right? It's not just the element of chisaron and then milu chisaron, but there's another element that happens here also. And this is the, uh, the, the, the aspect in and of itself of the rabbi maskimu medas echad that, that, that leans toward an, toward an echad to be able to point all the two-ness back to the oneness. That's What's the kasava shlishi? Means to say that it's yachriya b'neim. It either goes to one of the two sides. And that demonstrates the special, special kind of achdos that's revealed dafka through dissenting opinions, but the rabbim is able to overcome the yachid. Why? Because that's this world, that's the tanr shalachnoi, that it looks like it's a bunch of different pieces. Until the vlad is born, until the halacha is, 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 um, is originated, and then you realize that it's all one, it's all one. Echad yachid and yuchad. It's all one. Shiduchim and zivukim, in the deepest way, the shloishig kavim, shkavim, the three shamas of I keep on saying kavim because it comes from a different tire of the different kavim of MS. But the but the three the three shamas of the MS and the ribuah hadibor. All of a sudden, we realize that the pinnacle of it is the time of olam haba. Not even Shabbos me'ain olam haba, but olam haba ba'atzma, which is the das of the tzaddik, which is the das of Moshe Rabbeinu, the das of these special tzaddikim. They were harbi gedolim, but there were tzaddikim that came that were ba'at olasal kulana. They revealed a different level of Torah that just wasn't heard of before. Nobody. It's a completely different mahalach to move Yiddishkeit forward beyond. And they, even they, he might be a yachid, but, but, but he contains within him the rabbim, like Moshe Rabbeinu, that are connected to tzaddikim like Moshe, who had the koyach of the rabbim within them that was connected not just to the rabbim of this worldliness, but the rabbim mamish of that nekuda, of, of bina, of, of la'asad lavoi. ivdu es Hashem b'simcha. That's pshat, the Pasuk says, ivdu es Hashem b'simcha. What's ivdu es Hashem b'simcha? The word ivdu is the word eved. And simcha, of course, is the tikkun of the concept of ebed, which is atzvos. Hainu lahamshich simcha lebechinas ebed, bechinas matat, bechinas sheishis meachol kaniskul el bezeu deu ki Hashem elikim bechinas achdus hapasha that a person needs to achieve the das ki Hashem is elikim shekol hashinuim him echad everything is echad shezen is galal yidish and nimshach hasimcha shal shabbos lesheishis meachol shem bechinas ebed kanal but there is the existence of this das of the tzaddik that's the das Moshe Rabbeinu who's considered like the rabbim which that this overrides even the element of the avos because it's the mamish, the applied element of being able to really live, not just talk about it, but to be able to, and even talk about it is wonderful, but to be able, it's a different experience. It's 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 a distinction between like the Medrash says about Moshe, vis-a-vis the avos, and the avos would be seven. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Indian of eight. And here, we'll come to the end, uh, hopefully another 10 minutes or so. This is the, the Indian of Hanukkah. We already said that Hanukkah is eight. Hanukkah is the Indian of Uz. Uz is the Indian of Malchus channeling Bina, seven, and then one beyond it. It's the element of when things are flowing properly, the realization that all the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash was just to find a Pach Shemin Tar, but it wasn't just like the Pach Shemin that they always had. It, it gave birth to something new. It gave birth to a nace. Dafka, Dafka. And they rebuilt the Beis HaMikdash afterwards, but Hanukkah was born from the destruction, right? Hanukkah. And that's, and that's the, the days of Hanukkah. Just a quick recap of what we have been talking about. This is why we have on Hanukkah Shemen, oil. An element of there's an R, there's a light that comes from this 
this Indian of oil. Why? Because Shemen is the light of Emes. Send forth your light and your truth. This R that's produced by the Shemen Zayizach, that produces a very beautiful candle and flame and light, is connected to Emes and it's connected to Mecha. Urecha, which is Urcha, which is Amitcha, is connected to Ish Chasidecha, which is the Nakud of Halacha. You have to put it next to the door, which is an element of the Pasuk in Micha that refers to the mouth as an opening. If the, if the Hanukkah candles are hinting to Emes, to Mechav, Urechal, Ish, Chasidecha, Chesed, Is Halacha, Ur, is the Indian of the light of the candles, and the Shemen Zayizach, and that's connected to the, to the Indian of Shlach, Orchava, Amitcha, so the Emes is the, is, the, is the actual candles that we're lighting, where are we going to light it, where does the three Shemus of Emes need to illuminate, the, the door, right, the, the, the Dibor, so we have to put it by the door, when you put the Hanukkah Menorah by the door, then Yair, then it illuminates the Pesach, means to rest also. is the Indian of Noyach. Noyach, of course, is Makushar to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the next Gilgul of Noyach. Moshe Rabbeinu is fixing up what Noyach didn't do. May Noyach is the Oisius Mechenina Misifracha, which is Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Koi of Chanu Koi, Chanu is Shabbos, and Koi is Koi Sevarchu as Bnei Yisrael, is Lashon HaKodesh, that's Mekusha to Shabbos. And Simcha Shal Shabbos, Meir L'Sheshis Me'achol, Gamke Mechinas Chanukah, Mechinas Chanoich, Matat, Ebed, Shoshot Anusa B'Me'achol, Chanukah also hints to the six days of the week, which are called Matat, who, like we said, originated in the person called Chanoich, and that's Chanukahs also. But Mechinas Zeyin HaChameinu, Mimaseinu, Mi'itzvan Yedeinu, Mechinas Simcha Shal that it was at the end of Shnasayim Yomim. Miketz, Hainu Soif says, Rebbe Nachman, this word Miketz is a hint to the end, is a hint to Olam Haba, is a hint to the essential Hasagas that we're speaking about that the Tzadikim tried to reveal to us that Rebbe Nachman brings down in such a palpable way, in a way that's just, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. These Torahs, it molds your consciousness. It's, it's different. We're not like everybody else. It's not. You, you get a different Moa. A different brain. Miketz is a reference to the end. What's the end? Is Adam Haba? Adam Haba is connected to Halachos. What's the connection between the end and Halachos in this pasuk? Shnasayim Yamim, because the pasuk makes reference to Shnasayim Yamim. What's Shnasayim Yamim? That's a, right. It means at the end of really two years. But we, but 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 um, it says over here in Chagiga. That there was one individual, a disciple of Rav, who only came one time the whole year. And they were making fun of him. And said, hold on one second. You can have even one day in a year. It's still considered mamish like you learned the whole year. enables a person to connect even one little day, but it connects to Shanim, it connects to eternity. Hanukkah, I'm sorry, Halacha is supposed to bring us into that 
experience of eternity, which is an which is an Indian of, of course, Olam Haba being called the Yoim Shekulei Aruch, the Yoim that's 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 very very long, that's eternal, because that's what Halacha does. Halacha takes us, enables us to take some little pieces of information, apply it into our lives, and through that, it's just one day, it's just one little mitzvah, but you're connecting Mamish to the Indian of of Halacha, but it's filled with Taida, it's filled with Haida, it's filled with that transcendent element of Tefillah that's beyond that element of of, of Halal and Huda of, of of hakara and closeness to Hakadosh Baruch Hu v'uchinas yom yom yidrushin kaniskal elu gemar perish apasik al piyater now loy zachinu l'shmaya. Rav Nassim says that he wasn't able to hear and understand how the end, how the rest of that pasuk was also hinting to this Torah. But that's one of the klalim that when you learn the Kutumran, every source that's brought, you got to learn that source inside with the rishonim and achronim, and you'll see how everything everything is illuminated through the hakdama that Ibn Nachman is giving over. Ibn Nachman didn't explain the things like I'm explaining it now. He just gave the Torah. And then it was V'idach Zil Gemar, like the rest of your life, you have to spend working out, what is this? Ribuah Hadibur and the, and, the, and the Gimel Shemus of MS and all these concepts, it's a universe, it's two pages. It's a whole universe, as you, as you can see. So let's finish off with the last few minutes left. Now when the heart is in Sar, the Reya, the lungs are also in Sar. Because the Reya, the lungs, enable the body to be Mekayim. It draws oxygen and it, and it draws proper moisture to the body. When a person does a lot of things, he dries himself out. Through your breathing, you bring in oxygen, it keeps the blood flowing, and it makes sure that your body is getting what it needs. But when the heart is in pain, like we described in the heart is pounding and beating hard, you'll see that your breathing increases also. This can lead to to a negative a blemish in the lungs because of the breathing so hard. could cause the guf to dry out. olive oil is olive oil is it is able to it's very slick and therefore olive oil is able to go ahead and to be a healing for the for the lungs when the tzaddik is in sar the whole world is in sar and souls in this world and the next are crying and the shechina itself is crying if the Shekhinah cries over the spilled blood of the wicked, certainly it cries over the blood of the Tzaddikim, the blood that we're speaking about. When you have Refuah, it brings Nechama to the world. Noyach, this element of Shabbos. Through the Simcha of the Tzaddik, it brings joy to all of the other elements of consciousness in this world and the next that are crying over what's going on in the life of the tzaddik. And we finish. Like we talked about that the Indian of it's a skula for those that are having a difficult, a difficult um, pregnancy and a difficult a difficult birthing process. So just to say it, very important. Starts with the letters Mem Lamed is Mal, and this is Gematria Ayin, and these are the 70, which of course Mem is 4, that's the Ribuah Hadib, we're in the 10s, and the Lamed is 3, which is the Indian of the three Shemus of Emes in the 
in the uh, in the tens. So mem and lamid is the dalit and gimel is seven. So it leads to seventy. Because ayin kolon shal yeledes should say ekes koydem alei kamuva. It's brought that the woman when she's giving birth is screaming seventy times. Ve'yeshvim is merzek kuf samaches oisios kuf samaches hu chesed ba'at bash. These it has one it has one hundred and sixty eight letters and one hundred and sixty eight in at bash. It's a kind of gematria actually produces the word chesed, which is halacha shal yedei chesed. Because halachas ha'ilad of a knuckle that enables the birth, the child to be born in. To the world in a way that's smooth. There are also 43 letters in this Mizmar. Like the story with, 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 uh, with Shlom Amalek, where that lady said, Cut him up, cut the baby up. I won't have and you won't have. These words, Gam, Gam, Gam. That's the, that's the opposite of bringing children into the world, to cut a baby up, right? It's the opposite of that. And so there are 43 letters in the Mizmar to counteract that force of gamli gam loy. Because that's the klipa, it's called gam. doesn't want to let children come to the world. There are 43 letters, I'm sorry, there are, there are 43 words in Mizmar of, of Mizmar Lesoida. It should be clear to you that whatever we spoke about is a tipam and ayam. It's not even scratching the surface of the surface of the surface. The depth here is infinite. The Svarim have so many hundreds of pages written on this letter, on this on this Torah, and we mamish have to chew it over ourselves and hear what our own lave is telling us. Rabbi Nachman wanted us to be mechadish in his Torah. He wanted that very, very much. And so we have to listen to what our own perceptions are. Rabbi Nachman says, be mechadish, but don't transgress halacha. Certainly not about a Torah that's speaking all about halacha. But I think that it demonstrates the incredible unity of the Torah and the incredible das of this tzaddik who is able to just, like this, just pull out from kolatar kula and Build binyanim atsumim that are completely unique. It's the Indian of like we spoke about, the Indian of Maisha Ches, the Indian of that kind of tzaddik that's just, it's, a, it's something different. It's something different. And even if he's a yachid, it's Bechina of the Rabbim. And he's channeling down the Nikuda of the Rabbim into this world to give to us that experience of Olam Haba, not just Me'in Olam Haba, Olam Haba Ba'atzma. We should be zeichet to continue to bind ourselves together to the Emes, which is this Tzaddik. And this Tzaddik is Emes, all the Tzaddikim are Emes. But there's a special kind of Emes, there's a special kind of lucidity that's being channeled down to the world through these Tyras, through these constructs, through these Psachim that enable us then to go ahead and view all of life differently, to live in this way so that we can begin to bring the light of Shabbos Kodesh Oh, there's always a Shabbos Hanukkah, Shabbos Hanukkah, to bring the light of Shabbos and Hanukkah, that light of the eight, that light of one beyond seven, that light of Bina, of Olam Haba, to live this way, to really live this way, so that we can already begin to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu over everything that goes on in our lives, the good and the bad and the ugly, and to really be in a Bechina of Bayoimahu Yashem Echad Ushmoy Echad, Emes, Echad, oneness, bound up with the tachlis, with the sof, with this element of olam haba. We should be zeicha to taste this over this Hanukkah. And when we're lighting that menorah next to the door, we should remember it's being mayor the ribua hadib or tikkunim that we're bringing about. Unbelievable what Hanukkah is. And we have to mamish learn the halachas of Hanukkah to be sure that we're doing things in the right way. We learned how important halacha is. And halacha is only ba'ashem imoy, it's to get close to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. But beyond that, to learn all the meanings and to feel these things happening in our neshama so we cannot walk out of Hanukkah the same way that we walked in. Shnei Ksuva Mamachishim Zeh Zeh 
Something new is born. There's meaning to our suffering. There's meaning to the lack of the world. And we're in this world, not simply to return it to what it was beforehand, filled with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but it's something else entirely. It's the Achtas HaPashur, that's Nizgalad Dafka through the Pu'ulis Mishtanus. What a privilege we have to have clarity into our mission, to think about this, to be unbelievably clear on the fact that this is not just a Devar Torah, it's not, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's pil'i, it's, it's a pele, it's, it's from beyond this world. But to be able to hold on to that and have a clear mission, what we were sent here to do, and to do it for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to keep him in mind every single moment and to continue to learn tires like these that set the heart aflame, mamish aflame. We should be dancing. I hope you're all dancing. We should dance from this. And still close the safer with the awareness that, what do we know? And the safer is a pele, just a pele. What a privilege to be among those that are learning it, to be among those that are connected to the das of this tzaddik and connected to one another. Ashreinu, ashreinu, matayv chakeinu, wishing everybody the most glorious, beautiful, wondrous, elevated, uplifting, and, and illuminated Hanukkah up ahead. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you sat in one sitting or, or, or two sittings or three sittings or ten sittings, and all, in, in all honesty, this was in two sittings because it got interrupted in the middle, Baruch Hashem by life. But the Kasava Shlishi is what a privilege. What a privilege to learn this with you. Ashrenu. Have a wonderful, wonderful Hanukkah.